And here we stumble upon a pair of stoners in their natural habitat. Notice the red eyes and laid-back demeanor. Now it looks like they're going to talk to each other. Let's listen in. And welcome to what is... Um, I'm, I don't care about episodes, I don't care about series. This is a new format, new Rambling Stoners, new everything basically new house new studio that's why we've been gone for so long so um no bungle unfortunately um he's i, I don't know um but we are here uh i am joined today by uh naomi once again hello and we have some new guests so we're joined by a couple of friends of ours who are uh we met a rest, wrestling friend that we met at a wrestling event um our friends uh catface and tiga <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, What's up? So we're here today to uh, talk. It's going to be a show of two halves. Let's be honest. Uh, we're gonna. We've all obviously we're coming. This is being recorded. Not what two days after the uh, storming of the capital in the US. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm. we've got we've got some political shouting and ranting to do. Not only about that, but also about COVID, the UK politics. Brexit's kicked in now, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I saw the I saw the um, the sign the signs on McDonald's like we're not going to have any tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, do you know what? Like, I've got a lot of. I work in the railway, so a lot of Europeans who work in the railway, and it's really scary hearing them talk about it. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. So. I was saying, we're going to have the first half of this podcast. We're going to probably run, get some shit off our chest and have a bit of a laugh with it. And then the second half, we are reviewing Wrestle Kingdom Nights 1 and 2 from this year, the shining hope of wrestling in the <laughs> pandemic era. Although AEW have been putting on some great pandemic era shows yeah. as well. I still like that night two of Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> that main event. <laughs> It makes you moist. It makes you moist. Borderline <laughs> pornography. The main like, like, ge genuinely, like genuinely, Wrestle Kingdom is wrestling porn. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. The commentators were having a bit of an orgasm. Yeah, that night. Uh, like, oh. like watching Kevin Kelly like almost break down. Oh, but we'll yeah. come, we'll oh. come to that first yeah. off. So. The, let's let's start with the shit fire that is or the tire pit that is America. So uh, yes, as we all know, um, Joe Biden won the election how many times now? <laughs> Given all the recounts, <laughs> so probably about, like he's won that election around six or seven times, I think. Easily. Um, the um, what what's my favorite one? Um, oh God, what was it? Um, Satsuma, Chris Titus is in so I can't sweet remember. Sweet potato Hitler. Sweet potato Hitler. Yeah. Sweet potato Hitler. Yeah. Oh, so like Tango Mussolini. Tango Mussolini yeah. is also um, is it was in full denial. Um, and as we all know, there was the the Georgia runoff. So the, uh, during yeah. the main elections, um, Georgia turned blue. Um, they voted for Biden, and the congressional 
uh, races were so close they turned into a runoff, which was held on the the vote came in on the sixth well, Monday, was it? Uh, which yes, I think we got the results kind of on Tuesday. So that would have been but, the fifth. So yeah, the results came in on the sixth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but uh, as the result results were being tabulated for, like basically the co- the confirmate, it's like a just a ceremonial process more than anything else, yeah. which is where they confirm the retarded um, electoral college system delegate votes in um, Senate or House? Senate. 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 Yeah. Um, it's basically like a bookie's office. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, like, we bet this person will win. Yeah. We th- we think. <laughs> a drunk bookie's office that came up with the most ludicrous, like, odd system that you've ever seen in your life. Yes. 200 years ago. <laughs> and didn't bother to update it in the interim. No. Hey, if it was good enough for our slave-owning forefathers, it was good enough for us, they said. And then they moved on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, as we all know, uh, Tango Mussolini decided to hold a rally for his maggots um, yep. during uh, the the counting of those, uh, uh, the certifying of the uh, electoral ballot ballots. And... Uh, he basically incited a fucking um, insurrection. He incited a coup. It's domestic yeah. terrorism. Yeah. That's all yeah. that you can call it. And it's the worst Star Trek Next Generation film. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> no, it completely is. Although, I don't know, like, what's the one where Picard fights himself? Thing, the Genesis. Genesis, that's, yeah. a, bit, uh, that's a bit ropey. I um, actually kind of like Genesis. It's, it's better than I Insurrection. Like it. I like Genesis for the ridicule value of it. And whoever the Romulan clone of Picard is, is a great actor. I can't remember the, yeah. who, who it was that played him. As usual, I oh. haven't seen it, so... Yeah, Naomi's seen no films. Name like, a film and I haven't seen it. Well, I, I, was, like, that was, I was saying like, we should watch 2001 A Space Odyssey the other day. She's like, not seen it. Oh my gosh. I know, right? You have to see it. It's, I know. Um, also, we wanted to do a Blade Runner back-to-back. Mm. Um, I have but, seen both of those. I just like I have definitely seen both Blade Runner movies. Yes, I know. We I have seen them together. <laughs> You've not seen two? Oh, dude, yeah. it's actually really good. Like I went in there so skeptical and came away like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, back on uh, the 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 topic of the moment. Uh, the, the so Tango Mussolini um, got all his uh, QAnon believing assholes. Uh, riled up, and they literally stormed and broke into the capital. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this is well fucking aware of the events that have transpired. Yeah. But it's um, so we were watching a documentary last night, uh, which I highly recommend. It's called um, uh, "Unfit: The Psychology of Donald Trump." Uh, oh yes. I saw something about this. I really wanted to watch it's it because really it is it's it's very, really very interesting. Yeah, so it's basically a lot of um, psychoanalysts and therapists uh, talking about the talking about Trump and basically do, saying he is a malignant narcissist. Yeah. Be, malignant narcissist, I believe, is the uh, the term. And they're talking about like you know how, how can you diagnose someone who you've never had sat down and talked to? It's like. That's they're saying like the, the 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 psychiatrist couch interview is actually the least reliable way of diagnosis because you can lie yeah. when you can mm. see someone's actions on a fucking day to day basis you can tell what they're like. You uh, get a baseline for them, don't you, by mm. just watching them interact with different kinds of people and how he reacts with his wife, with delegates, with professionals. 
you get a, a really, really d- good baseline. And a lot of people have said that they think he also has some form of dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he didn't have mini strokes, remember? He, he <laughs> clearly said he didn't have mini strokes, even That's though right. no even one asked. asked yeah. And, you know, yeah. person, woman, camera, man, TV. Oh, you got it in the wrong order. Oh, shit. <laughs> dementia. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> You know, you know, I can't remember fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant that when he said that, it was just the things that in front of him at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'd also like to know that person is the same thing as man and woman. <laughs> yeah. I, like, what, what's... What, what else did he see if he wasn't sure? Like, <laughs> like I appreciate, the, you know, non-gender binary, all that kind of stuff, but like... That's clearly not what he meant. Yeah, it's like, you know, a <laughs> yeah. person. Like, he doesn't believe in any of that stuff anyway. Exactly. Isn't he, like, what, what, if a man and a woman is not a person, what is a person? What does he think a person is? is oh, that's, something... that's probably a very layered question. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. So, anyway. Um, not a woman. Uh, so, yes, this insurrection happened and it's been a fucking travesty and a, a real. Um, a real, oh, like, for those people that didn't even already fucking believe it, just fucking proof of how institutionalized racism is in um, yeah. America. Because you change the shade of the beat, that riot, just a fraction, the death toll would be astronomical. Absolutely. Yeah. There were pictures of the National Guard in front of the Lincoln Memorial during the BLM protesters. And if those BLM protesters had tried to storm the Capitol, there would be more They'd than be one woman dead. shot. Yeah. I mean, they already, That's opened, for sure. they already opened up rubber bullets and pepper spray and fucking yeah. all kinds of stuff on like, like that one Karen video that was circling around about um, her oh, crime. Oh, that was like, so funny. <laughs> it's the revolution. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> she had an onion in her hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Why, why are you faking being shit at? Your, yeah. your goal. <laughs> yeah. so, it's a revolution. I brought an onion. <laughs> Did you see the one guy who'd obviously put into Amazon Georgia flag and got the country Georgia instead of the state? It's a good thing that these people, that most of these people weren't better prepared like obviously there were a few who had come with like fucking zip ties and they were fully masked and like you think you know if they had got their way more people would be dead the thing that the majority of these people seem to have kind of come out of their basements for the first time yeah wearing a a bunker is a better word for it (laughs) they all had guns and that's the worrying thing Mm. and this is another reason why gun control is such an important issue these people were armed yeah. and they were allowed to go into the capitol building i mean fuck the capitol police were taking selfies with the cunts i know it's like it's mm. it just seems ridiculous to me like nothing like that would ever happen in this country you know doesn't matter if they were white or black mm. in this country if people tried to storm say 10 downing street Oh my goodness, no. There would be riot police. Well, I think, yeah, there would. And they, like, I I do think there would be, I do still think there is some institutional racism in in the UK. And I do think there would be a different response. Uh, Like, but I don't think it would be as starkly different. But I think that, yeah, the whole American mentality is very different. This, you know, this idea of American exceptionalism and manifest destiny really breeds this streak of, I I mean, it's, it's, 
beyond patriotism. You yeah. know, it's kind of they're, they're but, zealots and they've found their guy to rally around. And the we haven't seen. Sorry, no, we no. haven't seen this level of a cult of personality since the revolution no, with King George. Exactly. You know, this is them not learning from history at all. Well, how can they? Because how can they learn from their own history when their own history is so whitewashed and like what they're taught in schools is so abbreviated? Like, and yeah. the, you know, it got, mm. like I think it was um, either. Was it Colbert or was it um, Myers? We were watching where he was saying, you know, his history book went from the Depression to the Second World War, and the bit in between was just yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, um, uh, or to you know, to the civil rights movement is just like yada yada yada. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and one of the things that I because I haven't listened to a lot of his speech uh, because I don't like listening to Trump in general. Uh, But I was watching a Vice video today where they just kind of overlaid a lot of his speech over scenes from the uh, insurrection. And one of the things that I hadn't heard before, which I heard in there, was him specifically going, saying in Georgia, in uh, Fulton County, where Stacey Abrams lives, I'm like, my God, get some fucking protection on that woman. Mm. Because (laughs) in a lot of ways, you know, I, I, I know like, I, I'm pretty sure she would not invite the the comparison, but there is a lot that I think you can draw in comparisons to the work that she does now to Martin Luther King, you know? Obviously, yeah. the challenges and the arguments are different, but she really is a champion um, and has done such fucking phenomenal work. Um, Absolutely. And she's, she's, an, she's, a, she's a best-selling author at the yeah. same time as well. Yeah, romance authors. Don't fuck with romance authors. Like, <laughs> they come for you hard. They really do. <laughs> Badass women, go for it. I I will say the other night, like, uh, because you were saying that you don't think Joe Biden's going to run for a second term because of his age. I do. I I can't remember where or when it was, but I. I think the only person who's going to be running against this time. Yeah, (laughs) I think probably not long after the election result, or maybe just before. Though it was basically like, yeah, he's he's already ruled out a second term. Because I do think they should put forward. Like, I do think there's. Uh, it's time for a female democratic president. I do think like, okay, you know, there are certain thing criticisms that you can level at Hillary, but I still think she would have made a good president. The only problem... Anything's better than Trump, let's be honest. I I don't like Hillary Clinton by any stretch of the imagination. The the, the biggest criticism that you can, I think you can really, uh, like, the biggest criticism you can lay uh, uh, to um, Clint, uh, Hillary is that she was very um, quick to jump on board with uh, going into Iraq with Bush, um, and also that if she had got to president, they, I don't think there'd have been much progressive movement because it would have been a status quo. Just bear with me for one second. You talk amongst yourself because my fucking cat is trying to eat my wall scrolls. <laughs> I just moved her. <laughs> I do what I want. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, I think I have many, many issues with Hillary Clinton, but I was gunning for her instead of Trump just purely because Trump should not have been allowed to continue his presidency. There was one instance that made me say, absolutely not. That's beyond forgivable now was when he made fun of the disabled yeah, reporter yeah. actually did the impression yeah that was it for me yeah but it's just like the, there are <laughs> countless incidents of him doing this kind of thing on camera really brazenly yeah and they would and have tanked like some presidents had to drop out of races because 
you know, they laughed in a stupid way. Ed Miliband, yeah. you know, he ate a bacon sandwich a bit weirdly and that was it. His political career was over. <laughs> but yeah. for some reason, none of it sticks to Trump. No, but, it, you know, it's, it's very, very similar in UK politics where, uh, I mean, Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg have been allowed to get away with so much mm. more than their opposition would have. Oh, God, You yeah. know, they get a sniff of anti-Semitism and it's yeah. like, well, Labour are all wrong. Yeah. So... I think, you know, you, I think you get it everywhere that you yeah, go. I think it's simple. Like we, were, um, we were talking about it yesterday. Like on, on the left, you tend to get these insane levels of purity tests. So, you know, the left kind of eats itself. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the yeah. right can sling as much mud as they like at the left and somehow don't ever get held accountable themselves. But this is the problem that I see with politics globally at the moment is that there is no middle ground. The left attack the right, the right attack the left, and no one's listening to the people in the middle. Mm. This is exactly what we were saying last night. There is room for centrist politics. It, you know, there, uh, And the other problem as well is that it's... it's um, we've lost the... I was just talking about it earlier today because we were talking about the, the concept of the word argument. And I think that actual... Uh, the, the understanding of what the word means is lost because you know you can have an argument with someone and politics is based on arguments but you can have a civilized argument there's a reason when in a debate you say this candidate now puts forward their argument an argument is not a fucking shouting match where you just you just disagree or refuse to acknowledge the other person's point of view um an argument is where two people with two opposing views put forward their views and discuss them. And Absolutely. We, yeah. as, uh, yeah. we as a society have kind of lost that that concept and have just... Like, you can't have a reasoned, in-depth discussion when the discussions now just stop, stop because the base level facts cannot be agreed on. So how can you proceed any further in, into a discussion if the base level facts are, dis, uh, are disputed? Because people think that their opinions are facts and people won't listen to other people's opinions now. And it's gotten to that stage of society. You know, we have friends, uh, our, two of my best friends who are uh, Tories, you know, they've been Tories their entire lives, their families are Tories, you know, all of that. They respect my decision as a Labour supporter. They respect Tiga as a Liberal Democrat, even though I find it pointless to be a Liberal Democrat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much for giving the centrist the fucking chance. I, 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 completely, I, completely, I completely understand it. Because um, I have my own misgivings about Labour, although I do... Yeah. Like, I had a lot of problems with Corbyn because yeah, it, was, me too. it was cl- yeah. completely clear that Corbyn was never going to be able to unite the party. He was never going to be able to lead them to victory. Um, I really hate how much shit Keir Starmer gets because Keir Starmer is actually really, really great. And, and he's very centrist, which mm. I really love. I think it's what they need. <laughs> yeah. They do. Oh. I, well, this, this is the other thing we're saying is progress doesn't happen in big leaps. It happens incrementally and it happens over time. So, yes... At the moment, moving to a more left-leaning centrist politic, politic norm, political norm is a good bit of progress. Yeah. And then from there, you can gradually keep moving things to the left. But then you've got the, you know, the left, the really, you know, I hate to use the term far left or extreme left, but that's kind of what it is, that are like yeah. nothing is ever left enough or liberal enough. So yeah. the David Starr approach, as I like to call it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's just like it is just like you 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 never you never um you never make any progress because the progress that you do make gets shit 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 upon. So mm. I'm currently listening to um Obama's book, The Promised Land. And okay. I it's genuinely really good. You have to listen to it on like double speed because the guy's t- the guy talks like Tony Blair and is just low. <laughs> Um, but it's very it's, soothing it's, it's really soothing um uh, but one of the things that like listening to just the talk of his first t- uh, first year in office the amount of actual um policies that they got passed yes there were compromises in there but the amount of work that they did in their yeah. first year no president had done in like the last 40 years in terms of pushing liberal reform like obamacare um the um Oh, fuck! I forget. I I can't remember all the different. <laughs> and ads. many more. Yes, but <laughs> yeah. just getting Obamacare through in his first year alone is a fucking mm. heroic effort. Absolutely, he did amazing things, and I don't think people give him enough credit. You know, we've got friends, like I say, who are Tories. We, we've got an American friend who was an avid Trump supporter until last year. <laughs> um, you know, even even our friend who is like from a U.S. military background, and his family are like military patriots. Even for him to say to us, yeah, I think Trump's gone a bit far now. Mm-hmm. That that was like, our, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he really has, if you're <laughs> yeah. saying that. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, like, but I was going to say, um, in terms of uh, uh, Obama and the, the, the thing, like, so I was talking to my friend Danny the other night about it. He's, he's liberal as fuck and he is an Obama supporter. But the first thing most people bring up is like drone strikes. It's like, Okay, you, you can't define every uh, leader by the mistakes that they made. Like we were saying this the other night, and and you know I'll probably get fucking heat for this, <laughs> but Labour has never been as good as it was under Tony Blair. No, I, I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He fucked up at the end and committed <laughs> yeah. a war crime, but up yeah. until that, that point, point, he was an in, he was one of the better leaders that we've had in our living lifetimes. Absolutely, fucking country mile. And I think you, you look and at the, um, yeah, yeah, and and you look at the kind of the quality. This is oh god, I sound so yeah. You look at the quality of British politicians we have now. Like they're fucking lightweights. Tony Blair would wipe the floor with any of the past three um, Tory prime ministers at question time. <laughs> Uh, when it, I have to talk to people who aren't from the UK about Boris Johnson, uh, I'm embarrassed. Mm. I say, please don't let him represent us. Please. <laughs> like, I am more intelligent I am than that. Well, I mean, obviously we're both from the UK, but we don't live there anymore. We live in yeah. the Netherlands. But like, you know, there were, there were a lot of things that I was, I and still am to a degree, generally quite proud of on our country. On a lot of things we are, like, it may not necessarily be represented in our politics, but you, I've I've seen it in society especially in cambridge uh fyi we're all from we all live around that cambridge or when we lived in the uk we're all around that cambridge area and cambridge is very pretty very very liberal um yeah and you can you can see that in the society i mean a really great example was when uh the edl said they were going to come to a march in cambridge and there was the anti-edl <laughs> march because we went on the anti-edl march and it was great fun and then the edl march turned out to be about 10 guys who showed up and then just started fighting themselves yeah <laughs> well, they were trying to start fights with the counter marches but nobody would fight them so they just started fighting each other so it's like, okay this is a like, self-solving I would love problem to know- <laughs> I would love to know who was planning that. I know we want to spread our right wing message. Where should we go? I know the city with the most students. 
like one of the most culturally diverse cities in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like it, Cambridge is generally one of I. That, that uh, you can probably hear my cat in the background now. It's time yeah, for to sing. So we've got like since we've moved here, she because there's a cat that's like kind of marked its territory in our garden. She wants to go out, but as soon as she goes out, she's too scared and comes back in. So then she just spends all fucking night doing this. Like we have not had a good one good night's sleep since we moved in. Like oh, one a.m. between one a.m. Uh, to three a.m. it starts and it just doesn't stop. I'm like, oh. Bless her. And then you get Kazu who will jump on your bladder in the middle of the night. But he does it silently. That is true. <laughs> oh, and what, I love what Yuki does to you, which is just sits behind you and just taps you on the head. When she wants feeding in the night, she comes and she just taps me with her claws, like bare arms. She'll just tap and tap and tap until I wake up. And during the day, she'll come like behind me on the sofa and do it. And if my hair's in a ponytail, she just starts pulling strands of hair out. <laughs> until I pay attention to her. <laughs> but she never did it before we left her with Tully for cat sitting. So he taught her these tricks. <laughs> blame Tully. Uh, yeah. When in doubt, blame Tully. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Arn Anderson says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's something in it. Um, but yeah, so obviously UK politics is um, is a fucking shitstorm at the moment. Like, the, I mean, the entire world is, is, is a mess because of the pandemic, but the yes. UK... Okay, obviously we know that we've got the vaccine starting to be rolled out. The UK have already started to hash that up by like, oh, no, 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 we're going to make this go further and just arbitrarily spread the, the time between doses because yeah. reasons? Mm-hmm. Tinker had his, oh. uh, what, two days ago. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, um, got it free from work. So. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I actually don't, like, what do you do to you? I've never, I've never asked. Um, Obviously, I, don't go into like who you work for. Just like generally. I won't go. I won't go share the specifics of the company. But basically, I work in healthcare. Okay. Good. And um, I, the key thing here is I don't work for an NHS care firm. I work for a, I work for a private charity run. Oh wow! Care firm. awesome. So all of our patients. All of our secretarial staff, clinical staff, and um, healthcare assistants got the jab on the company dime. That's that's really that's, that's really really the good. NHS workers got it though. <gasps> that's that's so. the fucking that's the Tories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that well, if that, you have I'll, money, you can get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, well, no, I mean that, that's great news. I'm like, I'm really happy that you've been able to. I mean, the 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 rollout here has not been. They haven't started yet, and there's no. been a lot of back and forth and changing <laughs> like, of the pro, like decision. I'm not, I'm not yet tuned in enough to Dutch politics to have really strong, informed opinions about yeah. the government and then the various bodies. But they've handled all of this pandemic by being like, Dutch people are sensible. We don't need to give them a lot of regulations. The reality is, Dutch people have this very strong individualistic streak where they're like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, and that, that's kind of the end of the discussion. I'm not going to wear a mask. It's not in the constitution. Um, right. and, and so the government have taken <laughs> a bit of American. a softly, softly approach with it all. You know, it was a long, they, they, they did this intelligent lockdown where it was like, we are going to trust that you will stay at home. And no one fucking did. <laughs> we are going to trust that you won't all get drunk and, and roll out of the pubs at midnight. You know, that I kind mean, of thing. Like, I, I will admit, I will admit to being guilty and going to the pub twice during the pandemic. Uh, but in that sense, it, like 
I was responsible with it. One mask while I was out. Um, it was yeah. with a very small social group. There was like five of us mm-hmm. tops, and yeah. we kept to ourselves. Um, so the, we've been to the pub a couple of times as well in in the UK. But again, uh, with regulations, one way systems, masks, and you know, right. we, st- yeah. we stayed outside because well, it was yeah, the summer yeah. and the one good thing with the put like put, like pub takers europe and everything you get table service so you don't even need to go inside mm-hmm. um yeah. so that that was really good but um, yeah but in terms of rolling out the vaccine we're when I mean, we're behind the rest of the eu in starting and, yeah. and the initial response to this was oh we need to make sure the infrastructure to do it properly is in place which is like okay fine if you're deciding we need to just sell big centers where people can roll through like i get it you want to make sure you can do that properly but the more the rest of europe gets ahead the more it kind of looks like, you know, you knew a vaccine was coming. Everyone knew a vaccine was likely to come. Why weren't these conversations happening in the run-up to that, as opposed to after it was available? Yeah, I think That's a good that, question. Uh, like Holland is is taking the horror movie approach and saying that because <laughs> everybody there gets high all the time, they are immune <laughs> to everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just like everyone gets because the stone, the, the, the horror the stone movie always dies first. The, the horror movie is it's the black person. The, the sexy couple and then the stoner. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the order that they go mm. off. Um, Unless it's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> great fucking film. Great yeah. film. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so things here have been a bit just, I mean, we're just staying indoors. Like, we've had, we're having a friend over, we've been having a friend over every Sunday or going to hers to play board games. Um, yeah. Um, I've got two friends coming over to play board games because we've got a maximum of two people any one time. Um, and again, I, I know all the friends that I'm inviting are responsible people, so they've been yeah. being safe as well. Um, yeah. But th- this is the thing that fucks me up. So I had to do um, a run because I had um, a couple of friends over for drinks on my birthday back in December. And I had to do a run to Hell. Uh, which is uh, our equivalent of like <laughs> freshers, um, just to get some booze. Uh, and um, uh, had, to, had to get the Metro there because there isn't one near us uh, and the Metro back because the supermarkets don't sell spirits. Um, it's oh, fucking weird. Yeah, really? It's, okay, so Dutch. Okay, I'll give you the quick thing on dot, the Dutch system. You can't go into a supermarket and get all the shit you want. Supermarkets basically just sell food and that's it. If you want like electrical goods, you have to go to an electrical shop. If you want towels, you need to go to a homeware shop. So you have to go to different shops. Every fucking, they've no, ah, Tesco's, I miss Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as that weird middle eye of Lidl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just, I'll be. Like, there's no concept of like a supermarket that sells everything. It just doesn't happen. It, like we have little here, but it's there shit. are very organised people. The do you remember, no, but do you remember not- how excited we were when Jumbo started selling fucking war hooks? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, oh no, yeah, it was like because they started selling Hema stuff, and I was yeah. like, oh, now yeah. we can buy overpriced scented candles. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, so yeah, that's that's just a like, and also supermarket food here is fucking shocking. Don't yeah. talk down on the stamp pot. It's the, 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 you, the quality. Of, the quality you can't get good beef. It's really hard to get good steaks. Getting good lamb, you have to go to a Turkish butchers. Uh, and if you want anything like game or anything like that, fuck my life, it's damn near impossible. Although Albert Hein, which is our local supermarket, has started selling some ostrich and some venison, but it's very hit and miss. But my, my counterpoint to this is going to be, uh, Stampot is great. It's just mashed potato and cheese and, and vegetables is great. 
And Heilslug is great because it's just little chocolate sprinkles that you can put on your toast or in your yogurt or whatever. And they're, they're really into it. So they have so many varieties of Heilslug. Well, if you like, su- if you like sweet shit, they, they got you covered. This is definitely the stone country, right? <laughs> like going, going around like Amsterdam Centre, like when I, like my, t- my friend Tully came over, like we just basically, the first day out in Amsterdam Centre, all we did was smoke a joint, go and eat. Smoke a joint, go and eat. Smoke a joint, go and just round and round and round and round and round. Fuck, I miss restaurants. Yeah. Like, I'd we, get really what's the soft bad. drink situation like in Holland? Because back when I did smoke weed, I've been drug-free for a long time now, but uh, when I did smoke weed, I'd never get the munchies, but because of the dry mouth, I would just yeah, neck two liter bottles of pop. Oh, no, I mean, you so, can get... You, the one, I'll tell you one thing that's great here. You can get Arizona iced tea really fucking easy in all supermarkets. And all Ooh, the different like flavors. Yeah, <laughs> it's the shit. Iced tea is really big here, um, so that there's a lot of that in the supermarkets. Um, uh, in terms of like actual, like I mean, obviously Coke and Pepsi, all that shit's available. Um, but mm. they have the they have like like here the the big Fanta flavor is blackcurrant. Um, oh, oh, yeah, right. Um, and then, I like the red one. Um, <laughs> I've never been partial to many Fantas, but we do have watermelon Fanta here. Um, oh, what? <laughs> I've tried that and I didn't, I, like, I didn't like it. It's Google the, flights to Amsterdam immediately. The only, <laughs> problem, the only problem is it's only in sugar free. Uh, yeah. See, I, I tried the watermelon Fanta mm-hmm. once and I didn't like it very much. And I usually love watermelon. I've got watermelon vape flavor okay. right now, you know, watermelon I, slushy, actually. So but, mine's, um, uh, mine's kiwi apple. I've got three different vape juices mixed ooh. together, which is uh, Fuji apple, um, pineapple yogurt, and uh, a, a sour apple, a sour green apple, just all mixed into one because they were all ends of bottles. I used to mix green apple and uh, one called Frost by uh, the brand Elements that don't exist Ellen. anymore. But um, yeah, that Frost was like the best menthol flavor in the world. She had a cold. Yeah. Baked some Frost. You <laughs> was it high, 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 did it have that high coulada thing? So it was that yeah. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the pineapple uh, yogurt that I've got in here has got uh, cool, a nice hit of coulada in it as well. Because I used to make my own vape juice as well. Because this podcast, once, the time, once upon a time, was called The Rambling Vapors because it was mainly a vape podcast. You can't even call it The Rambling Stoners anymore if it's just you, because I don't do drugs. Yeah, it's, so you're going to have the Rambling Stoner and Friends. Well, I, I mean, still, I, I'm, I'm, I, I give hope that Bungle will return one day um <laughs> one day yeah um and I, I the name i don't want to change the name it's fucking work mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> we, we diverge well oh yeah you're going was, to get booze uh, um yes um but back before i go back to that back to soft drinks um the other stuff oh, no shut up i'm gonna go and give them some food <laughs> yeah uh, okay so now we're gonna go feed the cats see if it'll shut them up from it um so yeah like it's so, so um, in terms of soft drinks, yeah, there's a lot of really cool ones. But one thing that's really fucking weird and it really irks me is, you know, like you go into your supermarket, you get your six pack of can of soft drink or whatever. Yeah. In every supermarket here, they break open all those packs. And you can, it's everything's individual. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah, no. I know. Right? It's so fucking irritating. It drives me up the fucking wall. Um, but uh, other cool soft drinks that we like. The one thing that I miss the most, um, which you can't get as much variety of, you know, the Volvic uh, flavored water. The, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I fucking thrive on that. And also, so you talk about dry mouth. My go-to is because um, I don't get the munchies either. I liked ice pops. 
like Jubilee or okay. uh, Mr. Yeah. Freeze because they are the fucking king for dry mouth. But the, you can't get ice pops if they don't exist here. The only place I can oh get God. ice pops is from the American sweet stores, which plant, thankfully there are plenty of, that have like the imported um, uh, like Jolly Rancher freeze pops, which are the fucking shit. But they are also full of high fructose corn syrup. So I have like three of them and I've got acne for like a week. Um, <laughs> so I, I do occasionally order um, like retail boxes of Mr. Freeze from Amazon. But well, I know what I'll be buying you when we come and visit. I'll, oh, I will, I will get bacon, some ice bacon, pops. Bacon, bacon, bacon here, bacon here is it's all wafer thin. You can't get back bacon. It doesn't fucking exist. It's all so. It's all streaky. It's all streaky and it's fucking translucent. It's so thin. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, okay, we'll bring you some proper yeah, we'll bring back bacon. <laughs> oh, it's and like bacon here is like a major, major fucking contention point for me. Um, <laughs> so oh god, please! <laughs> bacon. Is there anything else from the UK that you would like us to bring for <laughs> serene, you? Serene, the banana, uh, serene malt loaf, and the serene banana loaf. Yeah. Those with fucking butter are just like, more. <laughs> I love the malt life. Yeah, it's so good. Have you finished mm. your story about buying booze? No, yet? going back to the story <laughs> about buying booze. So, right. like I was saying, like, you can only have like a maximum of two people visit. It was three, it's now two, visiting your house. I get on the tram back from buying booze and everyone's like nose to nose, nose to nose packed, like... Ooh. So it's like, oh, I can't have people to my house, but you happily shove me on a fucking packed tram, like... Yeah. This, I work at the I work in the railway as I mentioned, and the amount of people who come through the station because I work at a, a station that's kind of a a hub for people crossing over to different counties because I'm in the middle of three counties. Yeah. Um. So you get a lot of people sort of coming through, getting on different trains and leaving again. Um. None of them wear masks. As soon as they get off the train, they pull their mask off if they are wearing one. Mm. And the biggest thing that annoys me is we've opened our waiting rooms again with limited numbers available. Yeah. People ignore the signs on uh, the chairs saying, please don't use. And they take their mask off as soon as they get inside the waiting room. That, and uh, oh, so, the amount of times I have to go in there and say, this is an enclosed space. The train is an enclosed space. It's the law. Young people are the absolute worst. Just <laughs> as a generalisation, what I have noticed is that people sort of in their, I'd say mid-twenties and below... Just yeah. do not want to wear their face masks. Because they think they're fucking invulnerable. Because everyone yeah. thinks they're invulnerable at that age. Yeah. And in, if you cause... ask them to put it on, it's like you've asked them to kill their mum or something, you know? <laughs> it's like, I, I remember being that young, but I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I just don't understand why it's such a why it's become such a kind of point of contention to, I, to wear a mask. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. having been to Japan a couple of times and things, and, like, you know, we pretty much got COVID while we were in Japan because I think everyone that went Ooh. to Wrestle Kingdom 14 got fucking COVID. Was it 14? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Like, cause, last year. Yeah, yeah. last year. Um, uh, so... I mean, we were wearing, because it's the dumb thing in Japan, if you're ill, you wear a mask in public. So we were doing that anyway. And I, 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 I the first time I encountered that, the first time we went, I really liked the idea because it just fucking makes sense. It's like, why would I want to give my cold to everyone on a train? Even if it's just a fucking cold, right? Absolutely. So actually, that, 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 that whole mask thing, if this is a sticking thing that stays around, I'm, I'll be glad of that. Um, I'm all for it. You know, it's, especially every time I go to London to visit my family, because that's where I come from, I, I notice that if I blow my nose when I come back, this is gross. I blow my nose when I come back and it's black. The pollution levels <laughs> yeah, are always. insane. 
And I'm just thinking now, I probably won't go back to not wearing a mask. I probably will continue. I mean, mm. I wear a, a like a snooty type thing over my face. Um, but it just, it makes sense to me. I have a bullet club <laughs> mask. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I think I did see a picture on your Facebook with mm. that. Look. I also cool. ha- I also have a Kine- uh, Kineki from uh, Tokyo Ghoul. I've got his like full fucking actual mask. <laughs> um, I think I invested quite a lot in like cool funky masks. And then mm. the thing that is most effective is just the one we found in, in Etos. Etos, which is like the kind of boots but not as good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's the, like the good thing about it is it's got the uh, the pinch thing over the nose, yeah. so it doesn't see me glasses up. Yeah, um, that's been an annoying yeah. factor for yeah, me. I, I went to like, get contacts and they don't fucking work because um, oh. I've got an astigmatism, so... Uh, yeah, that I can't wear them for that, yeah. Yeah, I, I need to get them adjusted. Uh, I just want to, I need to get on top of them. I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> just share that information. This is what the listeners <laughs> tune in for. Yeah. <laughs> the nudity. Da, 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 da. Were the nipple pasties really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I've been investing in like lots of uh, Japanese kind of oversized clothing, so like all my shit's like triple XL and like super warm. <laughs> you do surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I'm instantly too cold because this fucking room is just the weirdest temperature. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like actually, because one thing I want to talk about uh, while we're still on the kind of political subject of... of uh, I know we've kind of veered through things, but obviously Brexit's come into effect now. And I'm, I, you know, I know there's yeah. not going to be a lot of instantaneous things that you're going to see, but have you noticed, started to notice anything yet? Like things disappearing from shelves? Yeah, you know, is there anything that's really kind of jumping out for you? I think, not especially. No, I think the biggest thing that's jumped out for me is obviously I work with a lot of Europeans. Um, I work with a lot of people whose families aren't in the UK. And because of coronavirus, they have already not been able to see their families for a long, long period of time. Yeah, I mean... Um, one not- of my colleagues has just had a baby and he doesn't know when his parents are going to get to hold mm. their grandson. I mean, we've not seen family now for what, nearly? Well, we haven't been back to the UK since November 2019. Yeah. Um, um, and in the last year, you know, my, my granddad passed away last May. One of my cousins yeah. had a premature baby that's only just come home from the hospital. You know, and there's all these things that like, you know, I, I didn't get to go to my granddad's funeral, so yeah. there's been no closure for me. And I imagine when I do go home, it's going to be like it's just happened. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Same for me. My yeah. grandfather passed away in May and mm. well, well, April. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to watch his funeral via webcam. <laughs> wow. It was yeah. It sucks. Surreal. But I mean, that's obviously, that's not a Brexit thing. But no. I, no, I'm, but it's, it's going to be like that. Mm. It's going to be like that for a lot of European families now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They don't have the support systems that they had before mm. where their family can come and visit them or they can go and visit their family. Um, and they're over here getting a better life for themselves, you know, and mm. now it's just so much more difficult for them. I, the one thing I have noticed, though, is that my Romanian uh, colleague, she discovered that she has to now pay for Romanian channels, whereas <laughs> okay, before she could get them for free. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a, yeah. yeah. I guess because there's probably some licensing like laws region, and things. That, yeah. yeah. Region blocking and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, not region blocking, but there's probably like because it's no longer just within the EU block. There's probably mm. some licensing fees that need to be paid that probably didn't before. Mm. Um, yeah. I think she's sorted it out now, but like she has to do something extra to get the Romanian channels that were included in her package mm. before. So, so that's weird. 
So does this mean when I'm watching Kerrang, I never watch Kerrang, but go with me on this. Like say a Ramstein video comes on, is that little banner at the top that you get on New Japan? Oh, what, every time? Up, the music has been altered yeah. due to yeah. national copyright. <laughs> Basically the Togi Matt. You're just going to hear some <laughs> generic drumming instead. It is, Matt. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, because it's a Maybe it's song, it's awful, awful replacement. Why well, have they done that? Why well, have they done that? I mean, his, 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 like, his, oh, yeah, his, his whole music is very face music and he... It but I mean, it's literally, it's written for yeah, him. It's why, got his but, name mm. in it. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like the new one, though. I, I mean, no. my alarm clock was elevated for so long. Because <laughs> yeah. I just wake It's up. a fucking get-up anthem. It really yeah. is. It's like, you can't <laughs> not get hyped to that. Yeah. Um, like, when he came out of Wrestle Kingdom, um, oh, fuck it, do you know what? I'll, I'll save it till the wrestling half of the show because we're going to take gonna take a quick break shortly uh, with a message from our sponsor. Uh, yes, we have a sponsor, by the way. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot to open up with that. Um, <laughs> but I was going to put a message from the sponsor thing in the middle anyway. But yes, um, my friend uh, Dan has opened his own uh, CBD company, easypeasycbd.co.uk. Um, uh, they sell all sorts of CBD goodness ranging from uh, crumbles to terps to vape oils to um, uh, vape juice, sorry, to oils, to waxes and so on. The full range of CBD products, absolutely great stuff. Um, during the break, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail uh, and then I'll, I'll insert that in afterwards. I'm not going to make you guys sit and listen to me to record an advert. <laughs> but yeah, um, I obviously... Um, it, he was kind enough to send me over all of uh, his products. So I'm working my way through trying them at the moment. I sh- out of what I've tried so far, uh, the diesel crumble fuck me is great. Um, as is the, I think it's the lemon haze crumble as well. I've been really partial to because lemon haze is like my, one of my go-to weeds here as well. That and uh, blueberry haze. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take a quick break now. Um, Cause I think, I think, I think even though we never really came to a conclusion on politics, um, everything sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> the world's on fire. Yeah, and we're all gonna die. So well, I, just, I just want to put one thing out there to end the politics stuff. I don't know if you remember this, but last night when you were trying to say the Biden presidency, you just said the Biden C. And I would like to do that. We recall that we only refer to it as the Biden C from okay. now. That should be yeah. the thing. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully, after the twentieth of this month. <laughs> the Biden thing will make 2021 a better place. If America survives that long. Yeah. Like, well, they, okay. Trump's not going to turn up, so I'm sure it'll okay. be fine. This is, this is my final thing on this whole, actually circling back to the whole insurrection thing. Like, all the calls for the t- use of the 25th Amendment, obviously that's not going to fucking happen because no, no one in no. the GOP has got a fucking backbone. And no. um, the, like, they should try and impeach him. Even if it doesn't fucking work, they should still fucking do it just to show force. My only, my only thing that kind of made me a little bit, I'll... Oh, Joe. Was Joe saying that he's not interested in going after Trump for this? Like, he do, he's no interest in impeachment or 20... And I, I, he just wants to bring the country together and heal. And I, I understand the message he's trying to put out, and I do respect but it. Then he did, but then um, he did come out and condemn Ted Cruz specifically for his role in things. And I think when he talks about, I want to unify the country, he's talking about the people, not yeah. the politicians. Oh, I mean, Ted Cruz, yeah. Josh, uh, Josh Halloway, all this, uh, as they call him, what, the seditious six or seditious yeah. seven? Like, and I think, um, ultimately, it's not really going to be Biden's choice. Like, he can certainly voice an opinion on it, but if the Department of Justice... Uh, is it the Department of Justice? 
investigate and decide there is something to pursue. Well, That's separate the, from the anything Biden says. It'd be, yeah. yeah, it'd be the, uh, yeah. the Attorney General. Um, like, if he follows um, the approach that uh, Obama talks, that he took when he appointed his AG, is he, he specifically didn't want to be involved in those affairs. Like, obviously, you'd be briefed about things, but the AG was left to act. He wasn't in, in like, controlling the AG in the way that Trump, that Trump has. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Um, like, I, I mean, think ultimately the reason that Biden has kind of gone on that I'm not going to pursue Trump is because he doesn't have to. Other people are going to. Yeah, I mean, he new- doesn't have to be seen as the bad guy in this situation. Yeah. And and rightly so. You know, I think if he did, they, they could incite more violence mm-hmm. and it could incite more rioting. But, you know, I think that ultimately uh, I want, John, I want Donald Trump to be impeached because then he doesn't get all the benefits of being an ex-president. Well, yeah. I, and I think the, they can also then bar him from seeking other public office, can't the, they? The yeah. key thing is is putting something in place to stop his 2024 run. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's why they need to take it. these actions because it yeah. to prevent him from getting in there. Hey, at least Twitter social can, media, his his audience will disappear. <laughs> at least he's, yeah, yeah, Twitter have banned him. Did yeah. Facebook ban him as well? Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I mean that's that's at least a big victory uh, in of itself because Zuckerberg did something good. <laughs> Only took him four. Yeah, but years. now he's been taken off. Um, now that he's been taken off Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, he's now going to have to resort to opening an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Trump OnlyFans. Oh no! Why, why have you said this? Why have you done this? <laughs> why have you put that image? You put that today. It's time for a break. Yes. On that note, I'm going to go gargle bleach and rinse my eyes out with disinfectant. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe perform some trepanning and see if I can get that image out of my head. Right. So, yeah, we'll be back hey shortly. Guys, um, and here's me talking more about CBD in the interim. Easy. CBD.co.uk. So, as you know, here at Rambling Stoners, we're huge proponents of the medical benefits of uh, cannabis. Uh, you know, Hence the name, like, we are fans of cannabis. But unfortunately, as we all know, cannabis is not legal everywhere. Not everywhere is as forward thinking as uh, the dam and, I hate to say it, the the United States. Um, um, And Canada as well, I believe. But, uh, you know, we've talked before on... um, Rambling Stone was about the benefits of CBD. It's um, a non-psychoactive element uh, of cannabis uh, that still offers like a lot of the really great medical benefits um, that you get from smoking weed. Uh, maybe not the full spectrum, but definitely still worth a, worth a shout. I mean, I use it to help with uh, insomnia, lower back pain. Uh, Naomi uses it to help with uh, nerve pain in her arm. Um, and and it's, it's also a really nice alternative for stoners who do want those medical benefits, but without, you know, not everyone wants to get high all the time, right? So, uh, yeah, this is where CBD comes in. Now, my friend Dan, he's got his own site, easypeasycbd.co.uk, and it literally is your one-stop shop for pretty much everything that you can think of CBD. They have really high quality CBD profiles, multiple profiles available, which uh, you can read about on their site. Uh, they provide full chemical chemical lab reports for all their uh, all their all their products, so you know that you're getting top quality 
products from like top quality CBD products from them and you can be really confident in knowing what you are buying is some of the best stuff on the market so the three the the, the, the uh, four, two, five main profiles of uh, CBD that they cover uh, over at Easy Peasy CBD are CBD isolate which is the standard uh, form that you will find CBD in in most places it's pure CBD and it's generally the most cost effective option um, it's just a stra- an extraction of that CBD with nothing else no bells and whistles they also have CBD broad spectrum which uh, so this is this isolate includes 90% CBD and also 10% CBG which is a uh, cannabigerol if I'm saying that right uh, which it, it provides a nice like entourage effect to the CBD it's definitely worth tra- checking out some of the earlier vape juices that I had were broad spectrum vape juice and they were all really really good then you're coming on to some of the more big daddy stuff um you've got cbd full spectrum now the joy of full spectrum this is this is one of my favorite profiles um is it preserves a large larger portion of the natural cannabinoids from the plant uh, in the extra process so you're not just getting the cbd and the cbg there's a whole spectrum of cannabinoids in a cannabis plant um so therefore it, I, I find this profile to be a lot more effective and it has the added bonus of it retaining a lot more of that that natural plant flavor to it as well um you can yeah i, I i've had multiple babe juices on full uh the full spectrum and it's definitely one of my preferred um uh, profiles. The other one they do, as we mentioned about CBG, they have got a CBG focus isolate, which is basically a 50-50 split of CBD and CBG. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it definitely, like, you get more of that entourage effect from the CBG. It's a nice profile. Um, I definitely recommend it is, a, a, like, once you go from CBD, if you like broad spectrum, it's uh, just, it's something worth checking out. But the big daddy, and it's something that I never had before before i um, i i tried the stuff from easy peasy cbd is um cbd flow form now flow form is probably the best type of concentrate that you can get on the market it has over 30 percent non-cbd cannabinoids in there um, and it can also contain trace thc as well not enough to actually have any psychoactive effect but enough that you should be wary if you are in a profession where you have like fairly strict drug testing or something because that that could show up on there but if you're able to flow form is whew, it's really really effective it's really really good i've been vaping flow form now um every night every evening night uh when i'm not smoking weed and even then sometimes when i am smoking weed and again in terms of helping with like you know my back pain especially my insomnia oh it's been absolutely fantastic i can't recommend it enough um they do their vape juices as well uh, with two different carrier oils typical pg which most of you vapors out there are going to know but they also use like mct oil as well um which is uh better off um using maybe one of their products so they do they do some uh like the dip dab vape pen which is actually a fantastic product because it's great for working with crumble as well um 
speaking of which, they do offer, easy peasy CBD do offer all these profiles that I've uh, mentioned in a wide range of formats. So you can get it in vape juice, in oil drops, and as I was mentioned, in crumble. Um, and now crumble, like, I'm, I personally eat crumble as well. Like, it's maybe not the recommended way, but you can effectively treat crumble the way you would shatter and dab it and they do have a great uh, product called the dip dab bait pen which uh, has an attachment for melting down crumble and dabbing it in that um a normal standard uh vape liquid attachment as well as a like a i've not actually used this one yet but it's it's basically like a pen end that you'd stick into the crumble and it'd heat up and melt it and you dab it that way as well um really cool product um it, i've been using it mainly as a dab of cr- uh, crumble if i don't fancy using my dab rig or my bong but uh, they have, like I say, a great range of products there. They also have you covered for all your DIY needs. So if you want to make your own personalized um, CBD, CBG, broad spectrum, whatever, vape juice, crumble, whatever you want, they've got all the kit there that you need, including a great range of terpenes, which is basically the flavors from the uh, the cannabis. And they, they've got a lot of different strains of cannabis flavor profiles in there. So you, you could probably find one of your favorite strains on there that you like the taste of and make your own CBD product to, rep, to replicate that flavor. So that's just great stuff. Um, they've got really good uh, FAQs and um, details and more than i can go into now on all their products on the site so do please go to their go to easypeasycbd.co.uk and check out their awesome range of products and you i guarantee you'll find the pro the cbd product that that is right for you anyway that's easypeasycbd.co.uk check them out cheers guys and now back to the show Welcome back, and the wrestling half of the show. So if you don't like wrestling, like wrestling. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. No, if you don't no, like this wrestling, is what we do. if you don't like wrestling, I recommend sticking around and listening because maybe we'll entice you in and, oh my God, wrestling is the best. Apart from and, when it's not, because then it's the worst. Um, and what a better way to introduce someone to wrestling than Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. we are going to kick off things with a rundown review of this year's uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which is... Um, for those that don't know, uh, Wrestle Kingdom is uh, the biggest event of the year in the calendar of the wrestling, the biggest wrestling promotion in Japan, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or um, uh, Shin Nihon Pro Wrestling. Um, uh, so <laughs> it's he- held every year at the Tokyo Dome, um, uh, which is a huge uh, like indoor baseball arena in Tokyo. Um, Typically, it's on the 4th of January, but since last year, it's now become a two-night event, so on the 4th and the 5th of January. Uh, we, Myself and Naomi were actually there last year. Um, and I, for those listeners that have uh, heard mine and Naomi's rundown of uh, uh, WrestleMania 30-whatever, the COVID, the, the COVID mania. 36. 36. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I can it, out because I'm a year older than WrestleMania. So, uh, so <laughs> 36. Um, <laughs> 
New Japan Pro uh, Wrestle Kingdom is the Japanese equivalent to WrestleMania, effectively. That's the best way. Uh, There was a tweet that Matt Jackson wrote about five years ago, which I think sums up Wrestle Kingdom perfectly. He said, Wrestle Kingdom is the WrestleMania of wrestling. (laughs) Which I think is just so shady, but at the same time, a very apt description for it. No, that's completely, I I would not, I, I yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's um, yeah, because the, the the in-ring work of uh, well, I mean, just across the board of New Japan Pro Wrestling is some of the best in-ring work that you'll see ever. Like if yeah. if, if you're oh, the booking, oh my god, I could just gush for ages. But we're going <laughs> to focus on like, and we'll give you a taste of this as we run down as we run down this card. So um, the should we do a bit of backstory on the, the main things going into it? Um, just a quick overview of, uh, I, I mean, the main thing to cover, I think, is New Japan have a, a tournament every year called the G1 Climax, which is the wrestling, uh, the apex of wrestling in terms of, it's one of the most brutal things that you can do in wrestling because it's a ridiculous um, schedule of wrestling. But the ultimate thing is it's two blocks an A block and a B block, and it's a round robin affair. Whoever has the most points at the end of um, the everyone wrestles everyone in A block, everyone wrestles everyone in B block. Whoever has the most points, you get two for a win, one for a draw, none for a loss. Whoever has the most points from A block and B block fight each other uh, in the final night. The winner of that match go challenges for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which is the biggest, the, the top championship in Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the Wrestle Kingdom we were at last year, um, though the IWGP Championship and Intercontinental Championship, which is the second tier belt, uh, were unified uh, when Naito beat Okada. Um, they weren't unified. Well, they, they he became the double champion, so they're, they're he tentatively. The <laughs> te- he's, they're tentatively unified. Um, we'll get into more on that as we talk. Come to the end of things. But yeah. going into this Wrestle Kingdom, uh, the winner of the G1 Climax was uh, Kota Ibushi, who won the right to challenge uh, Tetsuya Naito uh, at the Tokyo Dome for the for the double championship. However, the much like it's very similar to the Money in the Bank briefcase from um, uh, WWE. Um, the and not in a lot of ways as well. But sometimes the winner of that briefcase has to defend it, so they can lose that that right to challenge and Kota Ibushi did to another wrestler called Jay White the leader of Bullet Club um Jay White Jay White cheated to win um but because um Naito is basically going for full face turn um he he basically challenged Kota Ibushi for the first night of the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom uh because he was like no you won the G1 Climax I don't care if you've not got a contract you won, you get a match with me. So that was the main event match leading into night one. And then Jay White, who had won the contract contractual match from Kota, is scheduled to face the winner of that main event on the second night. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, uh, it's the COVID era of wrestling. So it's... Um, 
Japan, because they're better than us, um, have already been, <laughs> have already been able to bring people back to live events in limited capacities um, with obviously strict COVID guidelines. So typically in the Tokyo Dome, it's a forty to fifty thousand seat building, but I think they may have had like between ten and twenty thousand fans this year. Um, Funnily enough. Still not the lowest attendance for a Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> oh, no. well, I mean, there's been some... There was the dark days of New Japan, man. Yeah. There was, there, there was the dying days of the Inoki administration. The, you know, yeah, it, <laughs> basically <laughs> where... Yeah, like, the Inoki period of New Japan is is fascinating and just like... <laughs> but, um, uh, so... Uh, Obviously, we're going to going to uh, start with the first match. Typically, uh, every Wrestle Kingdom opens with um, the uh, a, a rumble, effectively um, a, a battle royale, if you will. Um, where I think it was how many people participants was it like twenty? Uh, was it twenty or thirty? We we uh, skipped the pre-show, so oh um, yeah. I, uh, okay. Well, we'll run down that. Trust me, you missed fuck all. But it will make you angry about the King of Pro Wrestling shit, though. So the the thing with this year's Battle Royale was the four last people in the Battle Royale were going to go on the next night into a four-way to challenge for the King of Pro Wrestling title, which is currently... Did we watch that one? Which was currently held by no, uh, Tori Yano, um, who is a good comedy wrestler. Um, yes. So the, this Battle Royale had between 20 and 30 people. I forget exactly how many. But, um, so, because you didn't see this, I'll let you know. In that fucking Battle Royale were people like Minoru fucking Suzuki and, uh, yeah. Ishii, yeah. and Ishii and Hiro- Hiroki Goto. You know, people that are really fucking good and can put on yeah. a fucking barn burner of a match. But instead, the final four turned out to be Bad Luck Farley, who I think as much as like I, 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 I like Bad Luck Farley, the concept, the character, the person, maybe mm. one of the worst wrestlers there on there. Just yeah, limited. Definitely one of the most limited. Yeah, okay, worst maybe not like it's not like he's that tech like the shit that he does is bad. It's just slow and there's not a lot happening that's, there. That stands out. He's a- He's a Trump supporter as well. Really? Which is, well, then fuck, yeah. that, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I, I, I revert my current statement. He's the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, so the final four were Bad Luck Farley, um, Chase, Chase. Owens. Chase Owens, and who the fuck? Yano and... This is how bad it was. We can't even fucking remember who the fourth one was. Bushi. Bushi. Bushi, who is actually a pretty good junior heavyweight wrestler. He's never going to yeah, light very the world underrated. on fire, but he can put on a good match yeah. when the chips are down. But nah. with those you could four... Always t- <laughs> with- you could always tell when LIJ have a multi-man match which team is Bushi's winning. Because if Bushi's in the match, <laughs> then he's taking the yeah. <laughs> Um For those that don't know, LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón is uh, Tetsuya Naito's uh, faction. Um, the thing to understand about uh, New Japan is um, most of the wrestlers are separated out into factions. It's a very faction-based promotion. Your big factions are Chaos, 
where Kazuchika Okada, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, former IWGP heavyweight championship uh, mm-hmm. champion, rather. <laughs> uh, no, he was the belt. Um, former yeah. IWGP heavyweight champion uh, is the leader of. You have um, Los Angeles de Japón, uh, originally founded uh, in CMLL by, uh, who is now Andrade Cien Almas in uh, WWE. Um, uh, Vosombre. Uh Tetsu United obviously uh, they have a working relationship and New Japan and CML have a working relationship. Tetsu United went on an excursion there. There's a whole thing to unpack about that backstory. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> he came back and formed the LIJ, um, which used to consist of um himself, Hiromu Takahashi, uh Sonada. Bushi and Evil. Evil has earlier this year defected to Bullet Club, um, which is the other major faction, which was originally a Gaijin faction, um, foreigner faction, uh, founded by um, Prince Devitt, now uh, known as... Finn Balor. That's the one, in WWE. And then Hontai, uh, which is basically everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the main unit, as it's sometimes referred to. Yeah, Um, so anyway, that little bit of like admin backstory out of the way. Uh, so you've got uh, in the, in this final four, you've got uh, Chase Owens and uh, Bad Luck Farley, both members of Bullet Club. Fuck me, Chase needs to accept he's going bald and shave <laughs> yeah, his fucking he, <laughs> he really does. Oh, it's so yeah. bad. It's so <laughs> bad. And like, but I will say that butt still looks good. <laughs> yeah, the, he has got a shapely bubble butt. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, I mean... Like, wait, when when you realise that Kota Ibushi is on that card, like how can you look at anyone else? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Kota Ibushi's butt is like Adonis butt, and yeah. Chase Owens is bubble butt. Okay. Yeah. So I've he's ne- thick. I've, I've never I've never really paid attention. The only thing that always draws my attraction to, to Jay is just like I'm like, mate, do some fucking sit ups. That little bit of hanging gut, you could easily get rid of it. Yeah. He's definitely got muffin top. <laughs> yeah. It's an achievable physique though, right? Like, it's yeah. reassuring. <laughs> like, sure. I can look like that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but then people like Peter come on the screen and yeah. I'm just like, no. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'll never look like that. Well, for me, it's... <laughs> He's got the physique of a territory wrestler from like the late he 70s. Yeah. Yes, uh, but not just not just a, like a jobber. Like, you know, just someone who would job out in like um, fucking... Uh, uh, George Championship Wrestling or something to fucking and not even job out to Ric Flair this is a guy that would like job out to <laughs> you know uh, like Paul Anderson or the more Paul Anderson or something <laughs> like that uh, no, Paul, no Paul Jones sorry um, but yeah so the, those final four and the, the kicker is because it was the final four Toriano won by not even getting in the ring he was the last one out and, the, and they got eliminated everyone else before he even got there and I'm like <laughs> How Which is very Yano. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. But I'm like, how yeah. do you decide, yeah, we're going to put these four in a match over Ishii? But I think the point, like I the think whole I, King I Pro think Wrestling I figured thing out. Is, you go first. Oh, I think I figured out why that was. Is because the, this whole King of Pro Wrestling trophy was originally just uh, devised by Kazuchika Okada because he didn't, he wanted to go for a period without chasing the title. Yeah. And he wanted to create his own thing that he would sort of work himself around which became the king of pro wrestling trophy which led to this absolutely batshit book tournament that made no fucking sense and uh, was won by toriano and toriano can only do comedy (laughs) so if we're gonna have this 
match for this comedy trophy might as well get four people who can do comedy. Yeah. But I would argue Farley comedy, but not also, so much. Also there was guys one who... spot in the match that did make me laugh in of night two. There was one spot okay. in the match in night two that did make me laugh. Um, I do like the commentary around Farley and the, like, the tongue and massage parlor and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. That stuff's quite mm. funny. But I think there are also four guys who, in the grand scheme of things, them doing that doesn't affect anything else going on in the card, right? I guess. Like, yeah. They're, I guess, they're I guess, not big enough players that it matters if they're not elsewhere. Yeah. They can I, do that. I guess the one thing, the one thing, the reason you could say is that you don't want to actually have Suzuki, Ishii and stuff dragged down in challenging for that shit and having to defend that shit. Whereas, you know, you'd rather yeah. be putting them in fucking New Japan um, Cup or... G1 yeah. stuff. So, okay. I think Actually, it I had... was a point of it's nice that they showed up and that they were a part of the match, mm. but mm. the people who are actually going to work for it are basically yeah. jobbers in New Japan. Yeah. So they should have put Yoshihashi in. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshihashi deserves nothing. He will always just be known as Loose, loose Explosion. <laughs> so, remember when he had that on the back of his, tra- back of his uh, wrestling trousers? Like, that just makes me think you've got diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what if it's something that was like lost in translation. But that, yeah. It, yeah. So that was uh that was the dark match of uh of the show. Um uh yep. it was a thing that happened. A thing that happened. If you skip it, you're not missing anything. Yeah. That, it was then followed up by a motherfucking barn burner of a match. <laughs> Uh, yes. which was Hiromu Takahashi, um, possibly the co- great one of the greatest junior heavyweight wrestlers of all time. I would argue he would, is, yeah. Like, I mean, after coming back from his injury, where he broke his motherfucking neck and still being able to perform the correction. way that he does. Correction, Dragon Lee broke his motherfucking neck. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like that their their fucking their fucking match where they just slap each they just chop each other for like yeah. ten minutes. But um, yeah, obviously we were there uh, last year. Um, I was there uh, for like basically Hiromu's like first proper match back in Tokyo yeah. Dome, where he won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah. Another bit of clerical admin explanation: uh, New Japan has two weight divisions, junior for like smaller, basically yeah, smaller flyy guys, um, flyy, flippy, you know, flippy <laughs> shit, flippy <laughs> shit. Um, okay. And then you've got your heavyweight champion, heavyweight, which is anything over two hundred kilos or pounds. Pounds, I think, is it's it's a hundred kilos and over is heavyweight. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, so uh, last year he challenged, uh, he beat Will Ospreay for the belt. During the year he lost it um, to uh, Taiji Ishimori. Um, so uh, there were two junior tournaments that happened uh, connected to New Japan. They have their uh, best of the super juniors, uh, where the winner um, will typically go on. It's the effect- effectively the junior heavyweight G1 Climax. So yeah. see yeah. my explanation of G1 Climax and apply it here basically um and then you have you also have um uh the uh super j cup which typically um happens all around the world a lot as well um yeah wasn't a couple of years ago it was actually held in uh rev pro in the uk yeah yeah and actually yeah completely they did a lot of it in the uk um but uh 
what happened here was uh, because of the limited uh, wrestlers they could get for uh, the um, uh, Super Juniors, um, El Fantasmo, who... So Hiromu Takahashi won the Super Junior tournament and El Fantasmo won uh, Best of the Super Juniors. Um, no, other way around. El Fantasmo won Sorry, the Super yeah, Junior all the way around, all the way around. Um, El Fantasmo was part of Bullet Club. Um, Hiromu, as we mentioned, uh, L.I.J., um, El Fantasma basically argued that um, you didn't beat me, so you, you, you know you you're not the best. Uh, so they decided to have this match here. To so everyone was like, "No, I'll I'll beat you for this title." And they had a fucking fantastic match. Um, so starting uh, off, like obviously the entrance is fucking fantastic. I love Hiromu's jacket. That, oh, I want it was that amazing. Yellow. I want that <laughs> it so looked much. Like. It looked like a LSD trip on drugs, it you know. Looked, <laughs> it looked like the sh- but yeah, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> it looked like the Sertoff that I used to wear when I was a happy hardcore raver. Yeah, he's he's taken like happy hardcore and punk and mixed them into like this whole new style that is just Hiromu yeah, style. Yeah. It's very Harajuku, uh, very Harajuku style. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I think he's just, he's so fun as a person, oh. as a wrestler, you know, every, every interview he's in, he's just so much fun, but then he's so, he's so technically gifted oh, yeah. as well. It's fucking in the ring. amazing. Um, he, like, it's one of my biggest regrets of that uh, first um uh, ROH show we went to in the UK. We oh, didn't yeah. go and actually meet him when we had the uh, opportunity. <laughs> but uh, he, so he comes out and then um, ELP comes out as El Fantasma uh, with basically dressed in tribute to Edge uh, from WWE. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a bit. Now <laughs> no, I go back and think about it. Yeah. Say it was an it was an Edge tribute. Yeah, they're both well, Canadian. Yeah, both Canadians. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, also, his hair's getting long as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't you know. know. I really liked him with the short hair. There was something oh, yeah. different about his look. And I really liked it, his original theme music as well. Like, it was a yeah, good package. Yeah. New, one's, new one's not bad. I, it's, it's not all, bad. It's, it's all right. It's not like, it's not as bad as the downgrade that Will's got, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Definitely. So, uh, just referring over to my notes here. So, uh, ELP basically does usual kind of like heel tactics opening at the, uh, at the start, just rolls out, rolls outside at the opening bell, uh, grabs um, Hiromu's best of the Super Junior trophy, uh, and then just kind of throws it, uh, yeah. throws it down on the ground, then grabs his own Super J jacket uh, um, and uh, basically demanded that Jushin Liger uh, wear the jacket. Uh, Jushin Liger, uh, for those who don't know, Best all junior time. heavyweight wrestler ever. Yeah, all time legend, all time great. Uh, last year, didn't he? We mm-hmm. were there for that. Yeah. We saw that retirement. Yeah. That was against Robert as well. He mm-hmm. was the one that retired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so after a, a little bit of uh, shenanigans, while he's basically taunting um, uh, um, Liger, uh, Hiromu come, uh, hits him with a shotgun drop kick off the apron. Basically, just sends the LP fucking crashing into the gate, uh, like through yeah. the gate. Like, yeah. thing about New Japan, man, they hit hard. Uh, yeah. They, they, oh, they do. And uh, they they don't like their necks. See nope. aforementioned comment about Hiromu's neck being mm. broken. <laughs> like New Japan's slogan should just be fuck necks. Yes. <laughs> Not king of sports. Fuck necks. Fuck necks. <laughs> we hate necks. 
2020. It was it was quite a good match in terms of um, like lucha style wrestling. Definitely good lucha things. Definitely yeah, good, lucha also good lucha things. Well, I think obviously both of them are great junior heavyweights. ELPs um, got really good timing. I think. Um, yeah. He was it during that match that where he uh, did the uh, moonsault off like bouncing off the top rope. And he did the tightrope walk. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. And the tightrope walk and then the moonsault, which is like fucking yeah. like that's that was incredible. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he really is fantastic. A really great pickup for New Japan. Um, and I yeah. can definitely see uh, a run with the main title in his future. Massively. Yeah, I think if he doesn't, yeah. if he isn't junior heavyweight champ at some point this year, I think they've made a mistake. I think they I, might push him more this year, especially after that match with Hiromi. I think mm. he deserves a big push this year. Yeah, I think I'm uh, early to be making predictions for later in the year, but I'm picking him <laughs> to win this year, for the Super Juniors. Mm. I, I think I, I'm going to reserve that until I see, <clears throat> see the field. Because. Mm. Um, well, the field, as we saw from this year's best of the Super Juniors, pretty fucking thin. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously it's going to depend on COVID and so on. But I know yeah. Hiromu's really making a push to want to main a bit. So I think maybe next year if they do the two nights, they may, if they really go with Hiromu's thing, main event the first night with the junior heavyweight and the second night with the heavyweight or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Could happen. Um, I know it's weird because the junior heavyweight division is generally seen as a... a a second tier down. There's a definite <clears throat> ceiling on what a junior heavyweight can do unless they go up to heavyweight, yeah, right? Yeah, rather than being just parallel divisions for weight classes, like it's in something, something you, in UFC. you graduate from. Like, okay, he did his time mm-hmm. in the junior heavyweight, now we're going to let him go up. Like when Shingo yeah. first joined. Shingo was never a fucking junior. <laughs> no, like, the minute he debuted, I'm the just lies. thinking, that's a former Dragon Gate heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a junior. Not a junior at mm. all, ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so after yeah, we did the, the we had that um, uh, the the ter- we had oh yeah, ELP throughout the match was doing lots of callbacks to all Bullet Club leaders because he hit a Styles Clash, he did a Terminator yeah. dive, um, he didn't he do uh, Bloody Sunday as well? I think so. Yeah, he did Bloody Sunday. He went for the One Wing Angel mm, at one point, but it. didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, no one else, no one should be allowed to hit that move, <laughs> no. Kenny. I don't think. Um, nope. Uh, he also did like We're looking the- at you, Killian Dane. <laughs> I, I, I've not been watching NXT, so like I have. Has we've anybody this year? I, I've literally stopped now. I mean, like, what is no, the point? No, it does not work AW, in a two-hour format. Since AEW came out for me, yeah. I have not watched NXT. AEW is my Western wrestling fix. Everything yeah. else, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, same. Yeah, I just don't see the point. But yeah, so ultimately, with a lot of back and forth in that match. Um, mm-hmm. uh, ELP gets a couple of near falls towards the end uh, there was one particular really good one where uh, he, ELP used a victory roll uh, for a near fall yeah. and then Hiromu uh, hit just a throat kick is the best yes. way I can describe it on ELP <laughs> um, um, ELP then comes back and teased an airplane spin neck breaker uh, Hiromu blocked that uh, but fell uh, victim to a bastard driver for a two count I just um, felt so sorry for his neck, like during that end portion. I think he landed really funny on his head at one point, and I was like, 
no, Hiromu, mm. why are you doing these spots? You broke your fucking neck. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like, that long worst, yeah. ne- worst neck spot was the rolling suplex in Kenny and Phoenix's match, though. The whole, oh, yeah. that, that was horrible. AEW, also, fuck next. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just generally Matt Hardy, because we think we might want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so ELP tries to go through his finisher, CL2. Uh, Hiromu blocks it. Um, ELP then uh, hit a Styles Clash. Uh, he also hit a V-Trigger, uh, yeah. which is bait. And that's when he went for the one-winged angel. Um, then ELP, ELP counted... Was it? A t- yeah, it was just this time bomb that ELP counted, wasn't it? Yes. And then yeah. um, Hiromu finishes off with a... Um, he blocked uh, Hurricane Rana... Oh, um, he blocked the Hurricane Rana with what I've written down here as dick punch shitty, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way to describe yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he'll, uh, then... Um, uh, Why does he keep hitting me in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> also, you should know that um, uh, like early, like, I think it was like early to mid, part way through the match, um, ELP stamped on Hiromu's hand because there's kind of like a big story. Like, so basically, ELP is doing a loaded boot gimmick. Um, yeah, which is a weird thing to be doing in 2021. I assume there's going to be some payoff to it. Like I'm sure that's what it is. The commentary kept drawing attention to the boot. As long as it's, and but I don't kissed, know what your payoff like, the can be as well. Like, um, but like I like I don't. As long as it doesn't go the way of the the Sean Spears Tully Blanchard loaded glove gimmick, uh, which mm, is going yeah that nowhere. went fucking nowhere. <laughs> a very weird thing happening there. But yes, yeah, so ultimately Hiromu gets the three count, wins, uh, which means he go he's going on to night two of Wrestle Kingdom to face the current champion, junior champion, uh, Taiji Ishimori, who I can only describe as a, a, a heavyweight wrestler compressed in compressed he's the like most a little... jacked five foot nothing <laughs> yes. dude you will he's, ever see in your life he's like if, he's like a five foot block of concrete mm. yeah yeah he walks as if he can't move his butt cheeks because they are that jacked like his body fat percentage is actually a negative number that's, that's how yeah. built he is it's it's fucking crazy mm-hmm. um so next match i believe was the uh, i believe was the iwgp heavyweight Tag champs, uh, tag yep. champ uh, match. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. Um, God versus dangerous taggers. Uh, so God consisting of Tamatonga and Tonga Loa, representing Bullet Club, and uh, Tai Chi and Zack Saber Junior, so, uh, rep- with Doki uh, representing uh, Suzuki Gun. We have to we have to stop and talk about Tamatonga having turned himself into. Alberto El Patron. Oh, God. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's... Oh, oh God. So, God. It just isn't right, is it? It's, he it's was so good-looking good bloke. He was <laughs> so, so good-looking. Let me tell you a little story, okay? I was on what a Chase Owens live stream last week on Twitch okay. when he was doing his Q&A with Peter. And I asked the question, uh, do you prefer Tamatonga with or without the beard? And they both said, with the beard. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I don't understand. Like, what point did you wait? Do you wake up and go? Do you know what? I want to be ugly now. <laughs> but it's yeah. not. It's not necessarily that he's ugly because I think no, it's fair no. to say he's no. He's a very man. attractive man. But but lockdown does better. things to people. It's, it's not it the makes same. them do shit. 
crazy shit. Didn't he just dye his hair like everyone else? He had beautiful curls and a brilliant beard and with a face paint as well, oh, especially. So so like, I just, miss the face paint. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. went so well with that beard as well. Like it just all tied together so well. And I just absolutely loved his look. Mm. And now oh, it's yeah. like, oh, Nothing okay. Nothing really stands out anymore. Like, I didn't particularly no. like his ring gear either. I know it's, kind yeah. of, no. it's a really shallow thing. Like, yeah. oh, he's no longer as attractive to me, therefore I don't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's really another note saying. I made whilst watching this match. What the fuck was up with G.O.D.'s codpiece outfit? Like, yeah, I'm not... I, it was just they, like, why? Why are you drawing so much attention? They have had... <laughs> your dick genuinely some of the weird, oddest ring gear like always yeah. I think like the mask thing the was kind of weird the, yeah like the Iron Man Power Ranger weird elements but it was kind of cool I, though one thing that I will say is they have a banger of an entrance it's amazing oh yeah amazing isn't that your ringtone uh yes it is yours in tone as well no yours is Bullet Club for no, life. No, that's a straight Bullet Club thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I do know. Yeah. So when we were in, uh, when we were at last year's um, Wrestle Kingdom, I bought the LIJ EP that had all their entrance music. Mm. Uh, so it's got everything but Takagi's because uh, they hadn't added on there, but it's got uh, Stardust, which is um, Naito's, which I think is one of the best wrestling games. Yeah. So, um, do you know yeah. what though? Evil's My ringtone... Is Hangman Pages because it is so <laughs> it's good. so good. It's like any Morricone fucking level spaghetti western shit, and it suits him so it's much. It's so good. I do, and I just love him. So, I do yeah. love Kenny Omega's new theme. That like the battle. Yeah. I, I, it's so it good. It took me a while to warm to, but like now I'm listening to that while I'm on the toilet at work. Yeah. It's just well, so I, good. I, like, I, like once you actually, uh, yeah, like listen to the full track and everything. I'm like. But it's so hype as well. It's so great. See, I have non-wrestling ringtone music, but I never hear it because my phone is always on silence. So. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I don't know if people are calling me. Well, because I've got an Apple Watch. Everything fucking comes through on there. Yeah, we should probably talk about the actual match. Yeah, well, yeah. We talk about yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we love you, Tamajonga. We do. I, I, we, do. I, we do. Your podcast is fantastic. I love. I've it. never actually listened to it. I really should. Um, so I will, I will say before we get into the, the match proper, um, that out of all, like everyone that I met at um, uh, Royal Quest, Royal Quest, God were the funniest and were the yeah. like the nicest. And when I like, because I was so excited being there, left my Lij hat behind. They kept it safe for me when I came back in to get it. Oh, that's really nice of yeah. them. They were they they were awesome. They were really really fucking yeah. like the pics I've got with them were all just cracking up in hysterics and stuff. Like they're just <laughs> great. great guys. Yeah. Anyway, into the match. Um, so well, uh, before, before we get onto the match, can I just say <laughs> one thing? Go. Why the fuck? Did we get Tai Chi's extended entrance for this match? <laughs> Without Mio Abe as well. <laughs> yeah. I know. New Japan loves Tai Chi though. I have turned... I don't understand why. No, uh, no I have turned his the fucking corner. His music can fuck itself. His, his no, entrance I, is I have as well. I have as well. But in ring, I have definitely turned a corner on Tai Chi. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like the new, more aggression that he's been showing and everything. Like I thought his run through the G1 this year was pretty solid. Great matches. I've never understood. It's fantastic. I don't really, I've I don't never get understood his gimmick. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, exactly, I get it in exactly. the sense that like, okay, it's meant to be a visual kai singer because you told yeah. me that. I didn't know what one was, 
that um, I assume so is a real thing. Visual Kai but, is but a. I don't care about. <laughs> Visual Kai is it, it's it, it's it's a genre of Japanese music that kind of straddles uh, a bridge between um, rock, metal, and j-pop as well um but it's kind of a lot as much as it's defined by its like audio style it's more defined by its fashion sense which has got very is very elaborate and very almost why, victorian why, just, why would a visual kai singer be yeah. suzuki gun what this is my point talk yeah <laughs> he's there with all his like you know hard-hitting tough sadistic guys all scary. And the opera singer guy like yeah yeah i'm not i'm not Exactly. And I don't think it suits the aggressiveness that he's portraying now, which makes me like him in the ring. But he comes out really badly miming to his entrance theme, no, by the way. That's the gimmick, though. That's the gimmick. That, that is the gimmick, yeah. Like, uh, he's um, just not... But he doesn't sell it to a Western audience. I think if you're not in the know, I just don't like it. Just become a Japanophile like me. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, a weeboo. Gimmick, but this entrance went on for oh, like so five long. minutes. Yeah, we didn't get Mihuabe to look at either, know, which was just. Which is, uh, we've not seen it since the pandemic. Yeah, the ramp of Wrestle Kingdom looks like a mile long. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it really and does. For God knows how long before he came out, and his music is so shit. I know it's part of his gimmick, but it's it so is shit. shit. It is, it is fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible. Like five even, minutes before he even comes out. Oh. So, like, I will say, like, um, in terms of uh, like the music, of, like it's such a piss poor representation of Visual Kai, like then the music there because some of the like some of the music in that kind of genre is fucking fantastic just check out japan x they're not strictly visual kai but they're fucking awesome um or <laughs> you know um, a band called uh, exist trace they're fucking incredible all female band really really good um so yeah it's it, the, the 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 gimmick definitely could do with an overhaul but as far yeah. as like his uh actual in-ring workers going I, yeah. i've definitely turned a corner on him um, yeah i have and i thought this was overall a solid um match if not i you know it was competent it was good i, I there was nothing that was like i i would say was groundbreaking or like no. specifically standout you know being, it was solid yeah, and G.O.D. Yeah. are always solid. Um, Tower Tonga, Good sequences, they all work well together. You know, it, it's an enjoyable match to watch, but yeah, nothing outstanding. I only, the thing about like Tamaton... I was actually really impressed by this match. Okay. And um, I think I might have actually liked this a little bit better than the opener. Wow, that's a... That's a bold <laughs> that's statement. A that, no, like, I mean, you, like, hey, wrestling is subjective, man, so, you mm -hmm. know. I, I will elaborate a little bit. I feel like the opening match should have had like five extra minutes. Yes. So I feel like I feel like they were just like building up to a crescendo and then it just ended. I yeah. felt like I was expecting more. Yeah. Just a little I, bit more. It reminded me of how I felt with um Coach Ribushi and Will Ospreay's match two years ago. Yeah, just, that was kind of ruined by Osprey concussing the fuck well, out. Of I mean, like, even outside of that, it was just booked to go short, and it it felt yeah. 
like it, it should have had more time because yeah, those, it's COVID those guys you need to give at least half an hour. Even yeah. 25 minutes would be plenty. Yeah. But that was, I think it was like, like that one year at Wrestle Kingdom, every undercard match was like 18 minutes or less or something ridiculous. They were yeah. all really short matches. But anyway, so yeah, carry on. I, I'm really intrigued on your thoughts and takes on this match, actually. Um, like, I liked a lot of the spots in this match. Um, like some things did get a little bit repetitive. Like I thought there was like way too many choke spots in this match. Yeah. To the uh, point where I did actually write down in my notes, choke me like you hate me, but you love me. Shout out to Corpse Husband. We. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, and, so I just want to just chime in on the, the choke thing. The, my, I, like, I, I do think that there was, it was overdone, but I do also, there is a storyline element to it because yeah. um, obviously G.O.D. have stolen the Izakaya glove and yeah. there's this whole thing with um, um, Fuckface. Oh, God, that he's the ugliest man, apart from Yoshihashi. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, with um, Taiji uh, and that. So, like, I understand why there were so many, but they could have knocked maybe, like, three or four out and still had enough or so, you know? Yeah. But it just yeah. felt like, um, as the match was building up and building up, there was a lot of back and forth between the two. There were some really good, like, almost, like, near-falls mm -hmm. um, break-up spots, I think... Uh, Doki and Jado played their parts perfectly in this match as good heaters. I enjoyed yeah. the commenta commentary when they said Doki Choki. <laughs> I will say one thing, man. Jado has got into a lot better shape. Like, he looked... Yeah, he's he like Jack now. Yeah, he looked really good. Really I was genuinely like, well, we know what you've been doing in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree that it was a good match. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying late. I just there is uh, the thing is that my thing with God is I always like feel like there's a next level to God that they they just never seem to yeah. let show. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like I think I think I think there's some interesting comparisons that can be drawn between Tamatonga and Randy Orton in terms of uh, just mm. in ring. Like obviously, I, like. Tamatonga is far more like Randy Orton, Randy Orton wrestles at a pace that I would he be hesitant to call glacial because that would make it seem faster <laughs> than it is. Um, <laughs> but Tama, like, it's just in that, like, I feel like you've got the, it's the Sonada thing as well, that you've got the, 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 the talent and the skill there to do more, but you just, I don't know why it never seems I, I, to happen. I feel like we were almost going to see G.O.D. really come into their own during the Bullet Club feud mm. with, you know, G.O.D. turning on the elite, um, yeah. you know, before they all left. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great because G.O.D. are really going to come into their own. And then when the elite left, I was excited to see what they would do. And it kind of just fizzled, didn't yeah. it? It kind of went... Yeah. I, I think think that the, the, uh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the same the year that Tama was in the G1 as well. We thought, like, this mm. is going to be it. We're going to see some really, like, breakout performances from Tama yeah. as a singles guy. And it was just interference. And yeah. that was the... that was Although that was not Tama's fault. That was how that shit was reported. No, I know. But I think yeah. it's the same thing. You're always, like, you know they could go further, but they never do. Yeah. And it's like, am I just wrong? Or... Is there something? Yeah, got, like I mean, the thing is, like, I, I guess as well, if you know, if they, 
I can understand maybe a psychological aspect as, as well. If they, you know, they're never gonna, they, you know, they're tag division for life. And let's be honest, you know, New Japan don't really look after their tag division that well. Are there any other heavyweight tag teams at the moment apart from Danger? Not in recent years. No, no, it's been you know like it's been definitely a thin like obviously when the books were there, the books elevate any tag division that they're in yeah. because they push for it, but. Obviously, since they departed, things have definitely taken a hit in the tags in the tag side of things. The junior heavyweight has been up and down. It's still only like two or three teams, though, we're like proper proper teams, as opposed to here are two guys who are oh, now. We'll a tag get that team. when we talk about night two. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I, I, I would love to see Tama do more as a singles competitor, though. I think he's mm. very very talented, and mm. like you say, he's. He is reminiscent of Randy Orton, but just more agile and a bit more exciting. I, yeah. I love, I love Mr. Randall, but <laughs> you know, it is, I, I would just love to see more out yeah. of Tama, especially. He's got a really unique style as well. Like he, he yeah, does a lot of really yeah. cool defensive stuff that moves. you don't see. Yeah. 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 It's just brilliant. He's, mm. he's got this character about him that is just interesting. And I think that being in a tag team, is holding him back. Mm. No shade to Tungaloa, but it, I think it is. I would object because, like you'll say, you're waiting for GOD's coming out party. They actually had it in the summer of 2019 in their series in Ring of Honor with the Briscoes. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, that mm. was a great yeah, series of matches. That was good. That was where I realized, like, okay. It's not G.O.D.'s fault. They have just no tag teams to have, yeah, have actually that, that good chemistry help. with. And it's like, you know, the tag team they were going up against, um, like, obviously Zack Sabre is fucking amazing, but he's yes. better in a singles match um, yeah. where he can spend, you know, the match just tying people, tying, sorry, tying people in knots and um, making and them cry. swearing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all very like, different... A- technical abilities aren't they Zack Sabre mm, yeah. Jr and I don't think it was the best um matchup I don't even know why they keep putting him with Tai Chi I don't I don't I don't like them else? together that no, much no I'm not the biggest fan of the team um no. either but I, like I think independently they're better um, yeah uh, but I you know who else is he going to team with in Suzuki gun yeah, Doki, this is true. Yeah. Doki's junior. Um, yeah. like who are, like Davy Boy Smith quit. Lance Archer's now in AEW. Mm-hmm. Davy Boy was never. I mean, he's he's all right. He was never going to like. I don't think he's ever going to light the world on fire though. Um, he's just big, and I think Lance is a better big man. Um, I agree. Um, but yeah, so like, it, it, I I would agree. It was a, it was a good match, but it was like my thing is it's just never going to light the world on fire. But it, no. it did serve its purpose. There were some re- like really um, like really nice spots. Which um, the the stack superplex on Tonga uh, was <laughs> really nice. Um, there was a great bit during that spot. There was a great bit during that spot um, when <laughs> Zach's signalling to Chai, tai Chi and says like, "Come on, we've got to do this. It's the fucking Tokyo Dome." Um, <laughs> first thought that entered my head was that it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why? why? (laughs) I love stepbrothers. Fair enough. (laughs) So, uh, 
like talking my favorite Zack Saber Jr. moment of all time though was his match at um, Royal Quest where everyone was just shouting, chanting "fuck you, fuck you, you Boris, and uh, fuck you, yeah. Brexit." <laughs> yeah, that was, Boris Johnson, clap your hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. But um, uh, I'm trying to think of any other notable spots throughout that match. Um, obviously there was a lot of there was a bit of interference from Jado and Doki um, and then kind of like I, I don't know like are they setting up a feud between Jado and Doki because it kind yes, of felt they, like because they they kind of set it up um, at New Year's Dash yeah it definitely feels like the game, which is going to be a weird one to watch like is it just yeah. Kendo versus Pole uh, I don't know <laughs> we'll see because we'll like Sorry, because like Doki is very much the bushy of Suzuki Gun. Like, yes, <laughs> he's in the match purely to take the fall. Yes, yeah, like his showing in Best of Super Juniors when he debuted was. Mad. <laughs> he walked away with two points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him though. I like. I, I just I don't know what it is about Doki, but I'm always like, hey, there's Doki. <laughs> you like? He's got a great look. You like? He's got a great look. Yeah. I will give him that. You like weird things. You have a crush on Pete Dunne. Yes, and I stand by it. I, I have a crush on Peter Avalon, so that's weirder. <laughs> there you go. Yes, it is. That is weirder. Yes, it is. <laughs> Although, I can kind of see a little bit of him in Tiga, maybe. If he, yeah, there's a bit there. <laughs> Tiga can kill little, yourself. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there we go. There, there we go. Just, there we go. It's, not, it's just like generally, you know, the, the face, uh, the shape. I don't know. In the sh- just mean, the shape. Not like any kind of the details, but I can see, like, you both, you both have quite... Slender faces. I um, had I tweeted at Mafu and was like, uh, you know, when uh, lockdown has hit you and you've got a crush on Mafu and Peter Avalon at the same time. Like, <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? Mafu? Since Mafu? Since Mafu's grown out the beard, he does actually look quite tasty now. I don't, I don't know what it is about him. It's just, I think it's his sense of humour makes him more yeah. attractive. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just really, really like I, I've, just I've just got that. higher standards. I think. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm like, you like, I'm like, like, I like weird game. men. Yeah, yeah I like, like weird men. Although I do have a thing for Jay, and you you find that weird, don't you? Because like you don't like. I like Jay. I I, I definitely Jay. Yeah. I you like, know what, Jay? I'm seeing it now. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I will come to a point when we get to his match with Ibushi, though. So um, going back to the match in hand, um, ultimately. Uh, G.O.D. Uh, get the pin. I think it was uh, finishing sequence was Tama jumped in uh, with Tai Chi's iron glove. He used it on Tai Chi. G.O.D. then hit uh, ape shit and uh, pinned Tai Chi to win the title. Uh, G.O.D. then did a huge celebration uh, on top of the dugout in the stadium. Um, yeah. And then we come to the mocks. The mocks. The mocks. I, so I cheered. I audibly cheered from my sofa when he came on screen. So Moxley's been uh, John Moxley, former Dean Ambrose, uh, um, uh, former AEW World Champion up until a couple of weeks ago. Really, um, has been their IWGP USA Champion for a while now. Obviously, he's not been able to get back there to defend it. A year. I think he's a been year. their champion yeah. for a year. Right. I think he's had like <laughs> defended it one once. Defense. Um, they did a similar kind of tournament in. Um, so they've got an American-based show called New Japan Strong for because they have a, a New Japan have a dojo in LA, um, and they've been filming stuff out of that. And they did a tournament there for um, a briefcase right to challenge for the uh, US Championship which Kenta won, um, uh, defended it a couple of times, broke Naito, uh, no, Tanahashi's head with it. 
the briefcase. Um, uh, but ultimately, like, you know, the, the big question is when is Moxley coming back? Still don't know, but he caught a, like, Moxley's such a good fucking promo. Yeah. Such oh, a great yeah. promo. And he caught a fucking fantastic promo, which basically was, uh, you know, everyone thought I, I, I was gone. You know, you thought you were safe, but I'm, was it like, I'm working the shadow, I'm coming for you kind of thing. Um, he's just he's fantastic he's so fast becoming one of my favourite wrestlers I think of oh. all time I remember time. when we first started watching WWE again in two, it was 2016 because we knew AJ was going to be in the Rumble we wanted to watch it and Dean Ambrose was on the undercard fighting Kevin Owens and it was the first time I'd seen either of them wrestle and oh, I was the just like it, um, no, last was it last time standing last I was yeah. like yeah, Ambrose so- is my guy that's Fucking, my one guy. of my favorite. IC been, matches ever. Yeah, it's been so cool to see him go from strength to strength in AEW and basically prove everyone wrong, right? You know, prove, like in the success of John Moxley, you have it's laid bare the flaws with WWE because it's just proved this is what happens when you actually give a guy hmm. the the run. The, you know, I mean, that's not going to happen for everyone. I think you know not. Not everyone who has been, air quotes, held down by WWE is necessarily capable of more. But the transition like that with Miro. the transition from WWE yeah. Dean Ambrose to AEW John Moxley yeah. has just been so cool to see because it's, it, like everything that I was drawn to when I saw him as Dean Ambrose has kind of intensified as John Moxley. Yeah. It's like that is the kind of guy I love to watch wrestle. Yeah, he's really come into his own in such a big way. And it's like... Because he's finally been given that creativity to just be the character he wants to be and be so badass at it and so natural at it. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, it's so believable. That's it. It's that authenticity. It's the same reason I love yeah. Eddie Kingston. Like, I really yeah. believe these guys yeah. mean every word they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of my actual favourite matches of last year was um, uh, Suzuki and John Moxley. Which that was a great match. Fucking Fantastic. amazing, amazing match. And he's going to have a great match with Kento whenever I, it happens. I hope so, because Kento's been hit and yeah. miss. Uh, which yeah, brings yeah. us to... Yeah, which brings <laughs> us to the next match, uh, yeah. which I was not a fan of. Obviously, no. so it, the next match was Kento defending the said briefcase for the US Championship um, against uh, Satoshi Kojima. I love Kojima. But he is a, a New Japan granddad now. You know, he should be in yeah. multi-man tag. He's part of the dad brigade. <laughs> yeah, he's the grand. He's a New Japan granddad. Um, and he- when there are people in the fucking rumble, like Minoru Suzuki, <laughs> <laughs> Hiroki Goto, and Tomohiro Ishii, the fucking bread guy is the guy who I know. <laughs> the briefcase. I mean, originally, wasn't it supposed to I think to it was be- meant to be Juice. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was supposed was to be juice, juice, but then Juice is out with injury. Um, so it's just no heat. Yeah, it, there was it, no it, heat. It, it was kind of a foregone conclusion, right? Yeah, Could no you, one thought know... Kojima was winning yeah. that. Like, so nah. by that, like, I'll be honest, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this match from the get go. Um, no, so I've not really got much to fucking say on it apart from Kenta won. No shocks there. We had yeah. two notes on this match. Uh, so do you want me to it. read them out? Yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah. Okay, uh, the first thing I wrote, um, obviously, well, actually three notes. The first thing I wrote is Dad Brigade, <laughs> yep. which which is an unofficial stable with him, Hiroyoshi Tenzon, and Yuji Nagata. Um, I, I just refer <laughs> to them as the New Japan Granddads. Yeah. yeah. And um, this oh. match has about as much heat as gazpacho soup. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And... And former All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Champion versus... 
former NOAA GHC heavyweight champion, this should feel more like a big deal than it actually is. I think it would do if it wasn't for um, Kojima's age and therefore his limit, limit, limitability, limitability? limitations, limitations, limitations. You know, yeah, yeah limitations. Because like Kojima is still a great worker, but obviously mm. he's never because he he's getting on, man, and he's racked up those injuries, and you know, yeah. um, he's, he's well, never- Kenta. Kenta's not the Kenta of old no, anymore. No, I mean, no, no, no. He's not been the same since the injury in NXT. No. It does feel like a wasted opportunity, mm-hmm. though, because Kenta is good yeah, in the you, ring. You put Kenta in there with someone like Ishii or someone like Suzuki, they're going to have mm. a good match, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he can do way more than what was shown with yeah, Kojima. Yeah, I, I really think, yeah, especially because it was Wrestle Kingdom, I think they should have thought, oh, let's put someone in there who's... Yeah, fucking Hiroki Goto would have been bad. Mm. You know, yeah. I, he's yeah. great. He, I think I love Hiroki yeah. Goto. Um, oh, Je- I think you know, even somebody like Jeff Cobb or someone, you know, well, could no, have been because Jeff Cobb was having a bomb yeah. burner on the next night. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that, yeah, I think that that. Yeah, was but fun. I think ultimately it and, is a shame that you had guys like Ishii and Goto in the Rumble. Yeah, and mm. Kojima. You could have, yeah, you could have match. used them in this position, um, but it, I think maybe because obviously. Um, there's the stuff from Dash that happened, uh, which may touch on in a bit, but that might be leading into something because they obviously fucking beat the shower out of Tenzin. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this match happened. Um, yeah. Kenta yeah. won. Let's move on. Yep. Um, so we then uh, we then come to the intermission and we have another match. Which uh, <laughs> uh, why is he in the state? The, the, the United Empire with wealth. So the uh, next match is Roshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, uh, versus Great Okan. And I say great with so much sarcasm in my fucking yeah. voice. He's good. He can work. Yes. He does not deserve to be in this position. No, but I think no. he's lucky that he's in a faction with the Will Ospreay. Yes. yes. Um, like I, we actually first saw him at um, New, it was uh, uh, from Salivol. Yeah, the uh, Rev Pro show in Milton Keynes. Um, mm. That was when we first saw him, and when he came out, and we're like, "The fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck is this? What's he wearing? <laughs> like, what's happening?" Yeah. Uh, I mean, the match was good because Tanahashi was in it, and Tanahashi yeah. he can't have a bad match, even though he's as broken as he is. He's fucking Tanahashi. He's yeah. got Tanahashi some... made Fat Jericho look good. That's <laughs> Tanahashi can't have a bad match. He's got too much uh, ring acumen and is such mm. a good seller and yeah. has such good ring psychology that it's just not possible. That's what we said about this match: is that he's such a good seller that he made Great Okan look good. Yes, in this match, you know, and Which it's good to see this match. Yeah, that even in lockdown. Tanner's hair game is still on point. <laughs> yeah, okay. he should, he should put, give his stylist details to Tama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say, not a fan of the Mongolian chop. Always thought it's a dumb move. And I, yes. think, the way Khan, so I, well. I think the way Khan does it with the whole jump... Ah! It gives it gives the opponent so much time to do anything. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my God, in any kind of real fighting thing, obviously wrestling's not real or not. It's predetermined, you know, script. But uh, like, you would just like he's doing this. You just be like, "Fuck you!" 
like just kicking the dead, like anything. Like you could just step backwards the amount of time he takes on it. I definitely think they need to drop that. I get the whole thing. He's supposed to be like Mongolian. Don't necessarily drop it, but don't do it so often. Like they really talked up his amateur background, and you don't see much of that. No, in his matches. he does nothing yeah. to exhibit. Like Jeff Cobb, you can tell he's got an amateur background. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, wasn't he Olympian? Yeah. Yeah, but like Guam, which is basically like saying you're the fastest swimmer at the amputees club. (laughs) Yeah, but he is still... But still, I'm never going to be an Olympian for Guam, so in that (laughs) respect. I mean, I don't even think I could be an Olympian. But I think if you're selling Great O'Khan as someone with this amazing amateur background who, you know, highly recruited because of that, uh, let him show that off. Don't have him screaming and doing Mongolian chops. I just felt very bad for Tanahashi during all this because, like... Because I only just realized, like, a couple of minutes ago. Two years ago, he won the heavyweight belt in the main event. Yeah. Mm. I I actually wondered, like, I I actually asked Dave Meltzer this on um, on, uh, Twitter once. Um, I was like, when 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 he won that reign, I was like, is this the last heavyweight championship reign of Tanahashi? And he was like, I hope not, but I'm starting Mm. to think it actually might be. Yeah. I'm starting to think he might be ramping down a little bit. I, I don't know if he's got much of a choice. Those knees are shot to shit. I don't think he's yeah. quite... He's shot. I think he's like being groomed for like movie roles now mm. as well because Bushy, Bushy Road, who owns New Japan Pro mm. Wrestling, also has high stake in a talent agency that oh, does okay. Uh, okay. a lot of stuff for yeah. movies, which are obviously like Fukuoka is like the Hollywood of Japan mm. and yeah. uh, New Japan is in Fukuoka a lot. And so I think he might be winding down to do a sort of movie roles like it's been said for years but uh, i was gonna say didn't he already do uh what my my father is a heel wrestler yeah yeah which Mm. i've not seen but apparently is great (laughs) Mm. yeah i don't think he's quite at the stage where he's going to be shuffled into the new japan granddad tier but he's 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 heading there kind of putting over new talent rather than Mm. being he's only 43 Mm. yeah I'm 43. Like, to provide context, John Cena's 45. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Styles is also 43. <laughs> yeah. Like, so he's... he's still, I, I, what they need to do is give him time off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, he does need to rest. And I think that with Tanner, it's because he's been so successful and he's got the looks and everything <sighs> going for him and I, he can do movies and stuff, I, I think it's a case of... Yeah, I still could wrestle, but why would I put myself at risk? Mm. And I will say this about Tanahashi. I don't think there will ever be a better pure babyface in wrestling. No. no. Like, the connection that he has with the crowd is yeah. on fucking parallel. Like He's fantastic. He is he is amazing and he is going to he is a legend and one of the greatest of all time. I mean, the guy he is the reason that we're here talking about New Japan now because if it wasn't for Tanahashi, New Japan would have died a death. He yeah. rescued that company and brought that company back he, from the brink. He carried that company on his back through the dark cages, both him and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, completely. Mm. And if it were, uh, Yeah, so like any match with Tanahashi is going to have my attention. Um, and, you know, he's he did elevate Great Okan in this match. That was good from that perspective. But I, I would question whether this should have been part of the Wrestle Kingdom card. I know, yeah. I know you want to get over Great Okan and things, but... Mm. Here, I think now 
Yeah. And at the same time for me, Okan doesn't really fit into the empire for me. Yeah, I would like, agree. He's almost like a yokai. And I think yeah. like, you know, I feel like his character would be so much better suited to something like, I don't Suzuki. know. Suzuki, yeah. Yeah. Or even L.I.J. You know, like I don't, it no, could. I <laughs> well, I think it one of his first just, um, appearances after the G1 where he came out in like the pinstripe suit wearing the single glove. Oh, like, you mean when he, they fucked over Ricardo and that? Uh, yeah. But, but, the, yeah, but yeah, he looked look. amazing. Yeah. And it's so yeah. much better than the fucking harem pant bag on the face thing. And I like... At least... Uh, was it was it uh, this one or was it a New Year's Dash where he changed from the harem pant to trunks? It was Dash, New Year's yeah. Dash. Yeah. It no, looks so much better. Uh, no, he started doing that in World Tag League. And he was wearing the harem pants at Wrestle Kingdom though. Yeah. He was wearing the harem pants at Wrestle Kingdom, but he was mm. wearing the Trump's oh, World Tag League oh, when he was okay. teaming we with saw. Jeff Cobb. Uh, yeah. we but missed it's such a World Tag League. We didn't catch up on World Tag League. Mm. I watched most of the highlights, but... Mm. Um, yeah. I, it, it, I just it, don't think he fits very no, well no. there. No. He, he's Next definitely to Tory the boy. Odd, he's the, definitely <laughs> the odd one out in that faction, and uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see. <sighs> like, a few, Big, tweaks, <sighs> a few tweaks to the gimmick, maybe, we can make it work, but... Yeah. I mean, because, like, the one thing I... Like, the one way that I've been trying to rationalize it in my head is like, okay, they're the empire who had one of yeah. the greatest empires on earth, the Mongol. The, the Mongol yeah. So, okay, fair but enough. But it's just a bit strange. And I think if they dulled it down a little bit and it wasn't so in your face, like, I mean, I know it's Japan and mm. I know they love their fucking, their yokai and everything like that. Like as a, that they're kind of giving him that gimmick of like this mysterious kind of thing, yeah. this monster almost who is a Mongol. But, I think if they kind of just dumbed it down a little bit and maybe had him a little bit subtler, mm. kind of a Mongol Empire guy, then it could work for the Empire. Mm. But to have him in full, and it's so colourful as well, it just it's so out of place. Yeah. But so coming back to the actual actual match itself, um, mm. looking through, let me let me actually just grab my laptop so I'm not like leaning over to read notes because it's all the way far away from me. All the way far away from me. All That's a fucking winning away. sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have the best words. I just said subtler. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they. Um, so the match really didn't pick up until Tanahashi made his comeback because he did sell for mm. a lot of the match, but like yeah. it did help build a Khan a bit, uh, definitely. Um, so they open up with a bit of mat work. Um, they, obviously, the commentary were going over, like really putting him over as an amateur, but I still didn't really see anything that would really say, oh, you know, like, oh, this is a Chad Gable kind of like angled amateur, strong. No, I didn't get that nah. vibe. It was just standard. Nah. Um, yeah. Then they come back uh, they, uh, a bit further on. A Khan posted Tanahashi hit a slam on the ramp, and they did the t- typical count out tease, which I think is obligatory in er- like every other New <laughs> Japan match. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tana makes it back in. Uh, then some of the wacky man- uh, wacky Mongolian chops. Yeah. Um, a knee bar, uh, but Tana made it to the ropes. The knee bar was good. I thought that the knee bar spot was good. But that was mainly yeah. down knee to Tana selling. And that was mainly down to Tana selling. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it didn't look like a sloppily applied knee bar or anything like that. But, you know, it's. It, it, I think in the submission, the the, the, dra- the ground the for submission always comes from the guy who's selling, right? Unless yeah. it's Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> 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 um, then we get... Uh, 
Tanner blo- uh, Khan tried to kick. Tanner blocked. He's a dragon screw. Khan slides out. Uh, Tanner then hits the dragon screw. Um, a series of flying forearms. The beginning of the bit of the comeback here. Uh, but he's kind of selling the damage to his knees um, from landing mm. on the forearms. Tanner then hits the slam and does the somersault sent on. At least that is one aerial move he does that it doesn't land on your fucking knees. Then yeah. um, Akan blocks a sling blade um, and then drives him to the mat with a unique throw. I, yeah, <laughs> about that. Could have been cleaner, couldn't it? I don't know what that was supposed to be. Uh, we'll call it a Mongolian it, throw. It was a Mongolian throw, but in reality, it was a botch belly to belly. Yes, definitely. Um, and how do you botch that? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> then we go into Akan hitting the inverted suplex. Uh, then he grabs a chair. Um, Khan, he's going to do the dominator on the chair, which I believe is his finisher. Then Tanner slides out, hits a twist and shout. Um, he teaches using the chair, but he's obviously not going to use it because he's the babiest of baby faces. Uh, yeah. Hits a dragon suplex for a near fall. Then Tanner does the uh, high fly flow finish, uh, flips over Khan, hits a set on. So he does the first high fly flow to the back, um, then the second to the front, uh, and then wins. I don't know why, but it just really pisses me off when he does that. What, the two fly-fly-flow? Yeah, the high-fly-flow high to the back, flips him over, and then does the high-fly-flow to the front. Like, go, go for the cover after the first one. I think it's just crowd-pandering, <laughs> isn't it? It's yeah. completely crowd-pandering. Yeah, 100% just mm-hmm. showing off at that point. Like, <laughs> but this is why you need a Rex Tanner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, but I mean, he is ultimate baby face and people love it when he jumps off the ropes and, you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, the I match mean, went 17 minutes. So, or just over 17 five minutes. Five minutes longer than it should have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe 17, been min- 17 minutes longer than it should have. But, you know, <laughs> Fantasmo and Hiromu were around the same length. I would have argued they'd have should have been in that position on this card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, if anything... There was at least something at stake there. I know, like, Hiromu's... Um, uh, sorry, not uh, Tanner is Tanner, so you don't want to put him too far down the card, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, but I feel like... If, sorry. But I feel like if Tan- Tanahashi's opening the show, then I can... Yeah. Then it's still in a prominent spot because yeah. you're opening the show. Yeah, definitely. So if him and Great Okan opened the show, I think maybe people would have been kinder to this match. Yeah, and... and- a Tanahashi but, match is always going to be an event wherever it is. You know, it's always going to mean yeah. something. And it, I mean, be- in the middle of this card, they had two matches where there was nothing on the line, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, uh, wait, wait, wait. No. The next one. Oh, yes, the next one. But yeah. the next one had a lot of story going into it. And yeah. it's fucking yeah. Will and Okada. I, and oh, yeah. we are going to love, we are going to love talking about this next match. <laughs> in oh. fact, can we just skip, can we just like well, talk is, about it, the next match? Yes, that's exactly what I was about to do is move on. So the next match is uh, my personal favorite wrestler, Will Ospreay. Um, yeah. Versus yeah. arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now and the greatest IWGG, IWGP champion of all time, uh, Kazuchika no Okada. Um, this was really interesting because Will worked 
a very different style through this match. Obviously, there were still some of the spots in there that you expect, like the Pit Pit Cheerio, Cheeky Nandos, and so on. Mm. But the there was definitely a more amped up aggression, more of a heelish style, obviously. Um, yeah. And a lot more just, you know, big, pa- a bit more power moves, a lot more boots and strikes and just, yeah, a lot less, a lot more paced, a lot less just balls to the wall. And I really, mm. I really enjoyed it. Even Okada was was more aggressive in this match. I mean, d- he did a taipe, didn't he? Yeah, which like, I was like, Fucking what the fuck? Okada wow. died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously... That's how good a wrestler Okada is, where he can just break out something you've never seen before and you mm. totally lose your mind because he is just... <laughs> God, he's just the perfect wrestler. Oh, isn't he? Really just, is. like, yeah. And this match went 35, over 35 minutes. It didn't and, it. and it just it felt, it felt half the length of the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. It went so fast because it was so jam-packed of amazing things and story like you say like the emotion will osprey is able to put on his face oh, during God, any yeah. match both of, them, the, both of their facial work is such yeah. a fucking amazing um so they did the the did the the they start off with a you know a lock up and they move into the ropes and did the t- typical okada break where he uh taps the ghost strike but taps the guy on the chest but osprey uh basically just came straight back and fucking belted him Mm. Um, Akada uh, hit a running back elbow in a DDT. Um, then that's when Akada did the dive. Um, then Priestley got <laughs> B got B gets involved uh, as he climbs back in, just starts trying to distract him, uh, which allows Osprey to hit a drop kick, sending Akada crashing to the floor. Um, that's when I think uh, Will starts ripping up the padding. Mm. Which I do. Yeah, I I have never seen that in a New Japan no. match before. So. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have. I'm. Like, I really can't think if I have or not. It was very heelish because I don't mm. think that the audiences have ever really seen that happen, definitely. especially at Tokyo is, Dome. You know, it's, it's yeah. definitely so a, a Japan, Western thing. I've been watching New Japan for about eight years now, and I have not yeah, seen I that before. I can't think of it in memory mm. at all. But yeah. um, uh, I do think. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't. Did they, I, I'm trying to remember. Did they actually utilize it at any point? I don't think anyone took a. Um, I, think was, I think there was a backdrop spot at one point. I yeah, think, there was some really good stuff on the outside in general, but I don't know if they actually got them on the con on the or on the wooden floor. Oh, but there was the table spot. Mm. Oh yeah. God! My my oh. God! The, t- <laughs> the, the talk about fuck next, Jesus! Oh, yeah. Fuck me! So because it was Will driving the car through, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the table actually nearly broke in half properly. Oh, kind of. It was brutal. (laughs) So, yeah, because Will teased the pile driver, but didn't. Okada teased the DDT, but didn't on the wood, that is. Um, And then Osprey hit a neck breaker, but on the padded section. Uh, Red Red Shoes refused to count the pin, which I thought was weird considering he didn't actually use the exposed section. But Mm. uh, anyway, it happened. I've seen Red Shoes do this in a couple of matches. Now it's it's because it's not as if like any rules have been broken. No. He's just refusing to count the pin because he thinks it's a dishonorable way to win. Yeah, mm. no, I know. Which is totally fucking Japanese, and I get that. <laughs> but <laughs> in the but it just kind of muddies the flow of the match a little bit. 
I, yeah, I, I think Will Ospreay used that, uh, you know, to his advantage there because he picked on Red Shoes a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, after Akala hits a backdrop and then we get the 10 minute call. Um, so Akada then starts strikes and gets fucking flapjack that looked amazing. Um, uh, goes for an air raid crash Nate Breaker, but uh, is blocked by Osprey. Um, so then they come, uh, Akada hits big boot and then hits the air raid crash for a two count. Um, then Osprey comes back with a pip pip cheerio, which is basically his phenomenal forearm. Uh, yeah. uh, Set up for the Oscar, did you know? Yes. <laughs> Mind every time. Osprey hit um, a strike or he gets a few strikes in, uh, German into a bridge for a near fall, uh, then mm-hmm. goes for Stormbreaker, but Akada hits a backdrop uh, on the reversal, then hit Heavy Rain. Then they go back to striking, like the fucking strikes in this match. Just yeah. fucking, oh, it's like Ishii level striking. <laughs> There's this thing in wrestling where you can tell the two guys working to working with each other are very close friends because they will always stiff the fuck out of each other because yes, yeah, they know there will yeah. be no repercussion from it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, Okada and Osprey have got so much history. Um, yeah. And like, I want to say as well, the commentary throughout this was fantastic. Like, you know, Oh, yeah. Kevin Kelly sold this like it was... Um, Ali versus Fraser. Oh yeah, completely. Um, I mean, Kevin Kelly's amazing. I love the. Uh, I love Chris Charlton in there as well because he provides so much back in background information and sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, the- he must. He must have like one of those like computer database minds that you can just, just like tangentially link anything to mm-hmm. anything. It, it's almost like a beautiful mind, except not shitty. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they, they go into the strikes. Osprey uh, goes sit on the top rope. Um, Akada hits with a drop... Uh, uh, Osprey with a drop kick off the top rope to the floor. Can I just say, best drop kick in the business. Yes, oh, completely. Yes. Oh, yes, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I do think he needs to start, like... Because there's this one thing, though, because you know Akada matches aren't going to end until he hits the drop kick. Actually, yeah. before we get to any further, opinions on the money clip. Fucking hate it. it. Yeah, fuck yeah. the money clip. It's, it's not an exciting rainmaker. submission to finish match with. No. Like when submissions finish matches, you, I think you want to feel the kind of the strain and the pain and the hope yeah. that they the might get own, out of it. The, the money clip doesn't give you any of that. Except no. when it was Takagi selling for it. That one, that Akada yeah. Takagi match where Takagi, yeah. like he's he was that was the one time I was like, okay, maybe the money clip, mm-hmm. but yeah. But compared to but, other submission finishes that have been kind of great yes. throughout history, like, you, like the iconic ones, that, like the figure four and the sharpshooter, mm. is... Yeah. And when yeah. you've got great submission workers like Zach on the same card, My you can't have something like the money clip mm. in a amazing match where mm. two people work so well together. It just, for me, it just brings the mm. match. It, the excitement level drops a bit. Yeah. So, it's not what you expect My from only, them. My only theory on it is... I don't know if he's going to go... I Obviously, he did finish with the Rainmaker here, but I don't know if he's going to go back to using the Rainmaker proper until he's got the championship again. I think that's maybe... maybe well, like, he, kept teasing, he kept teasing Rainmaker, yeah, Rainmaker, yeah. Rainmaker, and then yeah. he didn't do it until it was a vengeance Rainmaker. <laughs> or is, is the money clip the equivalent of when he was doing the balloon thing? That's what I'm thinking. That's <laughs> that's why I think it's this like... when he, card. <laughs> I'll tell you what the money clip is the equivalent of. The money 
clip is the equivalent of John Cena's FTF. Oh. It's not that. No, it's not that bad. It's not yeah. that bad. Oh, oh it is. Oh, it no, is. it's not. Because no, it's it, not. it just sucks the energy out of the match. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it brings everything down oh, level when he locks that on. Definitely. I definitely think so. I definitely agree. I definitely like, agree. It looks better than John Cena's oh. STF. Yeah, it's because it's a Carter. Like, it's just not exciting no. enough for a Carter. I just I, don't... I think it, it, it does. It takes his energy down. It's also harder to tease a money clip than mm-hmm. it is to tease a Rainmaker. I'm just yeah. think, like you remember that spot in that that first Kenny Okada Tokyo Dome match where he goes for the Rainmaker and Kenny just collapses. He can't pull yeah. something like that off with the fucking money clip. I think yeah. I mean, it's, it's effectively a rest hold. Uh, rest holds aren't exciting; they're not meant to be. No. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Like, uh, you, oh, sorry. Go like, on, do you dude. remember when um, Okada beat AJ Styles for the title? At I want to say it was Dominion twenty fourteen. Yes, I have seen that match. Like one of the best ending sequences to a match I've ever seen. Like fucking incredible. Like Rainmaker reversal, Styles clash attempt reversal, r- another Rainmaker attempt reversal. Imagine how lame that would have been if that match had just ended with a money clip. Yeah, that's really yeah. That's and that's <laughs> yeah. the problem with a money clip. But mm. well, I, I do I do suspect that maybe this is like his weird phase, and he'll go back to the Rainmaker proper when he gets the title back. Much like with his long trousers phase, <laughs> yeah. which and the blue, everybody the universally hated. But at <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 2013, when he came, <laughs> he got rid of them. That's yeah, it. When, when he came out in the trunk, yeah, they're waiting for a crowd again. Kill cough, the crowd popped. So that was the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> One of definitely. Uh, that was it, that was hilarious. Um, so oh, I. Th- so I think it might be one of those things like with his long trousers, it's just a phase that he's now grown out of. Until he wins the championship again and becomes yeah. becomes mm. Okada again with a belt <laughs> on, you know. Yeah, which is inevitable. Because like Okada just looks naked without a belt. Yeah. 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 And he will never challenge for any of the other titles because why should he? Um, so, Can I just yeah. talk about how much I just love Okada, like in general? I just love him as a person. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> no, but he's like a puppy dog, and I love him. You know, he's like, just so, so we, cute. we call our because our, our main coon cat is called uh, Kazuchika, yeah. um, but we call him Little Kazu, and that's yeah. like that's Kazuchika's actual nickname in Chaos is everyone calls him yeah. Little Kazu. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking with Okada, like when you see pictures of him outside of wrestling. And when he's fishing and on boats and all this kind of stuff, like most wrestlers are kind of normal guys pretending to be larger than life zany figures. And I get the impression Okada is a goofy guy pretending to be a very serious wrestler. He's coming out oh, yeah. completely yeah. opposite way. Have you ever seen any of uh, Toriano's Chaos DVDs that he's constantly plugging? No, like not. No. Um, I've seen clips of them with English subtitles. They're very hard to find. Um, but he, he he has the mental age of a 12-year-old. It's so funny to watch because like, yeah. he'll, be like, he'll be out on a boat with Toriano. It's like, is everybody ready for a high-season adventure? Like it's an episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you follow him on, on, in, in, on uh, Instagram? Because there was a thing uh, a couple of years ago where he was just basically posting pictures of him doing a drop kick he photoshopped him doing a drop kick into loads of random other pictures <laughs> kind of like the randy orton ikeo thing but it's like a rocky romero sleep on a bench and just a carter photoshopped in drop kicking him if you can find it because i don't think the account is still going or it might be live but not updated there's a, a twitter account called okada is ice cream 
and it's just pictures of a card in particular outfits and then somebody has found ice cream thundays that look like those outfits <laughs> it's glorious that's fantastic <laughs> i just i remember i always remember the video that uh one of the uh, young bucks posted of Okada running after one of their children. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, there's a cat in the garden. <laughs> I'm just going to pause and check that. So uh, we'll be well. Actually, no, you're not going to know I've paused because I'm going to pause and resume. Well, uh, now they know. The well, I, 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 I've, I've, uh, the fourth wall is. So yeah, the um, as I was saying, uh, Okada will. Um, I th- where, where did we get up to in the match? Uh, I think it was just drop kick to the outside. Uh, yeah. from Akada to Will. Um, where is that in my notes? I think we're up to the point where it was, was there brand about the Spanish fly point? Um, I th- so Akada, uh, so do, 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 no, that's, Akada teased the suplex on the timekeeper's table and then a tombstone on the exposed platform uh, where they'd ripped up the, the thing earlier. Then yeah, Osprey it. suplexed Okada over the barricade and through the timekeeper's tables. Uh, yeah. Both guys down on the floor on the other side of the barricade. Then Osprey drags Okada back into the ring. Uh, Why did he do that? <laughs> Sorry? Why did he do that? Because <laughs> yeah. I get it. The psychology is, I want to beat Okada, not a count out and have like a asterisk against this victory. I want to beat Okada. But he's... A heel, it, like he should want the win. He shouldn't want the honourable win. He should well, want the easy win. I, no, I don't think it's about the honour. I don't think it's about the honourable thing. I think it's about like he wants to say he is better than Okada without any question coming into it. I, 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 I think. Yeah. Okay, I can go and see that because yeah. that's been his whole motivation for for everything that he's done up until now since turning on Okada has been. I am better than you and I will fucking prove it. And mm. obviously when he beat him in uh was it in, in G1? G1? Um that wasn't that was with outside interference. So that's you know, not really Yeah. So I kinda get it. it even though it, it might not necessarily be the heelish thing, it's still because of the like well, if you play it from the anger and vitriol side. I think it's the heelish thing in terms of this character for Will Ospreay, because it's the heelish thing of Nah, I ain't gonna let you have this chance of being like, yeah, but you only won by count out or mm. you only won by this cheaty method. No, he wants to win by actually beating him so that then he'll get heat. Yeah. And, th- th- you know, I think that's the Will Ospreay way of doing heat. Yeah, no, I agree. Heel. I agree. Um, so, yeah, he drags him back into the ring, hits a spring, another springboard for um, uh off the top rope um, for... And, to the back of Ricardo's head, which looked fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, I, oh. He gets a near fall from that. Then he hits a running powerbomb, uh, which I think was another two count. Teased the storm breaker off the apron to the exposed floor, which, oh my God, thank God they didn't do. Because, no. oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Ricardo uh, blocks that. Then uh, Osprey teased an Oscutter off the ap- uh, off the post of the apron, which would have been gnarly as fuck. But Ricardo blocks. Uh, then hits a tombstone, and that's a, I think about the twenty five minute mark. Mm. Then we get Ricardo um, jumping back in the ring. Osprey another count out spot. Osprey gets in by eighteen. 
Uh, <coughs> yeah. But he runs straight into uh, a, rain, a short Rainmaker, not like the full-fledged Rainmaker. Dodges another Rainmaker, but then a card hits a drop, drop kick and the aforementioned Money Clip comes into play. Yeah. Um, Osprey Sprids split uh, gets out, but gets hit with a running tombstone, uh, spinning tombstone. Which, what does spinning actually add to a tombstone, really? Nothing. Just Absolutely cool. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's purely aesthetic. Um, so now it's like um, Osprey's kind of out of gas. Like, he's like, he's he's a bit done. He's, you know, like, he was just falling and fought, like, you know, trying to claw his way back up at Okada and just looked beat, right? Um, but uh, Okada starts hitting with, stri- uh, for, uh, like, lots of strikes, and Okada's basically taking complete control at this point. Um, he hits some short kicks, and then we hit to the 30-minute call, and then Osprey tries to fire up strikes, but Okada's basically no-selling sell- no him. Um, mm. he hits uh, some more strikes bait, just a slam uh, and then Okada went to the top rope but Osprey cuts him off and they start trading strikes again then Osprey hits a running boot yeah uh, and this is where we hit the Spanish fly uh, mm-hmm. which top rope one man Spanish fly beautiful fucking amazing no one does like, it better than Osprey no like and credit to Okada as well. He knew how to take that. Oh, that's a, yeah. two, that's a two-person move. That that's that's not a yeah. solo effort. Spanish fly is is that's both of them going. But yeah, it was they fantastic. So well together. Um, like... Oh god, they're 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 great opponents. They have such good chemistry. Chemistry. Um, then Okada blocks an cutter. Uh, Osprey escapes another money clip, um, and then he connects with an cutter. Uh, but Okada kicks out at two. So Osprey goes back to smash, just smashing him with strikes uh, from uh, basically from mounted, like uh, an MMA mount position. Um, and then some like short kicks to the face. Um, so much so that Red Shoes tries to intervene. And that's where Osprey kind of just throws Red Shoes down. Yeah. Um, God bless Red Shoes. He takes it more than any other referee. Marty Asami takes more punishment, I think, because everyone fucking twats Marty Asami. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, he deserves it the most. Um, but yeah, then Osprey hits uh, like a fucking uh, brutal strike to like the brain stem <laughs> um, and starts to tease the hidden blade, but gets caught with another drop kick. Uh, then. Osprey ducks a spinning rainmaker to uh, go up top. Okada catches Osprey, Osprey coming off the top with that drop kick out of midair, which was fucking fantastic. Yeah, such great timing. Oh. then another money clip, uh, which Osprey escapes. A tombstone, and then a rainmaker for a near fall at the thirty-five minute call. Um, Okada blocks a stormbreaker. Uh, hits a, a fucking sit-out tombstone, uh, and then media follows with the, fine, uh, the an actual fucking rainmaker for the pin. <laughs> Although they didn't do the fucking camera pan. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that mean, does that mean it wasn't a real rainmaker? Yes, <laughs> I'd say it was a real rainmaker because he did the full ripcord. But yeah. you've like you stopped. Like, you've... Sorry, it's because Kazu keeps distracting uh, me. <laughs> just, it was just like sliding further and further away in the room eventually I'm just going to disappear <laughs> following the kitten uh, so yeah that was a I think a fantastic match like 
obviously, I, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go in terms of the booking. Um, I was. I, I, I had a feeling that like Okada was definitely going to get his wing back I, after I, his loss. I, yeah, I mean, I kind of did as well, but I was like, because they're, they're obviously going to, they've got big, big plans for Will. There's no denying yeah. that. They're going to build oh, yeah. this company around, like he's going to be a focal point of the company for uh, for their next kind of booking, like, yeah. uh, like big story I thing. Just, I love Heel Osprey. It's great. <laughs> he's just this weird Tory boy who, like, he mm-hmm. looks like he could be Jacob Rees-Mogg's son. <laughs> he does look like Tory boy from <laughs> Harry Enfield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, like, the, I didn't, Going into the match, I didn't really have an opinion on who I wanted to win, but the longer the match went on, the more I felt I do want Will to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm super biased. I always want I know, Will like, to win. I know, like, he's your total, total fave. He's not, like, I like him, but I'm not, like, all aboard the Will train the way you, you are. You hate the noises. I do hate the noises. He you, makes a lot of uh, horrible noises. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's he was very my wrestler of the year last year, though. Mm. I he's, think he's he, great. he just... He's great. But, like, you love for Will is, like, bordering on obsessive. Um, it's not that bad. Uh, after, the <laughs> after the 2019 Best of the Super Juniors final with Shin Gogi, I totally understand because <laughs> yeah. that was the match of the year that year. Oh, yeah. I but, mean, yeah. for me... The the thing when I like when I first started watching New Japan, um, uh, when I first saw Will, um, like I was just like I was encapsulated just by his what he could do and the his poise and balance is incredible. Um, like you know, in terms of fluid motion, it's just yeah. I it, like and I think the big turning point for me was, and I know it's a controversial match was with the, him and Ricochet. Which was I know. It's, oh, uh, 2016 best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. fucking love that match. It's yeah. fucking incredible. Like, it, and I know it's not everyone's taste in wrestling, um, but in terms of just po- literal poetry in motion, fuck me. Hmm. Um, to be honest, he's what got me back into wrestling. Like when I first, when me and Tiga first started dating, uh, this was like three and a half years ago where we were first like properly hanging out again and you you got me back interested because I used to watch it when I was a teenager Will Ospreay the the Ospreay girl matches were what got me back into wrestling uh, like as a 20 something year old because they're just amazing Ospreay is just amazing so uh, main event main event main event main event Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Intercontinental to... Championship. And Intercontinental Championship. Double. Fantastic people working together, oh, honestly. Yeah. They, every like, time these they, two haven't had a bad match. Like Every time they work together, it's... it's, it's Amazing. So, it it, amazing. It's, it's fucking incredible and it's mm. terrifying at the same time. I, I think I told you that I wrote a a translation of an interview with Ibushi where they were asking me about like the the level of of danger in their matches and like you know should you really be having this kind of match and his answer was I wouldn't have this kind of match with anybody else but we can do this together and it's what we love to do and like that kind of gives you a different or an, an extra appreciation for what they're going out there and doing definitely yeah I would agree 
Yeah. I would wholeheartedly like, agree. Does anybody else think that it was a weird omen that the commentators announced that there was a doctor at ringside? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I found mean, it reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, only th- my only thought when they said that was like, was like, well, as long as it's not the AEW doctor, I think we'll be all right. What's that? What's that? You just your head open on concrete and we're unconscious for 45 seconds. You're fine. Go climb that scaffold, He's mate. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to kill him off. <laughs> but yeah, this was um, like, I mean, obviously it was a fucking fantastic match. There was no way it was not going to be a fantastic match. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously uh, skipping to the end, uh, we'll go back. I'll go back and talk about the details, but I really want to talk about this. Um, obviously, so Ibushi wins, but the thing that I loved and really fucking got me got me emo, emo was uh fucking naito handing the belts to ibushi that was Roman. a great mm. yeah it yeah. was a really really good moment it's like it the really full was. confirmed baby face naito but it's still <laughs> gonna act like a heel all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yes very 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 good match great match um safer than their previous matches by a significant margin i would have thought I yeah, thought. I mean, there was still a lot of um, fuck next work oh, going completely. on. completely. <laughs> and there was that, uh, that, when they got out into the floor, they the, they did a few counters and then Naito hit that belly-to-belly suplex on the ramp. Yeah. Which, yeah, uh, yeah Ibushi, oh. like, Ibushi, like, basically on his head on the edge mm. of the ramp. Um like that is your like every Wrestle Kingdom there is like a token ramp spot. We missed the one in Hiro- we've got to mention the one in Hiromu's match where he was going to do the big run up, but uh, because the light up ramp couldn't see the guy uh, that uh, ELP had got up. Oh, was that in night two? Yeah, no, no, that- no, that was night one. That was night yeah, two. Was, that was, night- was it night two? Are you sure? No, it was night one. Yeah, because yeah. he went for it, and I said, "Was that a botch?" <laughs> um, then, so yeah. Uh, they get back into the Bush makes it back into uh the ring at a count of 15. Uh mm-hmm. Naito uses head scissors, um, and then he, the elbows they were really selling the elbow, the short elbows that he's been using to set up the Destino throughout this match, like really, yeah. really putting that over as like you know, a very vicious part of his a new vicious part of his offense. Um, and obviously, I like they need to talk about it more, but Naito wrestled the last like year and a half basically blind. Yeah, like the eye injury. Yeah, like he he basically couldn't see for uh, like, and everyone's like, "Oh, Naito's lost it. He can't work anymore." I'm like, motherfucker's blind. <laughs> and then like, you think again about some of the, like the kind of matches he was having while he was half blind. <laughs> Just like, okay, this guy's really good. Um, yeah, he's fucking phenomenal. Uh, definitely like my second fave. Like he, oh, so emotional when he won the title like, the year before. Um, yeah. So yeah, Naito is doing uh, elbows. Uh, falls up with the. Um, oh wait, before that, uh, Ibushi uh, fought out of a DDT and hit the jumping mid kick and standing mood and salt and got a near fall. And that's about the ten minute call. Um, then Naito hits another really brutal elbow. Um, and then follows that up with uh, the combination cabron, uh, which is, as noted, was named by Rocky, apparently. Didn't know that? Yeah, they mentioned it on Comrade Jupiter. He named that, that uh, the combination cabron. Um, so then Ibushi cuts Naito off uh, with a lariat on the apron. Um, and Naito goes down to the floor and Ibushi goes out after him. 
Mm. Naito hits the net breaker on the floor, uh, another net breaker uh, off the apron to the floor, which Oof. that was fuck next. Fuck time. next. <laughs> fuck next. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck next. Oh, that that just so... made me cringe. I was just like, oh, poor Kota Ibushi's neck, honestly. And I swear Kota Ibushi thinks that there's a demon in his neck that can only be exercised by taking <laughs> neck pumps. <laughs> like, this time I'll do it. <laughs> That's the demon that comes out of him. <laughs> it's in his neck. Um, then, back inside, Naito goes to the crucifix. Uh, Use the crucifix. Uh, Ibushi forced the rope break. Ibushi um, comes back with a flying forearm and a German. Um Suplex that is just not a German. He didn't bring a German into <laughs> Throws a German at him. Um, him, Walter. Oh no, he's, <laughs> he's Austrian. Austrian. Austrian yeah. <laughs> um, there, Naito no sells a German, uh, but immediately gets hit with a double stomp. Uh, then we're kind of around the fifteen minute mark. Um, Ibushi got, uh, hit a power slam, but misses the moon salt. Then Naito uh, applies the uh, Pluma Blanca. Um, but Bushi makes it to the ropes again. Naito then again with the elbows to the neck, those short, fucking brutal looking elbows to try and set up for the Destino. Uh, and then he goes for a Gloria uh, and gets a near fall off that. Mm-hmm. Um, then Naito goes for the top rope Frankensteiner, uh, but Bushi slides out and does a uh, backflip kick. Uh, sending him off the uh, a, uh, basically off the corner to uh, love that spot <laughs> um, to the good. mat and rolling to the apron yeah like that was beautifully executed just I, I do it's love it when he precision on that it was amazing I do love it when he hits the like, I think he's got such a great Frankensteiner he can just whip mm. it out out of nowhere it's crazy to think that Scott Steiner created that move. <laughs> it's it not really when, is, you, when you, think about when you it, actually like, see a young Scott Steiner do it, though. It's yeah. not crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah when like, you see pop a pump, you're like, really? Yeah, yeah, but like, I'm in the mindset that like new generation Scott Steiner was the best Scott Steiner. Um, I've I've seen very little of the Steiner's work in Japan, but. It's great. Like, there, like just well, the athleticism that he had in like the early nineties was fucking amazing. Even yeah. though, like back in the NWA days and things, he was like fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they go to fight on the ropes. Naito, Naito hits a the that's when he hits that fucking reverse Frankenstein off the uh, off the oh, top the rope. Poison Rana. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Lord. Oddly enough. Like from looking at it, a poison runner off the top rope is actually safer yes, looking time to than get... a regular standing poison runner. Yeah, because you get more time to rotate yeah. around rather than when Kenny does it. It's just like ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just like Rick James in the in the Chappelle show, like fuck your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they go back to uh, a few trades. Ibushi blocks an attempt to, uh, with a couple of high kicks. Um, oh, yeah, because Naito goes to the Destino and Ibushi blocks it with a couple of high kicks. Then Ibushi tees the Kamagoye, uh, but Naito uh, avoids it and hits the Destino. But Ibushi kicked out, which was like... Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as he kicked out that Destino, I was like, yeah, he's definitely winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> then Naito goes for the second... Destino, but Ibushi blocked with the bastard driver. Uh, then mm. uh, they did another double down for the 25-minute call. 
Um, they go back to trading series of strikes. Naito used the rolling capo kick, um, and Ibushi answers with a lariat and the last ride. Although he didn't get him all the way up for that last no. ride. No. no that, it looked like a bit of a struggle. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could tell, like, they were starting to, like, feel tired at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not surprised, though. Um, no, no. Then... Uh, Ibushi maintained wrist control after hitting the last ride and hits a Kamagoye, but Naito kicks out at two, which was surprising. I genuinely yeah. thought that was the finish. Um, Ibushi misses the Phoenix Flash. Naito hits a second. He ate, he ate shit on that <laughs> oh, Phoenix Flash. Didn't like, he just? My God, just like his face bouncing off the mat and just like, oh. That was, just, that, was the, that was the fail video of the guy fucking belly flopping into a pool, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ibushi belly flopping and fucking Phoenix Flash. It looked oh, <laughs> so fucking gnarly. Um, oh. So after the Miss Phoenix, the Naito hits the second Destino, but Ibushi kicks out again. And that's like, okay, yeah, he's definitely winning. Uh, no one kicks out of two Destinos. He mm. slid, slides out of another Destino attempt. Mid-kick, second Kamagoye. Naito kicks out again. 30-minute call. Then Naito, uh, sorry, Ibushi pulls down the pulls down the knee pad. Uh, yeah, Naito hit uh, attempts in an Inseguri and in a uh, Valentia. Uh, went uh, no, he hit the Inseguri and in the Valentia sorry, and then goes for another Destino. No, Ibushi slightly slips out again, does a fucking sick ass jumping knee strike, um, and then hits the the third Kamagoye and wins the double title. Fucking yeah. hell of a match. <laughs> really, what a fucking match. Yeah. Like, oh. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, like, if this was the only match to happen over those two days, I would have said that was match of the year, but we'll get to that when we come to night two. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it, I, I mean, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. I th- I actually think that as uh, Tokyo Domain events go, I think the previous year of Naito Okada was better. I think it was better purely because of the emotion of Naito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because definitely. That and the story that went behind it. Yeah, that was Naito's moment after basically seven two years. years yeah. Basically, well, after seven years, yeah. but mainly the last two years are basically just teasing. I mean, he did have a heavyweight championship run beforehand, but that That's only I mean. lasted basically, two months. Point, and it was a dirty win. And it's been that. Like it's been this, that tale from that point on when mm, the crowd rejected yeah. him at Wrestle Kingdom. He went to. Um, CMLL, Mexico, and, and, yeah, but yeah, that it was such a culmination. Um, that was his redemption story, and I think that's probably why it was my favorite match of yeah, last year. Yeah, uh, my favorite match of last year was actually Will Hiromu from the <laughs> from the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, that was yeah, brilliant. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, my bias. Yeah, I, I, I wear my bias openly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that, but like with Naito, the chase is so investable i think what yeah i think what the problem with uh, the problem for naito was that he got a the covid run and b the matches with evil were ter- like borderline bad mm. i thought i the, the match they had stuff, a power, the match they had a power struggle was better than the better than the previous two i thought the one at jingu stadium yeah. 
for Dominion was okay and I thought it was the best of their series. But I, I, I like I hate Dick Togo. I think the interference oh. stuff is too much. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's disappointing we'll, because we'll get to yeah. that when we come tonight too, my feeling. <laughs> yeah, Dick Togo. I hate Dick Togo. <laughs> Evil is a really good big hoss power wrestler and they've taken all that away from him. And now mm. instead of him being a big powerful wrestler who can win on his own merit, he's a guy who needs constant interference to get anywhere. And I know like they've tried to put it over that like, oh, he's figured out that he can win by taking the easy routes and he'd rather do that. But as a fan of evil, it's disappointing to watch yeah. a match like that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we end with Kota Ibushi winning the title, um, the top two titles. The first time he's won the top title in New Japan. Um, it, like, it's such an emotional story as well. Just Kota Ibushi's actual story of wrestling. So it was really, really cool. And then we get Jay White come out and cut <laughs> such badass promo. Yeah. I loved Ibushi's facials during Jay White's promo because he just looked like he... He just looked like he was so sick of Jay White yeah. shit. Yeah. Just like, dude, will you shut mm-hmm. the fuck up? I mean, going into yeah. this match, he's zero for what, six against Jay Going into the match, he's basically Jay White always gets the upper hand. So that's kind of the story yeah. uh, of this. He was going going into night two, he was one and three against Jay White. Thank you. Okay. Um, so he's, um, so that's, this is the story. Jay White is always, what he says comes true, you know, and he's always finds a way to just get one up on Ibushi, not through yeah. honourable means by any means, uh, but Ibushi just seems perplexed by JY and can't find the answer, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, uh, basically, have you noticed that JY's always saying his destino now? Yeah, yeah. I said that. Yeah, I was like, I, I said about he's saying Destino, and I'm wondering if that's a hint towards something. I, maybe they're going I into his, um, jumping ahead, but his post match promo from night two as well. He also talked about like, yeah him becoming God. He used both their kind of Naito and Ibushi's mm. taglines. You want to call them? He does crazy very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Very. Uh, he, he gives you proper like Charles Manson vibe. The Oscar goes to. That was exactly my thought on that one. Yeah. But so yeah, we finished with the we finished with the promo and then just the 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 celebration and the uh like typical winner promo that happens at the end of every major event. Yeah. Um, and then we head, then we'll be go heading into night two. Before we do that, we're going to take another quick break because this is actually probably going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Um, so <laughs> it, was a, it was a long two days. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break now, and we'll be back after that. I'm probably just going to insert some music in for you, and maybe do the advert again. Maybe don't know. Uh, it'll just and see how the advert comes out when I record it. But yeah, we'll be back shortly.
and we're back. Um, look behind the scenes. Uh, it's been a week. <laughs> that <was> long break. <laughs> it was getting really late when we were recording, and this is on track to be probably one of our longest episodes ever. So uh, we decided to reconvene for a week. So. Uh, that's why if, if it, it probably won't feel disjointed now, she's just not said anything. Yeah, now everyone's going to be looking for the, the point well, where we stop. I don't know. I, I probably sound more tired mm-hmm. than I was on Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably sound a bit more frantic because I've literally just finished work and it's mm-hmm. been a day. So, oh, but we were coming up to Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. We'd got managed to get, well, managed, I say managed, we'd worked our way through the first one. Um, so coming out of that, we've got... Kota Ibushi is the new double champ, IWGP, um, and it's continental. We've got Hiromu as the um, challenger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We've got um, who was going into what were the other matches on the card? Um, uh, God, new tag champs. God, even new tag champs. Yep. Kenta um, retained his briefcase. Yep. Um, Ace I, made Great Okan look really good. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. And he he Okada, sold for him. And, and Okada beat Tory Boy. Yes, he did. Um, so going into night two, I believe the dark matches from um, from uh, Stardom were on night two, which we'll never get to see because they're yeah. never going to be aired or recorded. Yeah, that's a real shame. No. Apparently they were very I, good matches. Yeah, kind of weird now that Bushi Road owns... Well, it's because of the TV Stardom. stations they're with. So um, I think New Japan's on TV Asai and Stardom's yeah. on... I can't remember the name of the one Stardom's on, but it's but, a different one. and So, there's so a... they're not allowed to have their yeah. recording equipment there. So, um, Is it the channel that All Japan used to have their weekly TV show on? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'd have to double check. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, it basically, it's nothing to do with Bushi Road or New Japan or Stardom. It's purely down to the TV licensing deals that they can't record it or broadcast it on anything. That's a shame. Which is a shame they can't record it and then give the recordings to Stardom World to put up on Stardom. Uh, like to, you yeah. know, because they, they, yeah. they're obviously capturing the footage, right? So they can they could just take that footage, give it to Stardom, and go, there you go, upload that on Stardom World. Like, surely that doesn't break anyone's fucking licensing deals. But, oh, well. oh well, who knows? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to get into that kind of litigation. <laughs> um, so there were those matches, uh, which was Utami uh, Hayasha, uh, uh, Hayashi Hayashita versus uh, so oh, and Saya uh, Kamitani versus oh and Daisy, I'm sorry, um, versus uh, Micah uh, Himika and uh, Natsupoi. Then we had. Uh, Julia, uh, Julia, and uh, Surya uh, against Mayu Itawa, Iwatani and Tam uh, Nakano. Uh, from the report, that's a big upset because uh, Julia and uh, Siru, uh, Siru uh, uh, fucking words. You're better at Japanese than this. I know I am. I yeah, know you're I am. the one who speaks <laughs> Japanese out of the four of us. I know. Um, it's because it's literally just because frantic from finishing work and then had to go yeah, yeah, over yeah. to my friend's <laughs> house to get all those papers and just running around. So I'm mm-hmm. all, I'll, I'll yeah, calm down I as I get into I the get group. It. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so basically, uh, Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nak- Na- uh, Nakano lost to uh, Julia and Siri. Uh, Siri. Julia and her partner. Yeah. The, yeah. Siri. 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 <laughs> Fucking Siri. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I mean, obviously we haven't seen the matches and we've not followed stardom very closely 
for a couple of years, I guess. No, but, but um, Mayu Iwatani is basically the MVP of Stardom. She is, but they and Tamna, are uh, really big on, on Julia. Yeah, that's you know, true. She's, she's one of the people who, since Bushy Road came in, they have really built up and focused on from what I've read. So I don't think it's that big a surprise if mm-hmm. you think of it in terms of what, where they want to go yeah, and how they want to present Stardom. You know, mm-hmm. Julia's... She's got a look, you know? Yeah, she does. She does. Um, so then we go into the match that I don't think anyone gave a shit about. The King I kind of gave a I gave a little <laughs> bit of a shit. Okay. I gave a little bit of a shit just because my boy was in it. Oh, mm-hmm. bubble butt. My yep. bubble butt boy. <laughs> Gotta love bubble butt. So we're talking about the KOPW King of Pro Wrestling 2021 championship match, which was Toriano, Bad Luck Farley, Bushi, and Bubble Butt. Because um, that's the only name people will refer to as from now on. That's <laughs> what I refer to him as all the time. Like, I talk to him on his streams and I just go, hey, bubble butt, and he responds to that. Now. I mean, if he responds, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, going into this, it's Yano and it's going to be a comedy match and you know i i like i said before i'm i am actually a big fan of yano's comedy matches mostly um i do sometimes get a little bit tired of some like the like if the ref sees him tying up someone with tape that is a dq i am sorry yeah. that's a fucking dq <laughs> <laughs> that, that that level of kind of like immersion that's immersion breaking it's one comedy. of those occasions where you know sometimes in, in the high stakes of the championship matches they're like oh the ref is going to be lenient because we need a definitive finish i don't think you can apply that rule in to the king of pro wrestling <laughs> i think when yano's involved in pretty much any match the ref is just there to observe and and if yano doesn't doesn't do something stupid, then the ref would be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Mm. I do, you know, that, well, I think where's your duct tape? Yeah, yeah. I, I do love how, um, like Kevin Kelly and that address it on commentary because they're always like, oh, "I don't know, my feed cut out, my feed cut out." I didn't see what happened. Like every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only notes that we put down for this was silly bollocks and heel tag team logic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there was this one spot in the match that did actually make me laugh, and that was the typical spot in any multi-man match when two members of the same team uh, are in it, and one will instinctively go for a cover, and the other one will break up the pin and go like, what are you doing? And the same thing happened here with Farley and Chase. Yeah. And Farley <laughs> just said to Chase, hey, you win, you win. I win, we win. That's a brilliant heel tag team logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Bushi wrestled. You know, Bushi's competent. He's, I, like, I think he's... Mm. He, he's I forgot good... it was Bushi. I was like, who, the, who, who was the fourth person in this I match? I just said it like a minute. No, but that's what reminded I, I was... Like, oh yeah, it was Bushi. But before you said it, I was like racking my brain to figure out who the fourth person in the match was. Sorry, you can hear cats scampering around in the background. You're probably going to hear some fighting cats because it's around just after dinner time. I'm so here for cats. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Bushi was, Bushi's good. You know, Bushi's always a safe pair of hands. Like, um, he can, he can help put a little bit more athleticism into a match. Oh, hang on. Uh, Pause. Sorry about that. Package at the door. Um, anyway, as we were saying, yes, Bushi safe pair of hands. Um, uh, all in all, you know, that match was never going to... I don't think it was ever designed to set the world on fire. Um, everyone in there... Is, well, I mean, everyone in there is, like, you know, competent. Um, they're just not always the most exciting bunch to watch. Um, but it served a purpose, and mm. as predicted, uh, Yano wins. 
Lol. Yeah, I th- <laughs> think this was probably the safest match of the whole weekend to call. Mm. Yeah, definitely, I think. I mean, I I was pretty confident Hiromu was going over on the first night. Um, I wasn't yeah. so sure about the second night, though. Um, but then no, I just... I, thought, I, can't, I think we talked about it, like, night two was going to be your happy ending night, yeah. right? Like, just given the world circumstances, there wasn't going to be any harm in having a night that left everybody just happy and upbeat and I yeah definitely think it did especially after that main event which i'm probably we'll probably talk for ad nause- talk about ad nauseum um <laughs> so after the uh the the kopw match it was the junior heavyweight tag uh with um desperado and canamaro mm. uh against taguchi and uh, uh, May I have the floor for five minutes? <laughs> yes, please, please. I, I, I'm open to hearing things about I Wato. forgot Master who Wato was. <laughs> the absolute state of this fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew the minute this gimmick premiered at, during the New Japan Cup, I thought, this is dead on arrival. I pity the poor fucker coming back from excursion who had this. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Master Watto turns up like a fucking neon blue Ip Man. That's like, the best so description what? I've heard. <laughs> so he spends three years in Mexico and all of a sudden he's a grandmaster of Kung Fu. How is that related to wrestling in any fucking way? Or Mexico. Is, yeah. <laughs> or Mexico. What is his fucking character? What is the fucking point of him? I mean, fair enough. Guy's pretty credible in the ring he can work has a nice corkscrew tope oh yeah he's a little botchy and that is and that is it he's getting better though he's not as botchy as he was but it, it's just a it's a weird thing I almost feel like it, it, this is a gimmick you give to someone you don't like very much I don't know how much say the young lions get in their personas when they come back like is this something that he is into or is it something that's been assigned to him um, from what I've gathered with past interviews with I definitely remember remember hearing in an interview with Jay White, he said the gimmick was chosen for him. Mm. Yeah. So somebody at New Japan really does not like Watto. But yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and this has is not what you do for a run. All with the- this absolute bullshit. <laughs> like every time he comes out with Tenzan, Tenzan's mullet is the most charismatic <laughs> pairing in that. Ten- and Tenzan's ankles are more interesting. <laughs> Just those fused ankles. Like I, I'm always fascinated by how Tenzan can move with fused ankles. Mm-hmm. Like it's beyond me. Yeah. He only like he only stopped doing the moonsault, what, like a year ago? Yeah, mm. something like that. It's mm. it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. But yes, I completely agree. The gimmick for Watto is I don't even know what it is. I yeah, I don't get it. It's like I I'm a candy raver, kung fu man, and I like my hair blue. I don't mind the blue hair. Like, I think the, the look is, like, it's no worse than when Show and You came back and it was all, like, platinum and and they looked like a pair of chavs. The difference being is Show and You had charisma yeah. and I don't think Watto has any. And also, no. why shorten his name to Watto? Mm. Kawato is a great name. It's a name. much better name than Watto. Watto sounds like... Is It sounds like a comedy name. Master Watto is a comedy name. What it sounds yeah. like is the... It sounds like this mess that a Ren and Stimpy character would leave behind them 
It's like, oh, Ren's done a watto on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just it really does. Yeah. I feel like there's there's a cap on how far you can go with that gimmick. Yes. And I, I don't know if it's just I, because I'm underestimating what Japanese fans might like. I, I do I'm like even, We've already spoken about bad gimmicks within New Japan and, and Great Okan and Tai Chi both having gimmicks that as a Western audience, I kind of don't get it. Mm. They, sh- um, they should form a Wato faction. Might be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wato might be the same, you know, yeah. it might be that we just don't get it as a Westernized audience. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, it, it it means that they've lost their Westernized audience <laughs> with it. Yeah. Like, and if they, if they I want him to be, if they want him to, to mean anything in the junior division, yeah, it, it like I say, it feels like there's a cap in place already. Uh, yeah, I like. I think I think we're like. To be honest, they've got such a good crop of young lions right now that they can afford to have a few. Like, because the thing is, you need a mid card, right? You need a mid card, and if you're positioning this yeah. guy to be a mid card, a mid card junior heavyweight, then fine. That's that's absolutely fine. The gimmick's fine for a mid card. It's never going to be a like championship gimmick right maybe a trios championship because they obviously don't give a fuck about those belts um but i think like um as long as like if you look at the young lines they've got now like yu yu Uemura, um looking uh like the suji Suji, like even the guys coming out the la dojo like gabe kid and um Carl, Clark, Connors, Clark Connors is a future mm-hmm. main event. Oh, God, yeah. absolutely. And the ones who are on excursion at the moment, like Ren Narita. Narita and Shooter. Mm. Like, yeah. And if, if Shooter, Shota Umino uh, does not come back with the Shooter gimmick from Moxley, they've missed something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the match itself um, was solid. I think, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was an undercard match. match. There was nothing. Despi's always good. Kanemaru's always good. I really enjoy Kanemaru. Oh, yeah. Um, You can, like, they've recently called, they call him the heel master. Just, just absolutely textbook, perfect heel work. Like, everything from, like, the Satoshi bottle to just not shutting the guy while the ref's eyes sight is just, like, slightly to the left. Like, so good. Oh, yeah. And, and as far as like most improved over the past year, I'd say Desperado. Despy, when he came back from injury, really came back with a bit of a fire lit, lit under him. I think he was mm. like he really, um, he really, yeah, definitely turned it up a notch. And I've always been a bit of a fan of Despy because I, I, I really like his look. Um, I really like that kind of like I love his yeah. mask. I think it's one of my favorite lucha masks. Um, He's very memorable in the ring as well. I mm. do like. I remember my early days of watching New Japan. I really liked watching him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's always been like a low key fave. Mm. Like I'm always pleased when there's a Despy match on the card. Yeah, it, he's he's a good, you know, solid kind of mid carder, I suppose. I mean, I, I would say kind of upper mid card because you know he's yeah. he's definitely credible as a tag champ, and I definitely think he's yeah. a credible contender for the junior heavyweight as well. Like I can't yeah. see him necessarily getting the win. No, but-, but he's a guy you can slot in to the main event if you need to. But Completely. you know, he's 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 fine in the mid card as well yeah he's a good all-rounder i think um so yeah the match was really good as you say you know it was full of great heel work by uh despian especially kanamaro um but you know despite all our earlier criticisms of watto he did you know he's 
he's starting to get a bit more fluid in the ring and there were some nice spots here and there. Um, Apart from that bot 619. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up <laughs> with the exception of a fucking horrifically bad bot 619. Um, I actually don't even know what the hell went wrong with that, to be honest. Like, how do you fuck up a 619? I don't you know, it's, the, it's the easiest out of all Lucha moves. <laughs> has to be. I suppose maybe just an arm drag but if you're off by just like a millimeter though you're gonna snag the ropes or something I, I don't even even Rey Mysterio fucks up the 619 no, sometimes the last one that Rey Mysterio fucked up wasn't his fault it was because MVP stood up and started walking away as he was, he was like in the ropes and Rey runs and then MVP just stands up and starts walking away no, then I'm remember, done I'm out then just remembers and goes oh shit <laughs> it's so funny but yeah um, overall pretty good uh, pretty solid match um which ends with uh, Despi hitting the Pinche Loco um, and pinning Taguchi. Actually, Taguchi is another guy who, for a mid-card guy, like, there's two Taguchis. There's comedy Taguchi and then there's Taguchi that shows up and actually wants to wrestle once in a blue moon and he's really, really yeah. good when he does. He is. Very, very good. Like, he always puts on an entertaining performance in Best of Super Juniors. Like, he'll always have, like, one really standout match. Yeah. Quite um, often with Rocky as well. Yeah, uh, he's he's pretty much been a staple of the junior tag division since Apollo fifty five with Prince Devitt. Yeah, and and then later on with Ricochet, and now this is his fucking tag team partner. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's like oh, oh, we put him with Taguchi. He'll get him over. Look at the pass record. <laughs> it's like, mate, you might be expecting to watch now. <laughs> um, and then. <sighs> After that match, we're getting into the big heavy hitters and we're coming on to one of... What... Um, before we carry on, yes. I just want to point point out, this is the first time in six years that the junior titles have been retained at the Tokyo Dome. Yes. <laughs> this is how little they have faith in Master Wato. <laughs> New Japan's tag scene, it's messy though. Yeah. Like, it's it's neglected on, on all fronts, like I think heavyweight, junior, I three, do th- six man. I do think junior gets more love than heavyweight. I think they have more... They have a few more team options, I guess. Although with Show... Because Show and Yo like heavyweight now, aren't they? No, Yo's out with injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yo's out with injury. Well, Show's in Best of the Super Juniors, so I think he's still... I feel like he's probably a candidate to go up to heavyweight, though. I mean, look at him. Uh, I mean, yeah. Size of him. Like, he's there in 10 more kilos. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's already... He's kind of been in and out of the never scene, haven't you? Which is usually a sign that something else is happening. And Show has just got star written all over him like oh yeah out of the two of Rapungi 3k he's definitely the one who is mm-hmm. going to go on to have more most single success oh yeah I mean like his matches in the last best of the super juniors were fucking him and Shingo I love yeah, watching him so and Shingo good. wrestle yeah like that whole story leading into that best of super juniors with just like show being like laser focused on Shingo and just being like determined it was it was fantastic um actually that was like like I do miss, like, with Yo being out, because I do love Rapongi 3K as a tag team, so I do miss... I, I, I will be looking forward looking forward to Yo coming back. Um, yeah, they were pretty much the junior tag yeah. team division. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. like, just them and Suzuki Gun, and now... Whatever um, this wow. is. <laughs> so, yeah. so, given the current state, I hope Suzuki Gun holds those belts for fucking ever. Yes. <laughs> um, I, like, I will only ever... Like, I try to only ever now say, What the... got to put some stank on it yes um but right okay so 
if it wasn't for the main event, this would have been match of oh, the fucking the, weekend completely. This fucking match, hook it to my veins. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, so it was uh, for the Never Open Weight Championship, which is a the open is exactly what he says. Anyone from any weight division can cl- uh, challenge for it. But really, what it is is that I'm going to genuinely hit you really hard. Belt. Yeah, this is the, the stiff belt. Yeah, the stiff, not quite the shooter belt, but sort certainly the snug. Or mm-hmm. the, I think they should rename it the Ishii Championship. <laughs> yeah. Was it on commentary? Was it Kevin Kelly saying rename it the Banff? Championship? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Badass yeah. Badass yeah. I mean, UFC had the baddest, baddest motherfucker to that title in yeah. the BMF. So, yeah, I mean, that that is effectively what this is. This is guys going in there and going, do you know what? Let's destroy the fuck out of each mm-hmm. other. So they do. Yeah. And it's great. So Shingo Takagi is a big, big guy. And he came over from Dragon Gate. He was their world champion for fucking how long? Three years? Yeah. Okay. He's a longtime friend of Naito, uh, so he just came over, joined LIJ. Uh, they put him in the junior heavyweight because they thought people couldn't see. You <laughs> 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 pretty came out like, like in the junior... Was... <sighs> Someone's can we, lying to me. <laughs> like, can, 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 we, can we just get him to stand next to Zack Sabre Jr. and then you to explain that, please? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's now heavyweight and he was cha- challenging... Jeff Cobb, who is a big, big boy. Um, for Ooh, those of you, he's a big boy. Oh, isn't he just? For those of you that ever watched it, he played Matanza in Lucha Underground. Um, he was fantastic. Oh, really like, amazing. Like, come out this guy looking like looking like Jason X. Mm-hmm. It's just, just like, I'm just going to throw these 150 pound nothings everywhere. And you know what? I'm just going to do a standing shooting star press because I can. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they he looked like the guy, like the beefiest form of the guy from Splatterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that. he was. And he is. So like, just talking on Cobb for a little bit, he's he's an interesting one because obviously he's fucking incredible. But mm. he had, like in his new, like his first G1 run, he was really... It was underwhelming. Yes, very. I don't know if that's just the expectations were so high because everyone knows how good he is. And yeah. because he's got that, like, legit, you know, he's an Olympian. So people were really like. For Guam. It, and it's especially still an Olympian. You're never going to be an Olympian for Guam. Because <laughs> I'm not Guamish. Guamish? Yeah, but yeah, Guamish? I think the, um, the expectations were Guamish. so high that maybe that. I think I had a Guamish at a kebab shop one time. <laughs> I was in the bathroom for about 10 minutes earlier and that was a right Guam. <laughs> oh, that sounds really, that sounds really don't, bad. Yeah, don't, 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 I don't mean to show him Guam. Guam's probably a really great place. And he produced a hey, fine he produced wrestling. Jeff Cobb, exactly. exactly. And yeah. he had a, a really great G1 last year. Yes. He had some amazing matches. Um, yeah. And the match that he had in AEW with Mox was great. Mm-hmm. Um, for so, a TV match, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, it's a TV match, you know. Like, it's, it is what it is. But these two beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Like, I mean... They can take it, though. Like, yeah. God, if, they, if they didn't, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got exactly what you expected from this match, yeah. right? It's just two yeah. big guys leathering each other. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, to see them both working, it's... It was the... It's a spectacle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Belly to the belt. I mean, the, the, and it's, like, orgasming when he watches <laughs> <that too. laughs> 
he doesn't watch all the wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fair enough. Um, the belly to belly that fucking copped it outside on Shingo. My God. Like, to be it's just, oh. So they are huge guys. And Cobb just ragdolls him over, um, over top of him. And he just got like, oh my God, it was fucking incredible. Like, that- you could sim- you could simulate this match by closing your eyes and just slapping a bag of soil. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you were a kid and played with action figures and you just used to slam them together. Yeah. This yeah. is the rest of the equivalent. And this, see, the belly-to-belly that Cobb did is an except. That would be a fucking acceptable finishing move. A belly-to-belly, a bailey-to-belly is the worst finisher in history. I wouldn't say it's the worst finisher in the history. Name, me, name, name me a finisher worse than Bay, uh, the Bailey to Belly. <laughs> money. Um, <laughs> yeah, the money. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, name me a worse WWE finisher than than uh, the Bailey to Belly. You know what I hate the most out of all the WWE moves, and this is what I hate Brock Lesnar because the F five is shit. <laughs> It's shit. It's a shit move. It's not exciting. It's no, shit. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, no. I'm, I like the F5. I like, I like the F5. It's just oh, a big man just, hoofing guys around, right? It's, it's just over and over and over again, though. It's like, oh, another F5, and then another F5, and another. It, it's not interesting. That's, that's a Brock Lesnar like, match, Ken, though. <laughs> when Kenny hits his one winged angel, you're like, oh my God, you know, or you know, Rainmaker. It's, it's exciting. Whereas I think with Brock Lesnar, it's like, oh, okay. Cool. The thing is, a Brock Lesnar match is made up of precisely two moves, a German suplex yeah. and an F5. So exactly. you get yeah. what you said. I don't find it interesting. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of like the high flyers, the acrobats of, of the wrestling world. Brock Lesnar just doesn't do it for me. I think he's best in a match with small people. Yeah, with the right said, opponents. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like, him and AJ was mm. good. Him and Daniel Bryan was fucking fantastic. Because um, the match can work. Brock can work. Yeah, he completely. Can do amazing oh, he just doesn't most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it I, is like they, they're like, okay, you, you can use these moves as often as you want, but you can only have two. And well, that's, he's been paid yeah. a lot of money to um, do basically nothing. I, I mean, so I, why would he put more effort in? I respect his business acumen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> businessman. Um, those few times that you get comedy, Brock. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, like when he came out with the briefcase, that was just fucking mm. comedy gold. Yeah, well, in, the, in, the, in the rumble, yeah. when Keith Lee comes out, he's like, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, he is good. I'm not, I'm not like slamming Brock Lesnar entirely. It's just I don't think he puts in as much effort as oh. he is capable. I of. mean, why would you though? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. he's playing it smart, but and he knows that. It doesn't matter what happens because mm-hmm. he's a big guy and Vince loves him. Yep. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, yes. I thought of a move in WWE that I hate more than the Bailey to Belly. Do you remember the overdrive? Who's that? That was um, used to be MVP's finish and for a little time mm-hmm. Randy Orton's as well. It's placing the, it's grabbing the arm, placing the leg behind the neck and just doing sort of like a twisting driver that looks absolutely awful i mean I if don't you look remember it up it off the top of my head but i'll look it up afterwards because I, yeah. I it sounds fucking shit but yeah one of the worst looking finishing moves i've ever seen in actually, my life. actually there is a worse finishing move i can think of off the, top, the atomic leg drop <laughs> oh yeah that, that's yeah. fucking atrocious it's a different time though right yeah i guess i guess but still even I mean, then what made me stop watching wwe was mordecai 
So I think I'd already started watching by then. Yeah, I like I I think the invasion killed me off for a while. Like yeah. after the invasion yeah. killed me off for a while, and then I watched. We came back in like uh, what was it? Like two, just after Benoit. But I seem to remember. No, because I was watching when Benoit and Eddie died. I don't remember. Yeah, I was watching when. But yeah, we were, we, we came that. back for a bit during the eternal John Cena, Randy Orton, always mm. main eventing every pay per view ever set. Oh God, I was in full yeah. TNA. I was in full TNA mode at that point. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. We went to TNA. Yeah, so we were probably around 2010 watching. then, because we were definitely watching TNA when Hogan and Bischoff were there, and that was we 2010, were, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but we started watching TNA a couple of years before that, like mm. maybe. Two th- around two thousand. I don't know if we were together before that. Well, I was watching. I was watching TNA before that because mm-hmm. I was watching it with mine. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, big guys beating shit out yeah. of each other. Yeah, so beef, beef, <laughs> big beef, slapping beef, all the beef, slappy, slappy beef, beef. <laughs> so um, yes, like I say, mentioned that with amazing belly uh, to belly on the outside, um, and then Shingo, um, yeah. We get back in Cobb tries a headlock she goes use the rogues to hit a uh, fucking gnarly black uh, black suplex back suplex yeah even I'm not going to touch that one <laughs> no, I don't think anyone is after last week um <laughs> So yeah, fought on the apron. Shingo teased a DVD. Um, then Cobb blocked uh, and teased a razor's edge off the apron to the floor, which I'm kind of glad they didn't do. Yeah. But the, the, the part of me really wants to have seen it as well. But <laughs> um, uh, Shingo then escapes and hits a top uh, tope con hilo. Um, then back in the ring, did she- not expect that. <laughs> Man can fly. Man can fly. Didn't yeah, see never seen that. Never seen that from Shingo before. Just, just generally shocked and popped when, yeah, when he did it. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, oh my god, moment. Who's the, the other big guy that did a fucking diving move recently? Don't know. They all do it now. I know so. there was someone else that we were watching that was like, you never see him do. Oh no, I'm thinking of Okada um, doing yeah. the dive. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was surprising as well, but not as surprising as this because this is like a fucking seven foot grizzly bear doing a top acon hero, you know? <laughs> um, so. Uh, what was I? The, yeah, Tope. Uh, then back in the ring, Shingo, um, another DDT, um, and then he makes his elbow drops look fucking fantastic. Like an elbow drop mm. is one of the most basic wrestling moves, but his are fucking great. They like, he just, I don't know what it is about the way he does them. They're crisp, they look gnarly, and he just looks like he fucking means it. <laughs> I think the key to probably making an elbow drop look good is the way you position yourself as you're falling. Yeah. I think it's like he, he gets a good, good kind of like extension of the elbow it's and talks to, his little body a bit. to Kyrie uh, saying, Kyrie Hojo, when she does her, you know, her form as she's coming down is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't quite put your finger on why it looks so good, but you're just like, she looks great. She's so tiny that it just works, doesn't it, for mm. her? Like, yeah. In any position in the air. Completely amazing. Um, so then Cobb fought set Cobb, uh, uh, Cobb fought out of a Noshigami attempt and hit a spin cycle. Um, and then he got he hit with a leaping uppercut, which was fucking sick. Yeah, um, the height he got on that, it was fantastic. 
Um, then it was uh, a couple of gut wrench suplexes, which are always great by Cobb because he can just ma- like he can literally manhandle anyone. It's ridiculous. The guy's just got like like can you imagine a strength off between him and Mark Henry would be really interesting. Like prime Mark Henry, it would be mm. quite interesting because yeah. Um, then Shingo escapes a third uh, third suplex and comes back with a head scissors takeover, um, and then Cobb hit the black tiger bomb for a near fall. Um, and I, I'm underselling how fucking impactful all this shit is. Like everything they're doing, they are like leathering the fuck out of each other. All these spots are interspersed with them just beating the fuck out. I of think that the the advantage of the the crowds being silent in New Japan is oh, when yeah. they have matches like this, you can hear everything, and it really adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, it, and- it sounded at one point. I I think I have. Um, at one point, I know that I wasn't watching every part of this match, unfortunately, because I think I was getting messages from my mum or something. But all I could hear in the background was just like, smack, smack, yeah. smack. <laughs> <laughs> Like someone hitting a bunch of hams. Yeah. It really was like, like if you imagine like a really obese woman's thigh or man's thigh slapping together as they walk, <laughs> this is exactly what that noise was. Like, like a good butt clap. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. when you get a really wet fart and everything goes bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it's exactly that, but like it's two guys beating the shit out of each other. Um, <laughs> Which in wrestling, you know, wet farts happen. Oh, yes. And more. <laughs> yes. Um, On the subject, did anybody else notice how much Jeff Cobb's singlet was just hugging him during this match? Oh, my God, yeah. I was, I was going... Um, it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> he does look way better with the beard, though. I will say that. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He ro- he's rocking the beard right yeah. now. Um, he, he does look like a tightly packed sausage, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I mean, for the people out there who are like Cobb fans, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that that's right up their street. Mm-hmm. Tightly packed homicidal sausage. <laughs> 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 name my punk band. <laughs> um, the name of your sex tape. <laughs> Tiny packs Sex tape slash snuffle. <laughs> Funny thing is, that does actually sound like the title of a sex tape in Japan. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't realise you were Serbian. Oh my God. Okay, diverging again slightly, talking about like porn in Japan. Oh so when we were in a hotel room, um, let's see if I can find them on my phone. Uh, we were looking at the porn that was on the hotel room. Um, hotel room. Uh, TV. TV. Right insight into YouTube's love life. <laughs> Well, it was just like we knackered after the day and I'm like, what's on the TV? And like, oh my oh. God. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's the pay-per-view on the fucking, um, on the, uh, the hotel system, right? And the yeah. titles of some of them were like fucking hilarious. I can't remember how far... You're uh, thinking of the Janitor Man one, aren't you? No, there was like libido of Janitor Man. Oh, here we go. I found them. Housewife's titties on crowded bus. This is the okay. English translation. Guess your sister, mother, grandmother. <laughs> Libido explosion of janitor man. That's the one. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the one that broke me. <laughs> hypnotizing mommy volleyball team. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is too many crossovers. Libido explosion of janitor man needs to be Kenny Omega's finishing move. <laughs> 
Only, only when he's in the ring with Kota, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, yeah. That's his golden lovers finisher. <laughs> so, after the porn diversion. <laughs> so, after the the, uh, the Black Tiger bomb, uh, Cobb goes for tour of the islands, uh, which is blocked. And then Shally, uh, Shally? Shingo hits a Death Valley driver, is what we're trying to say. Um, and then he hits a Corner Larrier in a Superplex. Um, then a wheelbarrow superplex, and then they go back to just, I'm going to hit you really hard. Do you want to hit yeah. me really hard? Yeah, let's hit each other really hard for a while. Let's do that. Um, Lots of Pikachu spots in this match. Yeah, we call those the Pikachu spots. <laughs> okay. It's like the ending of Pokemon, the first movie, where the Pikachus are just mm. slapping each other. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean now. I didn't get the reference at first, but yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, after that, um, trading strikes, um, Shingo rolls out, uh, to the floor for a count, uh, count out tease, but makes it back in at 19 and Cobb follows out with a gonzo bomb, uh, for another near fall. Shingo comes back with a dragon screw, uh, and then hits the made in Japan for two count. Made in Japan! And um, uh, Last of the Dragon, very fucking similar, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. a slight difference of elevation, yeah. really. Like I, I think choose one or the other mm-hmm. as like have like have one as, like because having a finisher and a signature that are so similar is like just drop the Made in Japan and stick with the Noshigami as a signature, and then have the. That's my personal take on it, but I mean, I'm not going to criticize the guy. He's fucking amazing. I like, I, I know nothing. <laughs> you non-Olympian. Gromish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he hits the um, the main in Japan for a two count, two count, and then back to more fucking beating the ever-loving crap out of each other. Uh, then Cobb hits a German, actually hits the tour of the island, uh, but goes on to, uh, you know, sells his knee, giving out on the landing, so can't um, get the cover. Uh, Shingo gets his foot on the ropes uh, eventually in the, after Cobb makes the late cover. Um, Cobb then hooks both legs, but only gets a two count because obviously Shingo started to recover by that time. Uh, Cobb teases a tour of the islands off the top, ro- top rope. Again, kind of wanted to see it sadistic part of me just kind of wants to see it. <laughs> yeah. we all have those thoughts as wrestling fans it's like, it's like oh, yeah, I mean you, on, shouldn't, you, you really shouldn't but please fuck. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like please don't do that please don't do that but kind of do that this is why I love watching Will Ospreay and Hiromu and, well, and Kota because it's like fuck next like yeah. one of them is going to get a serious injury at some point um yeah, I mean, the, that was the last like big kind of injury in New Japan, mm. wasn't it? The, I feel like the shock is that there just haven't been more. Mm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it goes to show the professionalism of these people. They know how to take a bump. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, they take it hard. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, they are the best at what they do, like yeah. by a significant margin. Um, so yeah, Cobb teases that top rope uh, toward the island. Shingo slides, slides out, hits a power bomb, uh, and then tries for a pumping bomber, but Cobb blocks it with a lariat. Um, Cobb then hits a, a moonsault power slam, which was fucking <laughs> sick. Sick. <Yeah. laughs> 
Like, I don't quite understand the physics of what actually took place there. Like, gravity <laughs> is a thing. They need they, someone needs to inform them that, that gravity does actually exist, and I, they are subject I to those laws. Right, Jeff Cobb is part bumblebee. <laughs> he shouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> Scientists can't figure out how he does it, but he does <laughs> it. <laughs> he's kind of bumblebee shaped. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bumblebee. Okay, I think we've confirmed that then. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to yeah, see him. Someone at Jeff Cobb on Twitter. I'd love to <laughs> okay, see him. that's canon now. Jeff Cobb is a bee. Yeah. I'd love to see him cosplay as the bee guy from uh, Simpsons. <laughs> I'd love to hear him say, do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, quote that fucking movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Shingo hits the pumping bomber. Uh, Cobb doesn't go down. Shingo hits two more lariats and a headbutt and a jab and another headbutt and Cobb still doesn't go down. Shingo then hits another beautiful uh, belly to belly into uh, a double down um, and then Shingo's first up hits the bumping pumping bomber uh, followed by Last of the Dragon and gets the pin. I think there was no surprises there that that mm. um, Shingo was going to retain like Cobb's first outing, big outing at Wrestle Kingdom. It's, it was unlikely. I would have loved mm. to have seen it, especially for the Empire push. Mm. But, uh, but as a showcase of Cobb. Like, oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's like, you yeah. can't say Cobb came away from that looking defeated, right? Mm. No. Oh, no, no, no. That was a star-making turn right there, if there was ever one. It made yeah. him look very, very good. It showcased what he can really do, yeah. while also giving Shingo even more of the push that he, you know, is... He's on that upward trajectory, mm. let's be honest. If you want someone to have a good match, put them in with Shingo, right? It's just... Yeah. It's just yeah. a done deal, right? I don't think Shingo yeah. is capable of having bad matches. No, he's a great worker. And mm. he he's always just a solid worker as well. Like, I don't think... I can't recall that I've ever seen Shingo have a bad match in New Japan since he came there. No, no, no not at all. Not no. at all. No. I can't, I can't, like, what I've seen of his Dragon Gate stuff, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Dragon Gate match mm. either. And a lot no. of his New Japan matches have been really instant classics. You know, some of his matches with Will, some of his matches with Sho, and yeah, this one, I think. Final of Best of Super Juniors, my God. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. anything about him before he joined New Japan, and I was kind of a bit like, oh, who's this guy? Definitely mm. not a junior. But and then at the same time, I was like, he's actually really good and I'm enjoying every yeah. match he's in. Oh, yeah. I, like, I did I did wonder how he was going to slot into LIJ, like, in terms of aesthetically and that. And, but, and, but no, perfect, perfect. And yeah. he's the perfect kind of big guy replacement for Evil now as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, coming on to the next match, I'm going to have to let someone else take the lead on this because I actually fell asleep. You uh, did, didn't you? Yeah, I felt. I, 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 I was disrespecting Sonata. It wasn't that I wasn't engaged in the match. I was just fucking knackered, <laughs> like beyond. I've just been having like bad stretch of not sleeping well, so well. I mean, I can't be of much help because I was so distracted by Evil's stupid pink hair. <laughs> I love Evil's that, hair. Oh, uh, you know what though? It does not suit him I and really his character. Like I like the actual colour. It's nice. But not for evil. I've not for always the like, I've always liked evil with coloured hair because he's mm. always like he. I think just like big baby pink. pink. Nero. Yeah, I, I baby pink's one of my favourite colours. <laughs> but I will I will say who like he how he like I mean he's punching above his weight with uh, um. Not that I think think he is a bad-looking dude in any stretch. Uh, You put Evil in the suit and he looks fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. But, my God, how did he pull that one out of the bag? Like, Yeah. Maybe he's got a great personality. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I do appreciate that. Or a massive cock. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Yeah. 
I appreciated that Sonada sorted his stupid billy goat beard out, though. <laughs> I do hate Sonada's ring attire. Really? Yeah. I fucking hate that I think mask. I am a little biased on this, but I, I don't think Sonada can ever look bad. I've liked every iteration of Sonada's I, look, and I really appreciate that his entrance video focuses on his ass so much, and that's my fangirl moment. Out <laughs> hey, I'm not knocking Sonada, but that, that fucking jacket with the big, sto- big shouldery things and the mask... Yeah. I, I think much that's preferred the pirate look. <laughs> pirate look yeah. is great, yeah. It's very Final Fantasy villain, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is very Final Fantasy villain, and it is like they've come into their final forms, and it's like <laughs> Digimon, where it's not quite as good as you expected it to be. They've just added more shit to it. <laughs> and given evil baby pink hair. <laughs> it's supposed to be silver. I think it's not intentionally. I don't know if, it was, if it's just faded... Like was yeah. it a different colour to begin with and he just hasn't redone I, it? I can't remember. It, it, the yeah, because when he turned on Naito when he turned on Naito at the New Japan Cup finals the next night at Dominion, he had his head dyed silver because <laughs> he's in Bullet Club now, so he's obviously go with the changing code. his look. Over time that silver has faded into baby pink slash mm-hmm. lilac and it looks yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> The toner, I think because of lockdown, mm-hmm. he's not been able to get his hair done. And I think that, like, seriously, the ace needs to give everybody the number of his stylist. <laughs> See, I can't comment because I had I used to have a beard the same colour as Evil's hair. Yeah, but you're not a wrestler called Evil. <laughs> no, I'm a tattooed, baldy beard guy called Nero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like the biggest weeboo. Like, if I didn't know better, I would say you're probably gay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit. Yeah. Like a two-way. There are no such thing as straight men, just men who have not seen Kotaro Bushi. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> this is very true. So, so none of us paid attention to this match then. As, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> I did, because I actually I actually fucking love this match. Um, I, I, I need to a, go back and watch it because I've heard it's great. So yeah. it's on my to-do list. But James... Leaders on leaders in this one. Let me know what I missed. Because I saw the beginning 10 minutes and the last five. Okay. Um, uh, my notes aren't that detailed because I was just so entranced in the match, but... No, no. Obviously, they, they what, start what you, with Brock. Sorry. sorry. No, no, I was going to say, what, what you've got, what you can remember. I can fill in blanks yeah. with uh, with um, other, other people's notes that I've stolen as well. Um, yeah, they start out locking up and Sonata goes for the Paradise Lock very quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think anybody like sells the Paradise Lock quite like Evil because <laughs> he just looks like because he's, he's just looks more annoyed with himself than anything. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I've, I've been teaming with this guy how long? How did I mm-hmm. fall for this? <laughs> I'm always a fan of Rocky in the Paradise Lock. Like yeah. Rocky, Rocky's always fun with the Paradise Lock, but yes, like I, I would still wait for that bit. And yes, I completely agree. Evil's facials during that are fucking fantastic. And I will actually say this is probably like what I saw of it is one of like probably Evil's best match since splitting off the Bullet Club. I would agree. Yeah. I, li- mm. I like this a little bit better than his match with Naito at Power Struggle, mm-hmm. it's like which it I think was, was the best match that those guys had last year yeah yeah um i think this one just felt a little bit more personal because Obviously. they were tag partners yeah oh so, yeah. yeah i think uh, this is what has been building up to for a while now isn't it and this needed to be the best because it's what everyone wanted to see was like you know and i think it's 
vengeance. I think also it's the shift as well, trying to get Sonada up to that next level. Because you notice Sonada, obviously because he's challenging next to the belt, like Sonada on New Year's Dash was the last one out when LIJ came out. Naito came out in the middle of mm. the, the roll call, which is um, an interesting note from mm. Dash. Um, but yeah, I like on the, the, the older notes that I've got as well. I mean, I've got um, a lot, quite a, quite a spot-filled fest, actually. Um it was definitely heavy on spots. Um, Snyder's matches are usually a bit mm-hmm. more technical, usually a bit more um, paced, but this was very thick and fast, which I actually think, um, which I think the match probably benefited I, from. I think bit. I think so as well. I think sometimes Snyder could do with upping the pace and tempo of his matches just a hair, because like. I'm not saying he is like this, but sometimes in some Sonata matches, I'm like, I'm like shades of Randy Orton pace here, which like, and again, yeah. it's like, like it's taking that thing of being calculating and being cerebral to uh, the wrong degree. I think um, if he's with somebody who can match that pace, like mm. um, the match he had in the 2019 G1 with Zack Sabre Jr. was fucking oh, great. Yeah. He always because has good matches with Zack, mm. yeah, because Zack wrestles a very similar style. I think. Um, is all his matches with Okada have been great because Okada's all about that pacing. But especially knowing... But anyone else, he just doesn't really... He, he can have great matches with... A, good to great matches with other people, but just not like the next level. Yeah. Yeah, come on, let's go match. Yeah. But um, we know what he can do. Mm. Like, so... Oh, totally. Like, when he's going slow, I'm kind of like, come on. Yeah, come on. I think that's it. I think everyone... Even the really ardent Sonata fans like me know there's a next level he can get to, and for some reason yeah. he never does. And it's frust- I feel like every year people are like this is his year. He's going to have a breakout performance. He's going to yeah. win a championship. This is it, and then it never is. And I don't know if it's because he's still a freelancer mm-hmm. and they don't want to push too hard because he's not signed with them, or if it's just like no, actually he's already as good as he's going to get. Well, so here's his his like uh, maybe a hot take and maybe a controversial one. Sonata's moonsault, messy, right? It's not. Is it just me, or does it look a bit messy? He's like a little bit legs, legs and arms everywhere. Yeah, it's He's not. Mo- as right he- as it could be like I think. I think with Sonata is like. I don't know if his body is made for it. You know. <laughs> you know why his moonsault so sloppy? Go on. Because he's Muta's boy, uh, <laughs> and Muta's moonsault was also sloppy. It is, it is very reminiscent of Lita's as well. Maybe not that bad. Lita <laughs> yeah, not that bad. It's like no. she's going to break her neck on a moonsault. He's isn't quite that bad. Lita just, oh my Lita. God, that one she hit in the women's rumble oh, on yeah, Sasha. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, I've never been so scared for another human being. <laughs> I was just like, that was the, the moonsault equivalent of just pancake belly fall. That was just a fall. Yeah. That was just a fall with, with, a twist. with flares. Yeah. style. <laughs> um, so the part where I got up to, um, so Evil hit the the baseball chair spot, which is like obligatory for every evil match, which I, I yeah. kind of like. I, I'm not against I, I kind of like it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little, it's a nice little bit of garnish. Yeah, definitely. On his matches. Um, um, and then, because after that, Togo starts getting involved, which... Where... Oh, uh, Fucking Togo. <laughs> The suplex on the outside into the ring announcer twice. I yes. fucking love that. <laughs> but the, yeah, so like I say, Togo getting involved is where I started to kind of drift because Togo is the what ruins evil matches for me. Yeah. 
I don't like. He doesn't though. need a heater. No. No. Not at all. He, he doesn't like. Fair, fair enough. Right. When G like J White kind of needs ghetto. God. Mm. God kind of needs Jado because it's they're a hill team. Hill managers are supposed to get involved, get mm. heat on the team. Evil when he was when Lij first came through and they were a heel stable. He could get heat on his own just by being like a tough bastard, yeah, and and just being like very overly aggressive. He didn't need that. He's he didn't need that that kind of heel tactic. No, I mean, and so just adding it now for no reason, it it feels really wrong, and it just brings the matches down. You just have to go back and look at like his stonkers that he's had with Ishii and stuff in the past. Like, yeah, he he is a really good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler, and I just think adding Dick Togo into the match is doing him a disservice. I don't see what he adds. He doesn't add anything. In fact, like, yeah, he takes it away. He mm. takes away from it so much, and mm. I end up just thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake, what really?" Go you're away. Just kind of, you're up. waiting for the interference spot rather yeah. than going with the match. You're like, because you know it's going to happen. It doesn't seem like Evil needs it, you know. Like with Jay White, he's a cocky bastard, and like he's got Gato on the side, like kind of mm. being a cocky bastard with him. So it kind of works for his character. But with Dick Togo, doesn't add anything. I think with Jay as well. I think you've got that deliberate mirroring of the Okada um, Ghetto relationship. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's there's more to it than just yeah the story the manager. There. Yeah. there's more story than just oh by the way here's dick togo yeah, yeah. Like, the first thing he came out was like who the fuck is dick togo mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and then and then like your mind stretches back like oh oh kind god yeah kind i was the thing wasn't oh yeah, god. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. looking looking at the stuff online so it looks like there was quite a few bits in between a couple of um net breaker attempted moonsaults um <laughs> Some more interference, like Evil throws Sonata into the ref who gets bumped, then Togo jumps back in and starts hitting Evil. Uh, then Evil and Togo hit a clothesline, corner clothesline and Magic Killer. Um, then, which I guess is like, a, I did, obviously I didn't see it, but it was like a big thing because that was Sonata and Evil's finisher previously. Yeah. Um, Togo goes to tease a sent on and then Sonata shoves Evil into the ropes. Um, see, well, I, where I came to back into it is I think just after the 20 minute call. Um, so Sonada's uh hitting an O'Connor roll for a near fall, and then Evil comes back with a lariat. Um, then Sonada basically blocks everything that Evil tries to do for a sequence, and then Evil goes for a low blow. Uh, uh he tries to hit and everything is evil, sorry, and then he goes for a low blow. Um, and then uh, it's all blocked by Sonata. Then Sonata actually hit and everything is evil on evil. Yeah, which, well, yeah, that was, that was a nice <laughs> spot. It's so rare that you actually see someone hit the move. Like you see lots of attempts of the other person's move, but they never hit it. So I was kind of like, hey, sweet. They actually had the guy hit the move for once. And it kind of led yeah. to the finish as well. Because then Sonata hits a pop-up TKO and a moonsault for the finish. Um, there was one bit you missed out, which was the highlight of the match for me, because I have been putting up with about eight months of Dick Togo shit now, <laughs> and will. that, like when Sonata pushes evil into the ropes and and Dick Togo fly flies off through the table, the the fucking pratfall he takes <laughs> was so 
good because you could tell they set up the table a little bit too far out. And <laughs> he just had he just had to take the bump and sort of there was a split moment of hesitation and then he just had to like jump back <laughs> through the table. And 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 as he's flying through the air, shouts, Oh shit. <laughs> Why did he swear in English? <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to say. Why did he swear in English? <laughs> but it, it was so funny. It's it's it not there, there aren't always like uh, allegories for swearing in Japan, Japanese, and they probably take longer to say. Mm, possibly. <laughs> so yeah, it you know good match. Personally, I would have flipped the order of the match booking. I would, although I guess I don't know. Do you want a, a cart like? Um, sorry. Oh no, because you've got. I, um, Hiromu and Taiji. Yeah, you got the junior mm. title match yes. up next, mm. which and actually, so, yes, which. So yeah, I I actually think they put the matches in the yeah, right order. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I'm just like, do you put do you put Shingo and Cobb before this? I guess not because I don't know. Like, I think the fact that it it, it was the the personal rivalry mm. and kind of the culmination of quite a lot of storytelling over the past yeah. year or so. I think that pushes it up a little bit. Yeah, I would agree. Or, yeah. Also, judging by New Japan's previous booking, which I do sort of look at a little bit mm. analytically and look for patterns, the, I kind of knew that they were going to put this match on second from last because they tend to want a title change before there's a main event where there's going to be a title mm. retained. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and, <coughs> I mean, these two are fucking amazing together. Hiromu is amazing oh God, yeah. all the time. And Taiji is just this little kind of granite block that can fly all over the place and it's just <laughs> incredible i was saying the other day i would love to see chaiji yishimori in pack yeah oh, oh. yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like like my god if like one went for a crossbody onto the other just like the friction from the abs <laughs> would, would like, like cause a miniature sonic other. boom <sighs> which would cause them to fly across the other side of the room i wonder if they'd actually crack <laughs> just like a breeze blocks hitting mm-hmm. each other just cracking in the middle <laughs> now that would be the match where it was the action figures being bashed <laughs> together um, but yes so this was a fucking fantastic match like 25 minute plus banger um, it was really interesting as well because it was really really quiet like yeah the crowd was yeah. really quiet yeah it's, it's when it's when, uh, in the when the match has picked up pace o- over the over these two days, you could. That was when the lack of crowd noise was definitely noticeable. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say it really took anything away from me, but no. it's something you are constantly aware of. And I think, to be honest, it added the sense of like. Everyone was so into it that mm. they were just in shocked silence, you know? It's, I, I mean, normally I would do, but normally people are really hyped for Hiromi matches. Um, yeah. And, like, they did come out a million miles an hour. Um, teased, like, straight off the bat, they're teasing moves on the apron and Hiromu goes for a sunset bomb. Um, but Ishimori lands on his feet. Uh, um, and then... Uh, landed on his feet on the sunset attempt, uh, but then Hiromu hits a pop-up apron bomb. Then Long concussions. <laughs> this is the night yeah. that where Hiromu did the um, the long one-down shotgun drop kick thing, uh, but yeah. Ishimori was back up. Because when he did that pop-up powerbomb on the apron, like Ishimori's head just bounces off the corner of the apron. I'm like, mm, oh, yeah. ah, gnarly. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, he does that huge, like basically runs down the length of the M25 <laughs> and uh, miss, misses that shotgun drop kick. Um, and the timing was kind of off and it looked a little bit botchy. Um, yeah. Because he was supposed to catch him with a power bomb and it just, just a little bit off, I thought. Yeah, I said that, didn't I? I said, yeah, that's probably going to end up in a Mafu. <laughs> actually, apparently not, because uh, Matthew's actually said that um, Bushi Road are actually worse at copyright striking his videos than WWE are. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. They don't want anyone to know the botches happen in New Japan. Fighting spirit, king of sports, no botches here. <laughs> Um, Japanese tables are just you go to DDT for that (laughs) (laughs) Um, so after that that kind of like bit of a ropey spot um, Ishii Mori exposes the turnbuckle hits uh, Mm. golden tribal moonsault off the post a lot of exposed turnbuckle spots tonight (laughs) yeah I mean well I guess Yano sets the tone really doesn't he yeah and then the evil Sonata match and then the match straight after (laughs) They do quite Can like we pay it a little bit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they just need new turnbuckles and they're trying to like yeah. wear them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Hiroma comes back with a lot of palm strikes to the chest, um, um, a flying head scissors, and a shotgun drow drop drow drow kick. The drow kick. Shotgun drop kick and a falcon arrow for a near fall. And Hiroma's chops, man. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. They are they are just a, a thing of absolute fucking beauty like yeah. that I, that that dragon lee match where they just chop each other for like 10 minutes straight is fucking outstanding i mean i'm i'm purposefully trying not to say too much about this match because i'm very very biased towards hiromi yeah same same um, i love him very very much mm-hmm. and um but yeah he's just great he can't do any wrong yeah i think it's fair no slouch Either. No, I mean, no, he's, he's, he's great. I think fantastic. Definitely my one and two favorite juniors in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like New Japan made the right decision by coaxing him away from Noah. Oh, completely. And I think he's a val- he's a valuable piece of the Bullet Club puzzle. Yeah, yeah. like there's a lot. There's, there's there's definitely some fat that could be trimmed off Bullet Club, but he is one of their key guys mainly trim. Dick Togo <laughs> mainly Dick yeah. Togo is the fact that can be from Bullet Club um, not so Gino though Gino can stay I like Gino Gino's fun Gino's fun definitely um, so yeah then but after the near fall Ishimori hits a sliding German which always looks sick. I love that mm. sliding German. so fucking good um, and then a springboard 450 onto Romu's arm, which was kind of built up from the previous match with the LP with the loaded boot gimmick and his hand mm. and whatnot being fucked. Um, and then, also a little bit of a nod to his previous tag partner, Robbie Eagles. Oh yeah, didn't think of that. That's very true. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Robbie. Actually, I fucking love Robbie. Um, I wouldn't be surprised um, if he was in the Empire, to be honest, because. He He's has been getting a lot of that together. on Twitter. Like a lot of people on Twitter have just been saying, "Like, hey, uh, you and Osprey still cool?" And he's just yeah. like, eh, "It's complicated. <laughs> like, you're telegraphing this a fucking mile away, mate." Mm. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. he's he's too babyface, man. He's just such a great babyface for a heel faction. Mm. Yeah. It's why they. I think they were right pulling him out of Bullet Club, and because he he's just like he you yeah. can't boo that guy. He's just got such a nice face, cheeky face. <laughs> He looks like Dennis from It's Always Sunny. 
He does. He does. Don't know. It's always on me. Oh, you should watch yeah. it. It's great. Anyway, he looks like Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is an asshole. So okay. that's all I see. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the spring ball for 50, then Ishimori go, uh, puts him in the S-lock. Um, but Hiromu reaches the rope for a break. Um, then Hiromu comes back with a released German into the corner pad and a mm. running DVD. These Germans into the corner pad always look fucking sick mm-hmm. as well. And, like, yep. yeah. Ishimori's yes-lock is easily on par with D-Bry's. Yeah, I'd agree. Easily. Easily. It just looks tight and fucking painful every time. Um, so then we've got Imush Ishimori hitting a series of forearm strikes that are just completely unanswered because, like, this is, like, when her is just, like, completely out of it. Um, oh, wait, no, I've skipped forward, actually. I've skipped forward because... Um, he go, uh, Hiroma goes for a time bomb, which Ishimori escapes um, and hits the jumping knee strike. Then um, Hiromu hits a German, but Ishimori comes back with a destroyer into a double down. Then they uh, trade. Of course, him. that's a destroyer. Yes. <laughs> it's a junior heavyweight match. There will be destroyer. <laughs> uh, I, I have opinions about the Canadian destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Is it the same as PD Williams? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a lot of people's feeling. <laughs> because it's that. the correct feeling to have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a finisher, um, not a, a transition move. <laughs> uh, but then they go into the trading of forearm strikes, and Hiromu is finally dropped by Ishimori, um, and then Ishimori starts just laying in with forearms, um, keeps hitting them in unanswered, like I was saying, because. Um, Hiromu is basically out and we're kind of coming to like the 15 minute call in the match um, and they start teasing a bit of a ref stoppage because they're like oh my god Hiromu is just not responding to anything the ref might have to stop this kind of thing because mm. um, um, Ishimori is just like leathering Hiromu with strikes but Hiromu is a masochist just genuine yes. fucking masochist <laughs> yeah He's a crazy person. He is. And I think, like, he is just one of the most charismatic people in all of wrestling. And yes, should be the guy they're building that division around. Yeah. And if anyone is ever going to make the junior heavyweight belt main event in Tokyo Dome on one of the nights, it's going to be him. Because if he can't do it, no one else can. He's so over as well with the crowd. The crowd Mm, loves him. Yeah. The fans love him. He's pretty much, I don't... I don't know of many people he doesn't work well with in mm-hmm. New Japan either. Like no. he's he has good matches with everyone. He can adapt his style to everyone. You know, mm. my most he's just a well-rounded wrestler. My most vivid memory of the first time we went to the Tokyo Dome or was it 2018? And they had that the four-way, four-way with, with Skirl. him, Skull, Osprey, oh, and somebody that was else. But the, so the, good. The point where the crowd thought. Hiromu had won. Yeah. And they exploded. Like it was, it, everyone yeah. thought they did a three count and the crowd just like surged. And then they realized the match was still going on. And we were all just like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he is fucking amazing. And he gave us Daryl and Carol. So, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my Daryl right here. <laughs> ours are upstairs on the, the wall of wrestling. <laughs> oh, my Daryl just face planted. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl sit up nicely. There you go. Um, 
he also gave us the will is a cat meme which yes. I'm forever grateful for. <laughs> the best <laughs> thing in the world. That that exchange throughout social media was fucking hilarious. Just everywhere Will went, her always there going, you're a cat. He's like, I'm not a cat. And then Will released that t-shirt, I'm not a cat. <laughs> yeah. I liked the promo. It was funny. <laughs> Talking about promos, my favourite promo ever. Do you remember the one where the, it's like, um, uh, Will, um, uh, he's in WWE now, fuck. Kashida and mm. Hiromu and like Will just knocks out Hiromu uh, when they're all taught like vying for the junior heavyweight champion and then the next time Hiromu comes out with like the, the helmet on the helmet and everything was like, you yeah. know, <laughs> stuff like that is why this guy is so fucking mm. over he's, yeah he's just fantastic um so yeah, like after the teasing the stoppage, Ishimori hits um, a side for Rataki for a near fall. Um, and then Hiromi managed to block a bloody cross attempt uh, and then hits a victory royal into a double down. Um, Hiromi then starts coming back with Lariat followed by a DVD into the exposed turnbuckle. Um, Hiromu then hit a time bomb. That's all I have to say about that. Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just anything into the turnbuckle is always like, oh, next, 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 next. Yeah. Fuck next. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Hiromu um, hits a time bomb, but Ishimori kicks out. Ishimori then blocks the time bomb too uh, and then gets him in the bone lock. Um, Ishimori rolls through to try the bloody cross, but Hiromu blocks it, uh, hit another victory royal at the 25-minute call. And then hits the time bomb to uh, and pins Ishimori, and we have a title change, Yay. and Yay. the title back where it rightfully should be, in my opinion, forever <laughs> yeah, around that yeah. man's waist. Mm-hmm. He is yep. the Okada of the junior heavyweight division. <laughs> yeah, um, I absolutely love this match. I think I preferred them. 2018 best of the super junior final match more mm-hmm. but i think that was because that was much more of a car crash yeah and also it had <laughs> like, a cr- yeah and also you cannot be doing a hurricane runner at the top of the stands in Corrigan hall and tumbling all the way <laughs> back down to the floor <laughs> it was savage it was so fucking savage oh yeah i oh man i can't wait for proper wrestling to come back like crowds and <laughs> Fucking actual, oh my god. Um, and then we come on to, I mean, do I even need notes for this? Fuck, this match, my god. Oh. Like, oh. I've been waiting for this one. This. I have so much to say. It's just so, it was such a roller coaster. This man. match was genuine. Like, so it comes out of the gate, and like, it's one of those slow burner matches, right? Because, like, it goes. I mean, it's the longest match in Tokyo Dome history. It was like 40, well, just over 48 minutes. So before it even starts, you have the ab off. Okay. <laughs> I just want to talk about this for a second because Jay White should not be trying to show off his abs when Kota Ibushi <laughs> no, is standing right yeah, behind not him. Not one of the other guys called Ibushi. <laughs> when yeah. the Adonis, who was carved from marble... Don't they, don't they do like a bodybuilding competition... Like just before the Tokyo Dome event, that is a thing that Tanahashi sometimes leads to get everyone into shape for Tokyo Dome. Yeah. He's like yeah. everyone get their get their ab on kind of thing just to get everyone like into proper the best shape they have been in all year, so they look amazing for the Tokyo Dome. It works, but um, this match, so like I say, it is a slow 
slow burner. Because, like, I think about, like, you know, 20 minutes into the match, I'm like, this match is great, but, you know, it's it's great. Like, I'm just, it's great. And then I think it's, like, by about 30, 35 minutes in, I'm like, holy shit, this is an all-time fucking classic. Yeah. The, the storytelling in this match and, like, this match had phases and, it like, it almost had, like, an act structure like a fucking play it was incredible yeah so i like obviously you start off with you know you've got that typical um typical bit of jay white tomfoolery um, he is so good at the panto oh jay white is one of the best heels in the business right now by he's a fantastic. country mile like if if anyone ever was sleeping on jay white this and his promo oh my god yeah um he's a great actor like that's that's the the best part about him being yeah. uh, is such a good hero is that he's such a good actor. He plays his part so, so well. He's so kind of he plays that part of like the arrogant cheeky asshole that makes you hate him, but then he's so fucking good at <laughs> wrestling that you kind of can't help but love him. And I've been trying not to breathe with the switchblade <laughs> for so long, going no 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 no. I will not accept Switchblade as the new Lord and Master. No, no, no. But after this match, honestly, I've got to say, it's fucking breathe with Switchblade, mate. I think the turning point for me was actually when I met him. I was like, oh, you're such a funny guy in person. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Casual flex there, Nero. <laughs> no, no, just it's like when I, when I said that, like, he was like, I was wearing an LIJ shirt. And they're like, you can't meet Jay wearing an LIJ shirt. You have to cover it up. So I covered it <laughs> So I covered it up with another LIG shirt. He's like, you're taking the pit. It was really, it was, we had a proper laugh about it. Um, uh, he seems like a nice guy. He is, he is. He was really, really good fun. But yeah, so he starts off with his typical stalling and stuff. Um, but they, yeah. they um, basically, they come back in, they start with a fucking perfect solid lockup, um, gets back into the ropes, clean break. And we start getting little bits of splices of interference from Ghetto straight away. He trips Ibushi. Um, and then White just jumps on him and starts hitting a series of stomps. Um, then we get back into the center of the ring. Uh, you've got White uh, basically doing his typical kind of heel stuff, taking control with the headlock. He is one of the few people that does a headlock take like headlock takeover on the ground and just makes it look fucking like I'm not bored instantly. Because mm. he's just got venom in it. I don't know what it yeah. is. Like, <laughs> and because he's usually jawjacking while he's doing it. Mm. Yeah. So you still have that engagement. Definitely. Without, without, it's it's not like when Randy Orton does it, when it's like, okay, rest hold time. <laughs> We're all just going to sit here for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then uh, they go do um, the shoulder tackle stuff and Ibushi get, uh, does a uh, kip up uh, off a shoulder tackle, uh, then misses with a kick. <laughs> Uh, well Tiger, did you just throw the cat? Getting <laughs> <laughs> caught up in my he- headphones. <laughs> I heard this almighty bang from upstairs and was like, oh my god, I saw the cat go flying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My headphones, and when I tried to get him untangled, he jumped out my arms and took <laughs> with him. <laughs> that was just really funny. Oh, the joys of cats. I can't tell you how many cat, how many cat. Pod, like cat interruptions I've had in podcasts. Well, just work in general. So, like, at least one today, Kazu will come and just sit on my laptop mm. and he just looks at me like, I know you're not going to move me. Yeah. I found out why they do that. Because mm. it's warm. 
they're trying to copy their humans. If you get mm. another laptop and put it next to yours, the yeah, cat you have, have like the a decoy keyboard. Yeah. Sit there. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. It's so cute. <laughs> they think they're little people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got yeah. Uh, some misdirection from White, uh, and then Ibushi hits the flying mid kick. Ibushi is one of some of the best kicks in the business. It's yeah. like kickboxing yeah. background, isn't it? His, yeah. his kicks yeah. are just they're elegant yeah, he in the K1 didn't he <laughs> yeah mm. yeah he's been... and also his legs are made of marble mm. his everything is marble <laughs> yes uh, the, I like the, there was a cheeky bum flap at one point <laughs> and I got offended for Kenny Omega <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that is mine <laughs> um so end up out on the floor um, and we get some more ghetto trying to get involved but Ibushi mm. um hits him with an elbow to the ribs um, uh, as they climb back inside, White hits a DDT to gain the upper hand. Um, and then he throws him back out again. Uh, then he hits a back suplex onto the apron. Fuck next. Fuck next. Yeah. <laughs> that was gnarly as fuck. That really was like, does oh. this... like, like Abushi just kind of be like, you know, what did they do to the, like when he had surgery on his neck? Did they has he actually got a futuristic neck that's made I of like what well, has he got a Wolverine yeah. neck? <laughs> He's made of adamantium, mm-hmm. yeah. Hundred percent. Want to believe this rumor that he comes from an extremely wealthy family and doesn't actually need to wrestle? No, he that just is does true. It. That's confirmed true. His <laughs> his dad owns like some toy company or something like that. He just because does it because he's a sadist. <laughs> no expense uh, because I. I remember reading somewhere that um, part of the reason, well, apart from the fact that he just didn't want to, part of the reason he didn't sign with WWE is because he um, revealed to their doctors that when he was in DDT, he used to take top rope bumps on the top of his head to try and strengthen his neck. <laughs> because he's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's not how anything works. <laughs> it's a good thing he pretty. <laughs> Yes. Um, I didn't know that one. That's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I think it was at this point in the match where we got our first glimpse of Demon Kota, mm. uh, where he was kind of at that point going, ah, I ain't going to sell your shit, mm-hmm. you know? And then, But then, yeah. I'm so tired of Jay White's bullshit. Well, that he's just like, yeah. make my day, motherfucker. Just, go on. <laughs> Before we got that, what we did get was Jay White doing a spot, which I, like, I really love where he's slamming between the ro- the ring apron and the guardrail. It always looks gnarly and brutal as fuck. And yeah. he, just, he puts stank on that shit. Um, <laughs> and Ibushi's just doing the extra whiplash just to try and sell it more. <laughs> it's, it's to strengthen his neck. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it it is one of my favorite little jay white things that he does and because have you noticed kenny started doing it as well now in AEW? yeah yeah um, now that he's in full cleaner mode he's yeah. starting to do more heel shit mm. uh, he's um, picking up some, some jay white tricks i feel like kenny's gone very uh like i mean kenny did it first with the cleaner but he's definitely because they're all still friends you know mm-hmm. definitely Picking up some Jay White isms. So we then come back um, after the outside stuff. Um, White hits the uh, Ibushi tries to fire off a drop kick, but White avoids it. Then White hits a DDD, a DDD, a DDD, DDD, 
uh, DDT um, or DDP. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> he, he, um, and then he starts like fucking giving them out the red shoes because um, yeah, red shoes is there to be abused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the and nearly nearly breaks, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. He's trying not to laugh. Yeah, so. Corpse encoder is brilliant. <laughs> Send um, for the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, we get followed up with a couple of mid kicks for um, and a standing moonsault from uh, Ibushi um, for a near fall. And this, like, that was his first significant offense of the entire match, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Ibushi sends White outside. Um, White gets rammed into the edge of the ring and into the barricade on the way back in. Um, and then, sorry, White rams Ibushi again. Then White hits a dragon screw in the ropes. Um, Ibushi tries to fire off a springboard attack, but White shoves him uh, off the ropes to the floor. Um, as Ibushi's coming back in, he uh, eats a underhook suplex into the turnbuckle pad. Again, fucking neck. <laughs> fucking yeah. neck. Um then what did we get next uh, da, 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 Kiwi Crusher uh, yes. did anybody else get tired of Gay Dojo shouting show me that Kiwi Jay <laughs> yeah, show yeah. me that Kiwi <laughs> like, how is Gado actually Japanese and yet the most offensive stereotypical portrayal of a Japanese person <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that could be worse is after if, is, if you've have you ever played uh, Total War Shogun 2 yeah. So yeah. after after if you like if you lose in total war, shame for display. Yeah. That would be the only thing worse if you did that after a match, you know. No, I think it would be better. I think he should do that. <laughs> I think he should do uh, the actual voiceovers for total war. <laughs> no, because he just be like, Akara, Akara, come on, Shogun, come on, Remaker. Um. So, yeah, Ibushi hits Snap German. Uh, then they go into exchanging the forearm strikes. Um, and this is where we start, I think, to get into um, the uh, pissed off Ibushi. Because um, mm-hmm. Ibushi misses a bomb IA um, and goes knee first into the turnbuckle, and then White hits the half and half. Uh, then he hits a Kiwi crusher for the two, uh, two count. White makes the call for the Blade Runner, but Ibushi counters into the back suplex. Then he hits the bomb IA for a two uh, a two count. Um, then White tried uh, a pin with his feet on the apron ropes, um, which is how he won the power stroll. He won the briefcase by that cheat. But Red Shoes catches it. Um, Good guy, stop- Red Shoes. Yeah. I, like, as soon as he did it, I was like, they're going to stop. They've got to stop. It's not yeah. going to be... Yeah. It's not going to be that same thing. That is not how you end a Tokyo Dome show. Uh-uh. Um so then they fight to the rope and we get into the 25-minute call. And this was part of the time where I'm like, damn, this match. Yeah. Damn, yeah. this match. And it's like halfway through. <laughs> I like there was a bit of commentary, which I thought was really, really good from Kevin Kelly at this point. Um, when you see Ibushi's dead eyes looking at Jay and he says the line, the bright light that is Ibushi sometimes gets very dark. Yes. I, I loved that. Kevin Kelly's so good. I just loved that. He is. He's like a little poet, isn't mm. he, on the commentary. It was just brilliantly said. Who'd have ever thought that Kevin Kelly of WWE old would be the greatest wrestling commentator going at the moment? <laughs> and WWE went for Michael Cole. 
<laughs> really think about that. Um, I have. I don't watch the show. Michael Cole on the menu. He is genuinely the fucking dirt worst. The only time I can actually lord Michael Colver like his work is when he uh, J um uh JR not JR sorry King had the heart attack and Cole covered like fair play you you Oh yeah Carsack got nothing against the guy personally but when over the past I want to say 10 years just Probably. with Vince constantly in his ear I think he's like Vince's voice in his ear has developed a tumor that has basically just rid him of all emotion Everyone on commentary <laughs> yeah. devolves in WWE because mm. Corey used to be great and now yeah. he annoys the piss out of he me. He was great in NXT. He yeah. was fucking great. He, you know, Morrow started to annoy the piss out of me. Um, I'm way, like Samoa Joe's still great but I give it time. Mm. You know. Booker T's never been good though really. <laughs> that's because be Booker honest. T's oh. missing brain he's, functions. He's got his own <laughs> brand of, <laughs> of commentary which I feel you can't really well, I will, devolve. I will say, man, he gave us that spot with Ro- with Rowan. You're looking really jacked, man. You're looking yeah. really jacked, boy. You're looking really jacked, boy. You're looking really jacked, boy. That that uh, I mean, that's that's comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so this match just keeps building and building with pace and just Apart intensity. When Jay had a nap. <laughs> Jay had a little nap. Which point was that? Oh, he's like, quite, quite late on it. He's just like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a very fine line between selling and I am very sore and fucking exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Just, need, just need a minute. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like as they're fighting on, they're getting into kind of past the 35 minute mark. Uh, you've got Whiting, a pair of deadlift German suplexes. Um, mm. Then them teasing another fucking German on the apron, um, and it, which um, the eventually leads into Ibushi doing that German from the second rope into the that. ring. Uh, hate fuck it. next. <laughs> fuck next. Fuck next. Everybody fuck next. Oh fuck next. God. That, that <laughs> one especially whole... is just designed to obliterate any kind of neck thoughts that you might have it's just when he when he starts to do that when he's on the rope trying to do it all i can think of is all the horrible horrible ways this can go wrong i can't like i I can't watch him do that even when they they don't pull it off it still really stresses me out to watch yeah um so yeah they do the the german to the ring um Last ride, which was not a last ride, Ibushi did not get him up. No, no. It, that that was. I think that was mainly like a slight grip issue. They were probably very sweaty yeah, at this oh point. Oh god, but... I, I've not. I'm not. There's not a criticism. It's like I mean, I completely understand why you couldn't get this human being above your head from <laughs> after wrestling for 35 minutes. You know, no, like it didn't take fuck all away from the match. But I was like, eh, you should have just called it yeah. a power. The stamina uh, at this point amazed me. Uh, I think there was a good 10 minutes um, where I thought, this match is still going on. It seemed so <laughs> quick, though. It doesn't yeah. seem like it was as long as it was. Yeah, this did not drag. No. I was just amazed that they were still going and they were still doing these amazing things. Like there was like the, the German suplexes, then there was the half Nelson, then there was Camagoyes. You know, it was like, oh, okay. You guys aren't stopping them. <laughs> like, there's no breaks in this. I think, and all of those moves, I was like, fuck next, fuck next, fuck next. I fuck think next. it's a testament as well to the performance that these guys put on that they were able to go this long in pandemic era wrestling yeah. without crowd fueling it 
and it not yeah. drag. Mm. That yeah. just gives you an idea of how, like, there is not, I don't think there's been a match in the pandemic era that has reached this level of holy shit awesome. No, I was invested, no. invested in it. Yeah, in, Like emotionally invested oh, in it. You could see they're both such great actors, especially when like Demon Cota comes out and Jay White being the obnoxious little prick that he is, but then getting more and more frustrated as the match goes on and you see that emotion on both of their faces. It, it is like watching a drama, like an episode of Game of Thrones or something, you know? Completely. It really... I mean, it's about as long as an episode of Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ibushi hit a phoenix splash um, and gets two ghetto pools, red shoes out of the ring. Ghetto goes okay. to jump in with the brass knocks, but Ibushi just fucking kills him. And it's yeah. a Kamagoye on him. That may be the most satisfying thing that <laughs> yeah. happened in this match. Like... Thank you. Yes. <laughs> just hitting a Kamagoye on him as well was just like the perfect, yes, fuck him. <laughs> He's dead now. We sweep him out of the ring. Um, yeah. So why then goes to try for another, uh, another sleep, uh, sleeper suplex, but Ibushi elbows out, uh, tries to stop a German, uh, white rolls through and applies the TTO. Um, Ibushi tries to fight out, uh, fight his way to the ropes. And like Ibushi selling in that TTO was fucking fantastic. Like that was like, like I, yeah. I genuinely wasn't sure at that point. Like they made me believe that Jay was about to win. Yeah. But um, as I think Tigger put in the notes, if Red Shoes stops the match, Ibushi will actually kill him. Yes, very <laughs> yeah. much so. <laughs> I think, like, I genuinely think Ibushi would have torn him literally limbs off. Like, he's like, yeah. just like, you know how I hate my neck? I feel about you how I feel about my neck right now. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> just imagine Ibushi pulling Red Shoes' legs off like a spider. <laughs> I, I just imagine, like, the perfect finish. <laughs> the perfect. It's like viscera and blood and guts and shit and cum everywhere. <laughs> Oh, of course it's common because it's a booty. Even if you was telling you tearing your limb from limb, you'd still get off. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bushi try uh, fights his way to the ropes. They finally break it, um, uh, and that's a, the forty-five minute call. Still going through like the 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 uh, the kind of pacing here is so so well done. I mean. Uh, White hits a uh, tries for a blade buster. Ibushi hit a V trigger, which was fucking great, um, mm -hmm. and hits a regal suplex for a near fall. Um, White hits bloody Sunday uh, DDT, and then Ibushi pops up and hits another V trigger, and we get more mm -hmm. Demon Coda. Um, yes. Then Ibushi grabs tr uh, grabs um, his wrist, and this is like peak fucking Demon Coda, and they just start yeah. trading kicks. Um, Ibushi hit, the eyes completely just, just I don't care anymore I'm going to destroy you it, it is just like okay yeah the, the human part of me has vacated all that is left is killer yeah <laughs> and it's it's all when he turns into this as well I just love that he's just like come on then hit me <laughs> give me your best shot and it's like never good enough and mm. it, it's just that that no selling but he can get hit so hard and he just comes back and the look in his eyes is just fantastic. I love it. Yes, it is. It is. He does it very unique as well because it's like no selling can not work sometimes. Yeah. Mm. But I think that... I don't think the other guy is ever diminished by no. Kota no, no selling. No, it's... I, because 
probably because he is really good at selling. Mm. You know, he's really good at telling yeah. the story in the ring and making you get involved and invested. So if he is no selling, you don't see it as him not playing the game, right? It, yeah. It is Goku going Super Saiyan and beating yeah. the shit out of yeah. Freezer. That's, yeah. This, what this, this, yeah. do you know what this is actually? This is the perfect analogy. I don't know why I thought of it. This is the wrestling equivalent of the fucking final fight from the Namek saga. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm. Absolutely. Like, it's just as emotional. Definitely. <laughs> Naito think, is Vegeta. Yeah. No, Naito. <laughs> Naito, oh yeah, Naito is Vegeta, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Naito's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he turns his face at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he killed millions of people. But he's okay, we'll let him marry Bulma. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that I like about Ibushi's no-selling the best is the way he sells it is, uh, okay, yeah, this guy has hit me really hard and they're really good, but I just, I'm at that point where I just don't care mm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's the thing. It's it's not he's not um, set like no selling them as if they're rubbish wrestlers or they mm. can't do it or I'm just not playing the game. It's a I'm that crazy. Yeah, I'm just that crazy. Yeah, exactly. You it's know? like he's he's taking it up a notch rather than the other wrestler yeah. having gone down a notch. Yes, definitely. yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. yeah. I mean the final the final sequence on this match is like um, oh, it was fantastic, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, he's got his wrist. They're trading kicks. Um, then Ibushi hits that another V trigger. Tries for a Kamigoi in, rever- uh, gets reversed into a Blade Runner attempt, and then escapes and hits that high kick, and then hits a Kamigoi to the back of the head. No. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Say it with me, everybody. One, two, three. <laughs> Fuck next. <laughs> I need to soundbite that. <laughs> um, and then hits a standard Kamigoye, obviously with the, the knee pull down and everything, and hits the wins. And like, oh, my God, like I came away from that drained. <laughs> like I was exhausted yeah. after watching that. It was, and not like in a bad way, just like, holy shit. It was that, definitely a journey. Yeah. And it was one of the longest matches in the Tokyo Dome. It was the, the longest, longest. The yeah. longest. 48 minutes and five seconds. Mm. It didn't feel like it at all, though. It really didn't. It's about 30 seconds longer than Kenny and Okada. Something yeah, it's like that. Close, it's, just, yeah. it's very, very close. It's just over Kenny and Okada, which, um, again, fantastic match. And then to cap it all off, Jay White's promo after the match was... And I'm going to... Because that's available on YouTube, so I'm going to link to that in the show notes because... Yeah, you, you should just if you're not just go and watch even if you're listening to all this and you're not a wrestling fan go and watch that and you'll just become a it. fucking you wrestling fan you will be you fucking will be <sighs> oh yeah but all in all for the the situations that they were in with the COVID era and everything I you know they put on some of the two of the best shows of the pandemic era mm. hands yeah. down oh yeah absolutely I think that they did an amazing job with um, how they did it I mean there's been other promotions, not naming names, Vince, who haven't dealt with the pandemic very well and their talent has gotten COVID and, you know, they've got barriers up, but they don't seem to care about that because they go through them when they do spots anyway. So yeah. I think that New Japan has handled it very, very well. I mean, They bad. have been sensible while still being able to provide entertainment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, on that note as well, like AEW, uh, not AEW, sorry, WWE have uh, forced all their trainees back into the performance center every day this week. So they've got to be there five days a week training in person and they're only being tested once a week. 
Yeah, I think Florida has very, very relaxed laws on COVID, yeah. so they're getting away with it. Florida has a cunt. <laughs> yeah. DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, DeSantis is a ignoramus of a human being. Um, well, I think that's the reason that I think Chase Owens is, um, instead of going home to Texas, he's going to Florida at the moment because they don't have quarantine. Because mm. that he can just fly. Yeah. As, as he wants which is, is great for New Japan he's being sensible about it as far as I'm aware well but... he has to quarantine for two weeks as soon as he gets to Japan regardless of where he's going yeah. from in the States so yeah mm-hmm. but he can not quarantine when he gets back mm-hmm. to yeah. the States so yeah it, it's like the only other shows in the pandemic area that I think have been kind of on even close like I mean Dave Meltzer actually went as far as saying that um, that second night of the Tokyo Dome was the best Tokyo Dome show ever which is fucking high praise. I mean, I don't yeah. necessarily agree, but, you know. Yeah, this is- Un- Uncle Dave's opinions, um, they're, like, they're either really well-informed or uh, they yeah. are basically just him just sucking his own knowledge dick. Well, no, but- I think the thing is with Dave's opinions, they are opinions. And if he yeah. thinks that is the best night in the Tokyo Dome, that is his prerogative. You know, he's allowed yeah. to think oh, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And that, yeah. that's, I think people get too hung up on Dave's opinions. Mm. Like, yes, like I do, you know, it's a really good barometer for things because he's so knowledgeable and so, um, so has so much experience in history and probably seen more wrestling matches than anyone yeah. else live. Yeah, he's a great kind of like benchmark to see if you if a wrestling match is good or something. Yeah, but, but he is one guy. He's not like a critic's exactly, choice, yeah. you if know. You, if you disagree, he is, he's one guy. That's if, fine. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you think, if you know, you know, like a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people disagree with him. And if you do... That, that's perfectly fine. No one, no one, Dave's not going to come after you for disagreeing with him. No one gives a shit. He's just putting his opinion out there and you're entitled to your own. There's no need to rage on it. It's, yeah. It, it, it boggles my mind though because I, obviously I'm a, I'm a diehard uh Observer, subscriber, and FOW listener, and so on. And the hate that Brian and Dave get from the IWC sometimes is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's, fair because it is like, opinions. I, I feel like the most annoying part of the IWC are the people who take Dave's opinions way too seriously mm-hmm. and the people who just shit on Dave's opinions just because they're Dave's opinions. Yeah. yeah. It's like me writing a blog, I'm just one person, right? And then everyone going, uh, yeah, but no. <laughs> like, that's not right. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it, is, it is an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like me putting out this podcast. It's full of my opinions and I never pretend they're anything but my opinions. You know, I think Ron DeSantis is a malignant stain on the planet, but some people (laughs) might like him, you know? I think Donald Trump, I think it's been far too long since the president was assassinated, but there you go, that's just me. (laughs) I think it's the same in any fandom though. There's always a hardcore fans who make the fandom horrible. Yeah. You, you go to any popular, like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, mm. My Little Pony, for fuck's sake. There's always going to be this hardcore who are like... Star Wars one is the one that annoys it. me the uh, most because... I've got the, the take that fucking gets me the hate from Star Wars. Last Jedi, best Star Wars film ever. That's my opinion. I think it's that one, that second film in, this, in the new trilogy... It went, did something bold and different with the series. It's one of the most visually striking films mm. out of the entire series. It's fucking superb. It's a, it's an opinion. It's, <laughs> I mean, I can see why. I, I don't think it's the strongest out of the three new ones, but and I you can know what? see why. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed and you, it. And do you know what? Yeah. 
I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. It's my second favorite <laughs> after Empire. It's yeah. Empire is I do Empire not is really get the close. hate that that film gets. No. It's I do so not get good. it. Empire was great though. Uh, Empire That's is amazing. Empire was Empire my favorite sequel of all time. You can't really disperse that, but like again, I th- like the the newest films have their high points. I really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker, though. <laughs> I really did. Like, I enjoyed it. I'm not. I I I I, I was expecting more because I had James um, <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more because I, um, I uh, like I had I had these high hopes coming off Last Jedi, and I thought like Last Jedi, like you know, Last Jedi is doing something really cool and different. I'm hoping yeah. more about the Rise of the Skywalker, and it it was good. My only my big criticism is it just felt a bit trite. I felt it was a yeah, little bit fan servicey. Yeah, it was safe. It was like we're gonna. And there's nothing wrong with this. We're going to send the fans home happy. Like, obviously, that should yeah. be your aim. You know, you yeah. make the money, you make people happy, it, you keep people on board. Yeah. But it didn't do anything too risky. Yeah. It was very like, okay, here's some fan service. Here for are the, the fans. things we know you want. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and like, it's the equivalent of a Kenny and Kota kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I, find, I, um, I actually find quite, uh, I don't know if you've ever followed uh, or watched any movie, Bob online um he's a film critic online he does a really good he's got a really good deconstruct take on um the last jedi which i totally fucking agree with um and um and generally a a deconstruction of uh of star wars as a whole um and it is like you know the like star wars in itself when it first came out you forget now because the hyper commercial machine that's behind it but it was a very kind of subversive film at the time you know mm. it was it was so radically different and yeah. that i think last jedi is the closest the series ever come back to recapturing that kind of sense of trying yeah. to push boundaries and do something different I absolutely but, agree. Oh. Do you know what though? I think the Mandalorian's doing that better than any yeah, of the new films. Have. Mandalorian is my favorite Star Wars it's thing. It's so different, and it is it is my favorite Star Wars thing mm. that exists. Yeah, you know, it's um, like it is like the perfect blend of like what George Lucas's very influences were for Star Wars, which mm. were basically westerns and Akira Kurosawa films, and Flash Gordon a bit as well, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and a little bit of Flash Gordon. I mean, I, I just, I love the Western influences in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. because I'm a huge Western fan anyway. So it, it was just perfect, perfect it, Star Wars Western mashup. Yeah, it, evo- it evokes the same vibe from me that Firefly did. Yes. That Western yeah. in space vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just had such a cool, almost graphic novel esque yeah. like, feel to it. Mm. You know, but um, so going back to wrestling fandoms for a second so I just I just wanted to add um part of the the cultaholic group on mm. Facebook and some of those people the wrestling fans are some of the most toxic fans they seem to in hate the world. wrestling this is the thing that they, whenever I yeah. dip into like online wrestling forums it seems to be populated by people who just hate wrestling and don't want then you to they, have a good time yeah they don't want to give it I've got a friend right and he says that uh, he won't watch AEW or New Japan because he's loyal to WWE. And I'm like, okay. It's the stupidest fucking yeah. thing. Why would you ever be loyal to a corporation? Yeah. 
That's what I said. I said, there's wrestling out there. You like wrestling, <laughs> yeah. so watch wrestling. I, I, you know, I have my preferred promotions, but that's not because yeah. of them, their promotions or anything to do with mm. the company. It's to do with the type of wrestling that they show. Yeah, absolutely. It's you, like when um, the Elite broke off from New Japan and went to, a, like, created AEW. I, I then watched AEW because mm. I followed the wrestlers, the talent that I like, the moves that I like, you know, the way that they wrestle. I follow mm. the people rather than the promotions. Yeah. I mean, so it's the way it's done for me is on talent. I mean, you know? I mean, I don't think we touched, I don't think we touched on this at all, but if Switchblade ends up in WWE, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking checking it out. I mean, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be checking that out. Well, I don't want him to. Yeah. I think we did oh, see. God, no. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> no. no. I, 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 I want to nail his feet to the floor <laughs> in Japan just so that yeah. he can't leave. I think we did say last time that the reason we signed up to WWE Network and, and started watching that again was because we knew AJ Styles was going to be there. So yeah. We were like, okay, yeah. I'll go and see what AJ Styles is doing. Yeah. And Shinsuke, yeah. you yeah. know, and Shinsuke, and uh, just a general uh, vibe from NXT, like Prince Devitt and things <laughs> as well. Um, but. Um, like th- this is the thing that I'm worried about. Like, I, like I, ge- I genuinely think that you know, from what the reporting is, Jay has like a multi-year deal still, like yeah. not even halfway through with New Japan. Um, and he's this not fe- quitting. This feels, it's all a thing. This feels far too much like a work to be. Yeah, I don't know. Else. I, I don't know if they were if he was genuinely quitting. I don't know if they would have given him that camera kind of time to uh, yeah. his no. grievances and be like, I'm out. No, and they are yeah. advertising him for future events. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's advertised for the anniversary show in March. Mm. Yeah, he's. Yeah. So, so maybe there'll be more developments. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but I, I think it well, might. This might be leading to like a, a separation from Bullet Club potentially. Who knows? Possibly. Um, the word I, on the street is okay. From um, my very reliable source of Chase Owens, <laughs> um, I asked him what's happening with Jay. And he said, Dino, like, obviously he's got to stick to kayfabe. Yeah. Um, but on his stream, he's like, Dino, we haven't heard from him. None of us have heard from him. We don't know where he is. He's not responding to his texts. He's not responding to his phone calls. <laughs> we don't know like where the- Jay is. I don't know what's going on with him, you know? And <laughs> so he's playing up to that. Oh, no, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with Jay White. I just like to think he's just, like, passed out in a gutter somewhere in Rapungi, just yeah. drinking from a bottle of vodka. <laughs> The Marvels, the I did love that bit at the end of the match where, like, he, he was just sort of like coming out from it, and he was just like sort of like scrambling for those. No, they're my belts. Like, he shoot him a Gavin at the end of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> just like, no, it's my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think um, I like. I, I, it's unlikely because I don't. I think he's too big to kind of go into one of the stables and not the lead. But he mm. like. Just in keeping of theme, man, New Zealand was a colony. Yeah. <laughs> saying, just I, saying. I don't think it's a fair. No. I don't think it's worth it. There being some kind of leadership challenge, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I think they realised that Bullet Club was probably at its best when there was that feud at the, the Civil War. I didn't um, know. I thought it was, it was weakest. Oh, it didn't pay no, off. No. That was the problem. I liked, it. I liked the I original. I hated it. It had its moments, like when the, the firing squad thing Did, initially happened. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're really yeah. fucking going for it. But it petered out. Yeah. And then, and yeah, I, it would have been I, nice if that had had a payoff. Yeah. I, I blame Cody. <laughs> yeah, I do. Self-insertion, <laughs> yeah. self-masturbatory 
oh my God, look at me. Have you noticed Cody's the only one that comes out the middle? At yeah. mm-hmm. He's, He's got his special entrance. <laughs> ridiculously long intro oh, where he's basically more and more to it. You were saying yeah. there was a stat the other like that at yeah, one point. So- I don't. I mean, I, mm, I don't know. I haven't got the exact figures off the top of my head, but somebody had worked out that um, over a certain period in AEW, there'd been more TV time spent on Cody's ring entrances than Hikaru Shida's matches as champion. Goodness me, Cody does like to touch his own dick, but you know, every time Cody comes out, I just turn to Naomi and go. Like, I do. I just think he plays this character so well, but oh. I think that that's just him in real life. I, I'm yeah. not knocking, not knocking like his work. I mean, I don't think he's actually as good a wrestler as he thinks he is. No, no. He does think, you know, he's part of this royal family, wrestling's mm. royal family, as his intro says. But I, I do like him when he works in the ring. And, oh, yeah. you know, we said about the, the latest episode of Dynamite and being the elite, where, where's Cody at, like, for this reunion thing that they're doing, right? Well, he's not um, truly. <laughs> no, I'd, yeah, he's more. I think Tiger put it best. He's like, yeah, he's got EVP shit to do, and a baby. And, and also, he was not never really core elite. The core elite is Matt, Nick, um, Kenny. Kenny. That's the elite, yeah. and um, Hangman, and Hangman, yeah, and Hangman. Yeah, can't forget Hangman, <laughs> even um, though. He's so dark order now. <laughs> oh yeah, and dark order, pure baby face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. So, so God, what a turnaround that was from <laughs> their debut. Yeah. Like when Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, I think, like, when did they debut? Was it like Double or Nothing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty early yeah. on. Like, mm-hmm. they've been with the company pretty straight away. Double yeah. or Nothing. And the cr- <laughs> it's, it's not a good sign when the crowd are charting, Who Are You? Yeah. yeah. Clearly, not a lot of people watched Chikara, sort oh, of like 2006, 2007. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think it would be really good, and um, I want to hit your opinions on this. Um, what if Hangman was the next Exalted one? <laughs> I know I don't think there should be another Exalted oh, one. No, I, 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 think I think that dog no, should retire with yeah, Brody Lee. Like they can have another person of leadership, definitely, but they shouldn't be referred to as the Exalted yeah. one. No, no, I think, no, no. But uh, I think they should have another leader, and I think it would be really cool if it was Hangman. I um, think him as this kind of like reluctant accidental leader could you could get some yeah. fun out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. A while, also, you know, not forever. No, I will. No. I will say, as I was watching Dynamite this week, and like uh, Reynolds is talking to um, Hangman, I turned to him. And it was like it was just something about the angle I saw him at and everything. I just turned to him and I was like, Tiger. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, Alex Reynolds <laughs> definitely like. And he's not. He was not a diss in any way. I was just like the yeah, angle he was looking at, the angle guy. he was looking at, and everything. I was like, just at that particular angle. I was just like, yeah. Okay, yeah. definitely. A little bit, not like not like dead ringer, but just, just like I just saw bits of you in there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's the wiry black hair and the mm-hmm. kind He's of growing a bit uh, of the beard through as well. Yeah, it's, it's that thing. Yeah. That, like if you were a wrestler, like if you were a wrestler, you would be Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Yeah, it's the same kind yeah. of thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually for Halloween um, a couple of years ago, I went because <laughs> I was being lazy. I was just like went into work. I'm like I'm cosplaying Tommaso Ciampa. I just wear wearing a Tommaso Ciampa t-shirt. And everyone was like, "That's a shit costume." And I showed them a picture of Tommaso Ciampa, and they were like, "Ah, mm-hmm. fair enough." Yeah. <laughs> you went as Tamatonga, didn't you, in face paint because you've got the same beard? Yeah, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite Halloween costumes I've done. Yeah. And then um, year, oh, before, year before oh, last year was Jimmy Havoc, <laughs> which. 
in you, retrospect. You try as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the, the last um, uh, fancy dress thing, it was an on-wrestling one that I did a while back. I went, because uh, it was at the theme of, was it, what did you want to be when you grew up? So I went as Lister from Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was what I would. That, that's, that's why sometimes I drop into a Scouse accent because I used to watch so much Red Dwarf as a child. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Now so. I, I now have Scout in me. <laughs> it's like what were you talking about the other night? Cornish pasties. Oh, yeah. You were going on this rant about steak bakes and Cornish pasties, and you just got more and more Liverpudlian as you went on. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like a significantly Scouse thing. I want a fucking Cornish pasty. So I've looked up a recipe for Greg's steak bakes. So I'm gonna oh. like I'm trying to find pastry now because I don't want I can't be asked to make the own, uh, but I want to make I'm gonna make some fucking steak bakes because fuck me Netherlands can't do fucking pastry right. What the fuck is wrong with the fucking Netherlands? I want to cook pasty. <laughs> God damn it! I want to cook pasty. Sorry, <laughs> this has when been building in me a lot. I'll bring you some just roll pastry. Well, I'm hoping like it's just our supermarket being shit, and I can find it in another um uh, another um the. Uh, thing yeah that's it <laughs> maybe although amazon in the netherlands is shit and is just it's only just started selling something other than books like last year uh before uh, that it was still just a bookshop because they've got their own thing called ball which is shit so i use amazon de fair yeah like, think- there's a lot of shit that's really whack about the netherlands there's a lot of great shit don't get me wrong but um, like their parliament just resigned today <laughs> Yeah, that's oh. unexpected. <laughs> oh, okay. How cool is that that your government can just quit? Right? <laughs> Although they're, 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 they stay on until the elections in March, at which I, point they will probably all get re-elected anyway. So <laughs> it, it's token at uh, best. <laughs> I wish our government would just resign. Yeah, imagine <laughs> like having enough self-awareness to realise you've um, done a shit thing and to be able to cancel. Hang on, hang on. How many Tory PMs have resigned? I don't know. Are you asking me? Well, I mean, like, David Cameron resigned. What like was like? Well, I suppose May was forced out more yeah. than anything. Uh, yeah, May, um, May Boris was, is probably teetering. But the, I mean, the one, the ones who like they should all resign. I mean, at what point do you be able to do like, especially when it comes to America? What point can you just declare a part a political party illegitimate? Because I think you're at that point with the GOP. Like they are not <laughs> a political party right. anymore. They're trying really, really hard at mm. the moment. Like the like the Libertarian Party is, I. Th- think in the last election gained something like um 150 to 200,000 votes per um I don't know per what section of the country it was but it was a significant increase from the previous two elections but I wonder so if I that think is... more people are starting to think third party I don't you know, I definitely think but... that is there is a push for that but I wonder how much of that is, was people who were like I cannot vote for Trump again but I also cannot vote Democrat Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder if in four years' time you will see the same numbers, or if it will drop off again. They don't understand that there is a middle ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to the, about um, this to one of my friends. She's an avid Tory voter, and I was trying to explain to her she's not that educated on it. So I was kind of talking to her and saying, you know, there is a middle ground. You don't have to just agree with them. And she's her excuse for voting for them almost was. Yeah, but you know what you're getting with them because they're honest. But what you're getting is shit. <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't you know don't why. Have to agree with them. Yeah, they're honest, but they're honest about being anti-gay and yeah. anti-abortion. You know, you don't have to agree with it just because they're honest. Yeah, like that, that's not necessarily a virtue when the things no. they're honest about are fucking appalling. Yes, completely. You know, politicians will always lie. That mm-hmm. is just in their nature. 
you know, it's you're not voting for the politician, you're voting for a party and policies that you agree with. Mm. Yeah. And right. if you don't read the party policies and the, um, you know, all all of their manifestos and everything, then you're not getting the full picture of mm. what they're actually mm-hmm. going to try and do. Mm. And of course, half of it's bullshit. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> well, Take I mean, everything to or, or it's uh, what, a single page that was Trump's? I don't even yeah. know if he had a, a manifesto oh, yeah. last year. Yeah. It was just like, it's Trump. Like, yeah. literally, it, you, yeah. you do know what you're getting, and presumably that's why people voted against him in droves. Yeah, They voted mm-hmm. for Trump because they're all in this mindset of, oh, we hate cancel culture and we hate the snowflakes and, you know, the libtards and everything, like, you know, the language that they use to hate well, woke people. Five days. Um, from this recording, we've got five fucking days. Yeah, yeah, five days. It's too long. It is, but uh, it's 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 amazing the the impact that that. I, I like I feel exhausted after four years. We've been watching the big fat quiz of the year, and yeah. like just going back to like 2017 and stuff like the ones we've missed. Like just I'm like, and they're talking about how bad things are. I'm like, oh, 2017 people, they had no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, oh, it does. I, I looked back on. Or did the orange man put out a mean tweet? <laughs> So I looked back on some of my Facebook memories. Over a million people dead. <laughs> you cannot exaggerate. Past us can go fuck themselves. I remember looking at a Facebook memory that said, oh, 2017's been such a shite year. And I was like, oh, you sweet summer child. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, with that note of like... 2020 fuck that shit uh yeah. we've we've been this is a four and a half hour episode oh my god <laughs> yes apologies <laughs> listeners but you're gonna stick through it i know you, it might take you a few sessions but uh cut yeah. out the tangent till bounce out to an even two yeah no no i keep the tangents in it's part of the appeal of this podcast that's why the word rambling <laughs> yeah. title. Um, you can cut out some of the rambling and the cats interruptions I oh no, i already paused for that kind of stuff so i'd be fine uh but anyway uh so yeah um hope you've enjoyed the show um we're going to be coming back to there's going to be a bit more wrestling content for right now uh, on this channel from this point on now uh we're going to be coming back to you uh again soon uh probably just uh well we the pl- we've definitely agreed on a plan that us four are going to reconvene and do a rumble rundown from yeah. wwe this can year. i ask then are yeah. you going to do the Royal Rumble drinking game? Because if you do, you're not going to remember any of the Royal Rumble to Well, discuss. no, because I'm not, like, I can't, I've no one to do it with. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so the fucking time. I'm so, like, not, it was the first year they did the men's and the women's. Uh, me and my mate Dave, two man, the Royal Rumble drinking game. Oh, no. It was oh, messy. No. Oh, no. It was nasty. Dave, Dave threw up on himself, threw up our, our, outside of our front door and then passed out on a position on my chair and doesn't remember anything between the two of us he got through a crate of Stella Artois and I got through a like a crate and a half of Copperberg in 45 minutes <laughs> Christ yeah. do not recommend it's not not fun not fun I've, I've been playing the Royal Rumble drinking game every year for the past 11 years <laughs> and <laughs> do you have and it, it was it was never so good um, as it was in 2018 because like about halfway through the men's match I was completely slaughtered and my inner mark was just like coming out and then Nakamura won and I was just screaming that was the year that was the year that we did the screaming with my front door door open the thing that fucked me up because that was the year that was it Kurt Hawkins that got knocked out before he could get in the ring yeah 
Oh, or was Curtis it? Axel. Curtis Axel, sorry. Yeah, Curtis Axel got yeah. knocked out. And I had Axel, so I had to down my drink. Uh, it was like fucking brutal because uh, I had just opened a fresh drink and I was like, oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Royal Rumble drinking game, a lot of fun. Uh, not going to do it this year because, yes, I need to pay attention. Uh, or maybe I'll do it and watch the Rumble twice. Um, we'll see how the Rumble is. Um, but yeah, so we're going to come back after uh, post-Rumble at some point to do a, a Rumble rundown. Uh, maybe see if we can get another episode out before that. Maybe just me and Naomi. I'll see if Bongle's about and you can join me, you know, my actual supposed to be co-host. Not throwing shade at you, Bong, but a little bit of shade <laughs> But at where you, are you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, very good chance we're going to come back and maybe talk some board games and things like that because we've yeah. been doing a lot of that shit recently as well. So just to mix things up a bit. Um, so yeah, I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the show uh, and uh, we'll be back soon. Um, we'll love you and leave you. And uh, once again, big shout out to our sponsor, Easy Peasy CBD. Easy Peasy CBD. I really need to say that properly. Um, uh, I'll put links to the description uh, so you guys can go there and check that out for all your CBD needs. Um, and literally all your fucking CBD needs, like you name it, they got it. Um, and top, top grade stuff as well. So... Until next time, she'll bid you adieu. Say, stay safe, and let's hope we have a better 2021. Fuck next. Fuck next. (laughs) Fuck next. Fuck next.